Welcome, everyone, to episode 284 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. This is our 2016 Thummies episode. Woo. The end of the year when we tabulate our individual votes for our various categories, including uh, Game of the Year and the ever-controversial Most Valuable Console. Uh, that's always a, <laughs> a fun conversation to have. Stupid category. So, <laughs> uh but before we start, uh, if anyone's new to this episode, to this podcast and listening to our Thummies episode for the first time, we don't get the chance to play everything that comes out every year. All the games that we have are games we bought ourselves or borrowed from a friend or played through various family sharing services that are available to us. We were not uh, given any any review copies of games or anything like that. So it's all what we choose to spend our money and or time playing that uh, factors into our our categories so yeah so dan if if i may i always like to shout out to ken back in johnson city for the name of our award show the thummies thanks ken yeah he came up with a great name i also want to give a shout out to our our dad who tabulated the results again even though will was pretty late with his uh his picks yeah i don't want to point anything out yesterday when he said he was still working on it but uh yeah um I also want to say thanks for giving me such a hard deadline, considering I was playing countless hours of a certain game so I could get it in for this stupid episode. You didn't need sure. to beat it. Well, you know, I had I to give it serious consideration for a couple categories. <laughs> well, sure you did, but... You me and Eric it. were the only ones that were on time. I was really? also I was also yeah. tardy. I didn't get I mine in. I wish I had known. I would have been tardy, too. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I, was, I planned on doing mine at work the night they were due. Uh, and then we got a bunch of snow, so I spent the whole night oh, shoveling yeah. and plowing. So I, I did send them in first thing the following morning, but yes, I will accept the fact that I was tardy. You know all what, right. guys? Just pull all of my, my awards out. <laughs> I, I, I'm in. Dan, can you do that really quickly? Uh, no. <clears throat> I have no, out. no way of knowing. <laughs> no way of knowing. All right, shall we get to the first category? Let's hit it. We got a lot to cover. Yes, we do. All right, Boy, the first category is the One That Got Away Award. This award goes to a game we played and liked but stopped playing for whatever reason. Pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah. So, before, for the tw- before you jump into that, Dan, I have a question. Did we do yeah. uh, the weighted score? Like, our, our number ones are weighted more than the other? I honestly don't know. Okay. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I'm no. just curious. Okay. So, the winner for the 2016 Thummy for the one that got away is Forza Horizon. Hey! Hmm. All right, uh, Forza 3. With Tyranny and Overwatch tying for second, and Starbound and The Witness tying for third. Wow. Okay. So, congrats to Forza Horizon. Uh, that was my number one pick. <clears throat> I will go back to that at some point, definitely. That was my number in. two. Okay. And I went back to it yesterday. Yeah. And it was still awesome. Yeah, that's a great game. Yeah. Great game. I, I had, uh, so I don't remember, Dan, it's been a year. Do we kind of go over our, our picks for each category now? Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's important that we that we say why we picked the games that we picked. All right. You want me to start? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So my number one was The Witness, uh, which I stopped playing because I'm too stupid for it. Uh, nothing further than that. I love that game. I'm just not good at puzzles. Mm-hmm. 
got to a point where I couldn't figure anything out and I wasn't willing to try any longer, so I quit. Uh, but I wish that I wasn't so stupid. Uh, Forza <laughs> Horizon 3, I just, it came out at a time where games were coming out uh, hot and heavy and yep. that's kind of what happened. But I, like I said, I went back to it yesterday and it was fantastic. Uh, Doom was my number three. Again, I just try to play as many games as I can with the limited time that I had and Doom was awesome for the, the period of time that I played it. Four was Hitman, which was a uh, a surprise to me. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but I ended up purchasing all of the uh, episodes for the season, so I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to going back to that at some point, but I really wish that I had gotten some more time with Hitman. It just kind of got away from me. Um, and my number five was Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't put nearly the amount of time into that game as you guys did. Um but it was great. I've always been a fan of, of like Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. um, and I dare say it's better than Harvest Moon. So how it's dare you? I I don't know if it's out for Vita, but if it is, I should probably play it on that. Yeah, you I don't know? think it is yet. I think they're planning on putting it on just about everything though. Okay, because I know it's out for PS4. I could remote yep. play it, but oh, that's right, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So that was my five. Okay. Uh, like I said, my my number one was Forza Horizon. Tyranny was number two. Uh, again, it's the same thing. It was time, a time thing. It came out at, a, at I think it came out like was it the same day or right around when Dishonored Two came out, and I figured I would spend my time playing Dishonored Two. Number three was the Division. I really loved the Division, uh, but the 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 way the multiplayer kind of shook out with all the cheating and stuff really kind of soured me on that game. Darkest Dungeon was number four for me which I'll hopefully go back to at some point. I'm, I actually think that would be perfect to play on a tablet uh, or maybe even like like a large screen phone. I think it's a perfect game for, for mobile devices. And then I put Overwatch as number five because I kind of want... I've been having a severe hankering to play Overwatch lately again, so... Let me, let me <clears throat> ask a, something about that. Mm-hmm. I find that a funny one to put on the one that got away because mm-hmm. didn't you kind of... I would have liked. It is what I, it is. I liked it enough to be able to keep playing it, uh, but but again, it's the whole multiplayer thing. Like after yeah. I get a sense of what it's about, I feel I almost feel compelled to move on to the next thing. Right. But I would. Uh, that's one game I would have liked to have kept playing. So okay. that, that's why it's low on my list too. Yeah. As you know, it's the the lowest of the. I, uh, I, I I didn't have that many games that I kind of stopped playing either. I actually took the division off my list because mm-hmm. I had it on there at first, and I was like, you know, what? I actually played a shit ton of the division, so I feel like mm-hmm. I put my time in with it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do more with the multiplayer, unfortunately, the with the cheating and stuff. So yeah, yeah. well, we'll go ahead. Uh, so this one was difficult for me because there was a lot of games that I looked back on that I had started and didn't play. Like, a game that I looked back very, very fondly on was The Division, and that was only an honorable mention for me. Uh, I didn't even make my five. But, uh, at five I had I Am Setsuna. At four I had Forza Horizon 3. At three I had Dishonored 2. At two, Battlefield 1. And number one I put Overwatch. Now, uh, you were talking about Overwatch and, like, kind of it is what it is. Now, with me, like, I really, really loved Overwatch. I'm probably the biggest fan of Overwatch on this podcast, and I love playing it. But the end of the year came up so quick, and, like, with school and everything like that, like, I kind of wasn't playing games a whole lot, so, like, that game got pushed to the side. Uh, And then when the end of the year hit, like, I focused on specific games that I wanted to play more at the time. 
So I just did not put enough time into it. Like, I think I'm only, like, level 15, which is only, like, four or five hours of playtime. But, like, I've been wanting to play it, like, just about every day. I just haven't had the time to. I, I And I hear you. I hear that you like Overwatch. I just find that a, a weird pick for this category because you play a few matches and, like, that's what Overwatch is. So yeah, I feel like the one that got away is one that you actually, like, missed out on the ending of a game or, like different things that might come up in a game as opposed to just like an online shooter. I look at it as in the game that I not finished playing that I wanted to keep playing that I've wanted to play all year. And that was definitely the main one that I... That and Battlefield were like the two that I just did not play as much as I wanted. Which is weird because they're both shooters and then all the story games are 3, 4, and 5 on my list. Well, at, le- at least I could point to the campaign in Battlefield. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, Corey, what do you got? I'll start backwards. Grim Dawn was my number five. For whatever reason, I stopped in the very last area of that game. I probably only needed about 15 more minutes to beat, and I couldn't even tell you why I didn't go ahead and beat it. I think it was just one of those things that I was playing it for the episode we did on it, and then we did the episode, and then I just never got back to it because something else came out. That happens to me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, my number four was Deus Ex Mankind Divided, and honestly, I have no idea what happened there. Because I did enjoy it to start. I wasn't in love with it like you guys were, but I did enjoy it, and I fully intended to get back to it and just didn't. So we talked a little bit about four in February. Maybe that's a four in February pick, although that one might be a little bit long. Yeah, it's, a... uh, <clears throat> it's only like 15 hours. I think it took me like 28 or something like that. Maybe yeah. 30. Yeah. If you You're run, I like to do everything. Though, yeah, I like to do everything. Well, yeah. I like to you know do everything to a point too, and and I think a game like that I would have a hard time just mainlining. So maybe maybe yeah. I, maybe not good for four in February. We'll see. Uh, number three was Tyranny, uh, another game I really enjoyed, but wasn't in the mood for much reading at the time. I was just I don't know. I was having a hard time playing games. Period. At that point this year, and the idea of sitting at my computer booting up a game just to do some reading was really not. Not what I was looking a lo- for. A lot of reading. A lot of reading. Yes, yes. Which isn't bad. Uh, like I said, yeah. there's a time and place for that. But I was not at that time or place. Uh, number two, Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, the only reason I stopped playing that was because I screwed up and picked the chef. <laughs> which I thought was cool. The chef, you know, with the spoon, I think, was the, the starting weapon for the chef. Uh, but it turns out you pick that if you're, like, an advanced player who wants a challenge to start. It's sort of like picking the, what's the one in Dark Souls? The Depraved? Depraved, yeah. It's sort of like picking the Depraved in, in Dark Souls. Um, so I, I do intend to get back to that. That might be a, a really good one for 4 in February, because it's probably not too long. Yeah. So I, I, you know, Corey, I didn't get too far into that game, but it was really cool. Yeah. It, it was really awesome. And apparently, there's couch co-op. <gasps> yeah. If we ever find ourselves on a couch together again. <laughs> there it is. That's the one. Yeah, and uh, my number one was Starbound, because mm-hmm. uh, like in the half dozen hours or so I, I gave it, it, it totally delivered on all my expectations, despite the delays in uh, our hatred, our ang- hatred isn't the right word, our anger towards that game for just drawing out its development for so long. Uh, but the Terraria in space, I mean, it totally delivered on that. Had a great story. Eric and I yeah. had a wonderful time playing it that one night we did. Yeah. Um, Forza Horizon Three didn't even make my list because I didn't get a chance to play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric, I thought about the witness, but for the same reason you did, I got to the. Well, you beat it, right? No, I got to the very, very end when the puzzles like 
go from 10 up to 11. And I was just like, I'm just done. I'm just not. So I wouldn't consider it one I got away because I just let it go. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with up. you. I had my time. I ended up watching well, the ending cinematic and everything. So You don't have to rub in that you're smarter than me and made it further than me. Well, I probably gave it a lot more time than you did too. But that game if frustrated makes... me to no end. I don't know, Eric... man. I probably sat there and looked at pictures that I took trying to figure it out for a good portion of the time. Yeah. Eric, if it makes you feel better, you got even further than I did. Yeah, so, I feel like I gave dumbest. it more of a college try than you did, though. That's true. You know? Yeah. My college try, though, stops at community college level. <laughs> Always has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me. The winner of the 2016 Thummy for the one that got away was Forza Horizon 3. Are there runner-ups on those cards or no? Yeah. Uh, Tyranny and Overwatch tied for second. Gotcha. And Starbound and The Witness tied for third. So, uh, Next award is 2015's 2016 Game of the Year. This award goes to a game that came out last year that we played and liked the most this year. So, <laughs> the winner for 2015's 2016 Game of the Year, Rocket League. Yes! 12 As votes. it should be, goddammit. With the runner-up being Xenoblade Chronicles, and the third, third run, or second runner-up being uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. So happy Rocket League won that. Well, I think Corey, I was I was so scared that you weren't going to vote for Rocket League because you stopped playing it at a point, and yeah. I, I was I had an argument prepared in my head. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably still put like a hundred hours in it this year. Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to know how many I put into it? I don't want to know. <laughs> It's probably just a disgusting on, number. Just on PC alone, I put 150 into it this year. Nice. Oh, my good God. That's crazy. Yeah. That is a lot for me. I don't ever play a game that much. Yep. So we'll start with you, Corey. What were your, your five? Uh, so the last? only three I could remember that I played uh, were starting with Rise of the Tomb Raider at number three. Uh, wonderful game, wonderful game. I had a great experience with it. Uh, and the only reason it was third was because I had Xenoblade Chronicles at number two. And maybe objectively, Rise of the Tomb Raider is a better game. But for whatever reason, we just kept coming back to Xenoblade. Like, it came up in numerous podcasts this year, just referencing oh, yeah. back to it. And it kept it fresh in my head and kept me thinking about it. And I did play uh, the majority of that game this year, too. I think I only had played, like, yeah. six hours last year. But I put uh, probably another 15 or 20 in it this year and really started to appreciate it a lot more uh, mm -hmm. and, and like it a lot more. And again, like I, just playing a bunch of games throughout the year, I kept referencing Xenoblade Chronicles like Final Fantasy 15. Um, there were a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, maybe that's not the best reason to have that at number two instead of Rise of the Tomb Raider, but it's what I went with. Yeah. Uh, and, and there it is. And yeah, <clears throat> Rocket League at number one for me. I actually kind of forgot about the rise of the Tomb Raider. I was I was confused on whether or not I would count that as a game that came out this year or a game that came out last year. Because it came out last year for the Xbox One, and then PC, it came out early this year, and then PS4, it came out like this in the year? fall. Yeah. So I wasn't I I ended up I not putting it on anything. I don't think because I was confused. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. Will. So with me, I had Metal Gear Solid 5 at 5, uh, 4 Halo 5 at 3 Dying Light, 2 Rise of the Tomb Raider, and number 1, Eric's favorite, Life is Strange. Uh, so 
I didn't play. I probably put three, four hours into Metal Gear Solid Five, but not enough to end up uh, beating it. And I sort of forgot about it early in the year, like January, February. Uh, I never ended up going back to it, but it's one that like I want to because everybody spoke so highly of it. It's uh, so good. Yeah, it's like when I was playing it, I was kind of like, I'm really impressed with this game, but like for whatever reason, I never ended up getting back to it. Uh, Halo 5 is just a shooter that I was playing a lot throughout the year until the shooters, uh, the big shooters came out this year. Uh, Dying Light is a game I played pretty early that I loved. Rise of the Tomb Raider was one that I played in January that I loved. And I mean, Life is Strange was my last year game of the year, and I did end up beating it uh, this year. So I put it at number one. Okay. Eric. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League was, was easily my number one, obviously, for anybody that doesn't listen to this podcast. It's, it's not often I stick with a game, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not often that I go back to games that are older. I guess it's not that old, but uh, like I don't often go back to games that came out the previous year, just mostly for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rocket League is one that I play almost daily, consistently if i have any amount of time to myself i find myself playing rocket league at least for a little bit um so that was my number one heroes of storm came out last year right correct and i'm i'm sure i played at least a match this year so i put that at number two uh, because again like i said i don't really play many games that uh, came out the previous year um and did hearthstone come out last year or the year before uh it came out last year for mobile i think Okay, so I put Hearthstone as my three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, all I had. I think because because Eric and and Corey both put Rocket League first and it got 12 points, that means there is the extra, the bonus point for, for number one. So That makes sense. So we are getting yeah. bonus points for first place. Yep, which is fine. I like that, actually. Yeah, I, I do too. Because it's, it's, you know, it's our number one pick. Uh, yeah, number one. Will, you said Rise of the Tomb Raider was your number one? Two. What was your number one? Life is strange. Oh, I'm sorry. And Dan, what was your number one? I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do my list right now. Uh, so for number five, I put Telltale's Game of Thrones game because they, they finished up their episodes last fall. I played that at some point this year. I wanted more Game of Thrones, so I I, I played that, and it, it was it was good. It was a Telltale game. If it wasn't if the Game of Thrones universe wasn't so intriguing to me, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Number four, Corey, I'm surprised you didn't put this, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of it. I'm shocked you didn't put that. (laughs) I play that a ton lately. I probably would have made it my number four. Yeah, it's my number four. Number three, I put Soma, which I'm still playing through but also really enjoying. Uh, Really interesting sci-fi in that. So uh, Number two, I put Xenoblade Chronicles X. I played a lot of that really early this year. Like like you, Corey, I only put maybe like ten or twelve hours in at the end of last year, and then a ton. I played a ton like January into February. I I ended. I think I have like seventy five or eighty hours in that game, uh, and I'm only like I think I'm on like chapter twelve or thirteen out of twenty something. So I'm like halfway through. Mm-hmm. It's a long game. And then my number one. Uh, this probably won't come as a surprise to anyone, but The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Which I played through almost the whole story of again this year, and the two pieces of DLC, which were both amazing. Uh, it was my game of the year last year, and my 2015, 2016 game of the year. So, that's my picks. Any other thoughts? No. All right. Nope. Justice okay. has been served. <laughs> so, 2015's 2016 game of the year goes to Rocket League. 
Congra- congrats to Psionics on Best that. Best game of all time. Uh, There's an argument to be made for that, for sure. In my opinion, that is my best, my favorite game of all time. Favorite and best are two different things. Uh, fair. I, I will completely agree with that. I kind of uh, make favorite and best for like ours like synonymous. Like whatever I like the most is going to be my favorite you know, or the best in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you, but Dan's right. Yeah, no. That's that's it's, an argue. That's a talk for another podcast. <laughs> that's a talk for well, our well, last I'm award sure, this year. I'm sure we'll have enough to argue about later on. Like my we'll my say that. favorite girl is my girlfriend, but the, but best, the best girl, girl is definitely fill in the blank. You know, <laughs> Natalie Portman. You fill in the blank, actually, Corey. Uh, let's see. Today I was talking about Emmy Rossum. Today I'm a big fan of hers. Okay, who's that? She's the girl in Shameless, but that's not when I fell in love with her. She is uh, the also uh, brilliant performer. I think she had a Broadway experience, but she was the the woman in Phantom of the Opera. Mm. I'm gonna Google it. And that's when I fell in love with her. So I'm not some scuzzy perv. She redhead? No. Nah, she's pretty. Nah. <laughs> Wait till you see her sing, Eric. Weak pick. Could have done better there. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, next I, on the list. I equate that to Life is Strange. So that's a good cut. Best multiplayer experience. Uh, this is a game that best exemplifies the spirit of competition and or jolly cooperation in a video game. And the winner of the 2016 Thummy for best multiplayer experience is The Division. <laughs> All right. I like With it. number two being Overwatch and number three being Battlefield 1. Cool. So, Will, we will start with you. What were your picks? So this is a weird year for me because the amount of competitive like and cooperative gaming I did was very slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I did have is number five. I had Starbound. Me and uh, a couple of my friends played that for pretty much all of the seven or eight hours that I put into it. And we always had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, brought back a little bit of the charm that Terraria was when me and Corey played through it. Uh, at four, I had Pokemon Sun and Moon. There's a ton of multiplayer aspects to that one, and I adored Pokemon Sun and Moon this year, so I had that one there. At three, I had Forza Horizon 3, two, Overwatch, and one, Battlefield 1. Uh, Battlefield 1 was so amazing when I well, played it this year, I and I loved it. I have to commend you for that pick. Battlefield I'm shocked 1? you didn't pick Overwatch as number one. You're going to be shocked a lot with Overwatch because I do not Good. have it highly on a lot because I didn't play it as much as I wanted to this year. All right. I'm uh, surprised, but yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Battlefield 1, it's by far my favorite Battlefield that I've played. It's really and good. And just the time period, everything about it I loved. And like when I played with my friends the couple times that I did play, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Corey. Yes, sir. Multiplayer experience picks. Uh, I had Overwatch at number five, and that, to me, it's a game I I was okay with. I had my issues with it. Um, I shouldn't even say that, because I didn't have too many issues with it. I just knew deep down it wasn't for me. Uh, but I could acknowledge, you know, how good of a game it was. So I had that sure. at number five. At number four was Overcooked, a game I played late, but had a good time playing with the girlfriend, even though we only put a couple hours into it. But I think there's uh, something special there, and apparently you can do that four-player. So I think yes. that would be awesome. Um, have a few beers on the couch and do some overcooked. Oh, uh, I think we'll get into that a, a bit later on tonight. <laughs> All right. A uh, game I, I continually forgot about doing these awards. Number three was Dark Souls 3, which did come out this year. 
Um, I don't have too much to say on that at this point. I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later. And number two is Starbound. Again, I referenced it earlier, but Eric and I had a, I had a great time that night playing Starbound and fighting that one boss with the eyes and doing crazy, crazy shit. That was, uh, that was a good time. And I ha- I did have The Division at number one, uh, both for its competitive and cooperative gameplay. I still reference that time we emerged from the subway into a snowy and ominous Times Square. Uh, that was a special mm-hmm. moment for me. You know, we didn't know, we had no idea what to expect. It was our first time playing the game, you know, just kind of exploring uh, uh, destruct, destroyed uh, Midtown Manhattan was, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Number five, I had Fire Emblem Fates. I like the kind of non-committal online in that, uh, raiding other people's forts, and then uh, having to visit other people's forts to gather resources for various things. Number four, I had Forza Horizon 3, which had some fun multiplayer. Uh, number three, I had Gears of War 4, specifically for Horde Mode. Horde Mode is a blast in that game. Uh, number two, I had The Division. Co-op, like Corey talked about, great co-op and and competitive. The co-op missions were fantastic, and uh, same as you, Corey, I had an awesome time when we the the handful of times we played that together. Uh, and then the Dark Zone was was a lot of fun too. Very very tense multiplayer. At least when uh, we played one, it, it was right. Well, exactly. <laughs> sort of we fell played, apart we, later in the year, but early Dark Zone. Yeah, yeah, early Dark Zone before the, the before the cheaters took over. And Rick then for Coles. number one, I I had Overwatch for number one. Uh, I, I love the hell out of Overwatch, but I could have put Overwatch in the division one. Yeah, they could have switched, so uh, I ended up putting Overwatch first. At a boy, Dan. Mm-hmm. Eric, what do you got? Uh, number five, I put FIFA 17. I always, I mean, I that literally could make my list every year because uh, I play so much of it with Jeff. Uh, number four, I had Overwatch. If you want my thoughts on Overwatch, see Corey's thoughts on Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three was Battlefield One. Uh, pretty much everything Will said. I mean, it's such a good game. I actually played it again yesterday for the first time in a while. Uh, tried out the new multiplayer map. Uh, it's just, it's so good. I love how you don't have to be good at it to have a good time. Because mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. I'm my my online multiplayer days are behind me. I'm fully willing to admit that. But for some reason, I can still have a good time with Battlefield. Uh, and the way that they set up their multiplayer and just being a medic and healing people and reviving people, I just find enjoyment in playing that role. So I, I just really enjoy it. And yes, yesterday, actually, on the new map, uh, my team was losing, so we got the armored train to come in. And I jumped on the train, and it was just so much fun riding this armored train around, stopping at the different flags and conquests to, to capture the bases and just so good. And Battle- Battlefield 1 is the best Battlefield I, I feel like I've played in quite a oh, while. Yeah. yeah. Like, the feeling of blowing a blimp up and watching <laughs> it crash down and then just, like, when it explodes, it's it's amazing. Like, watch yeah. a video of it on PC, like, for Ultra Graphics. Like, it's it's amazing. It's, just, it's, it's so fun. And, and I wish that, like, I wish that there was a way for us to go back in time to when we used to hang out in Jared's basement and play Halo and somehow transport like Battlefield Some 1 games. to yeah. that era because yeah. we would have had so much fun riding around in the like the little sidecar motorcycles just fucking around and riding around in tanks and uh, it's it's so well done. And it people really is. people wonder why kids never leave their houses anymore. Yeah, why would you? Yeah. You know? Uh, number two, I had the division. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a great time playing the division with a lot of different people, and mm-hmm. that doesn't happen very often for me anymore. You know, usually my multiplayer gaming is uh, with an actual person that I know is pretty much reserved to FIFA 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I bought the division on Xbox as well as uh, PC. It's not too often I buy a PC game anymore unless it's on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I had a good time playing playing the division with you guys. It was especially fun with Corey because he would we would be walking around and he'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I used to yeah. work here, or like <laughs> he would be able to know like where the streets were, and that was just so cool. Um, but like like Corey was saying, you know, early division before it got fucked up was really fun in the dark zone, just kind of exploring and and learning about the game was really cool. Um, and then my number one was Overcooked because mm-hmm. my my wife, uh, very much not a video gamer. You may be saying to yourself, your wife is not a video gamer or your significant other. My wife is the meaning of not a video gamer. Antithesis she, of gaming. Yes. Uh, and she actually had a good time with that game. And it was really fun to do something with her that I really have enjoyed my entire life on this earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's the only game, really that we've been able to do that with and, and play together instead of her just watching me play it like we did with that shitstorm uh, walking simulator. Oh, everyone's gone it? to the rapture? Everyone's gone to the rapture or Life is Strange, which we actually did enjoy playing together because that was much better. But uh, this one we actually got to play together and, and communicate and, you know, it was like trying to get three stars on each level that we were playing. It was just so fun. Uh, so I, I feel like that's definitely deserving of, uh, of my number one pick. Eric, you should look into Lovers of a Dangerous Space Time. Oh, yeah? That's similar. Oh, okay. Except it's two people controlling, like, uh, a simple-looking spaceship in space, and you have to move around to different systems to control different things. All right, I'll you check it communicate. out. Yeah, it's re- it looks really cool. Me and the wife are going to play it at some point. She in, had in a really tough time controlling Overcooked. Uh, okay. It's, it's very hard for me to understand that. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? second nature to us. It is. It's completely second nature. <clears throat> and I, I tried to stay as calm as I possibly could <laughs> because understanding that she has never played video games in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, Fair enough. But it was fun regardless. To us, yeah. it's like, well, what do you mean? You move with the joystick and you press the button to pick up the thing. Like, like what's the you, problem? You hit, you hit axe <laughs> in front of the onion to chop it. That's it. Yeah. There's, that's it. Yeah. Go get the dirty plate goes from here to the sink and you hit X again. Uh-huh. Uh... But, but to people that don't play video games, that's like, that's the whole oh, yeah. thing. Uh-huh. It's sen- sensory overload. Exactly. So that's it. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, the winner for the 2016 Thummy for best multiplayer experience goes to the division. What were the runners runners up, Dan? Runners up were Overwatch at number two and Battlefield One at number three. Okay. I'm liking the division, love. So yeah, far. I had a blast with that game. I pl- I played so <clears throat> much Division with Jeff. I mean, there was a couple weeks straight where him and I every night were playing that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until we went to bed. Yeah, thinking back, like, you know, playing it earlier in the year, I I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Anywho, next category is the best rainy day game. So this award goes to a game that contains qualities needed to keep us occupied on rainy days. My notebook got all screwy. All right, rainy day game. 
The winner is Civilization Six. Man, <laughs> with three runners out of up, four. runners up, number two being Stardew Valley, and number three being Final Fantasy Fifteen. That's uh, that's my one, two, and three. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. That's great. <clears throat> Eric, we'll start with you. Uh, one, yeah, Civ Six. I mean, it's it's just one of those games that you say, all right, one more turn. And Steam actually just had a on their awards. They had that category, did they not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One more and turn. Yep. It's just one. It's that one more turn game, and next thing you know, three hours have gone by, and it's it's one in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like if you sit down to your computer, it's like. 10 o'clock and it's raining out and you're like, I don't really want to do anything. I'm going to make a cup of coffee. What game do I want to play? Yeah, let's, let's play Civilization Civ. 6 and just click next turn so many <laughs> fucking times. Yep. You know? Oh, it's yeah. just the perfect game to stay indoors and just play all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, second I had Stardew Valley. Uh, it's, this, it's the same kind of thing, just in a different way. Instead of clicking next turn, you're just going through days. The day mm-hmm. cycle, the day and night cycle. Let um, me fish real quick. Yeah, let me fish. If it's raining out, great. I don't have to water. Thank fuck. I'm going to go into the caves. You know, there's just so much to do. Maybe today I'll go hit on some girl. Who knows? Maybe you get married. Who knows? <laughs> uh, number three was Final Fantasy 15 for me. Uh, again, there there's just so much to do in that game, and I don't I don't feel like it's one of those overwhelming rpg kind of games like like the witcher 3 was for me mm-hmm. i feel like i can jump back into final fantasy 15 because while the combat can be a little strategic it's not clunky and shitty and i don't feel like i'd have to go back in and kind of like figure it out like i would yeah, with you, the witcher 3 you don't have to relearn all the systems right so like i feel like i could just say you know oh, it's raining out i don't want to do anything maybe i'll just go back into final fantasy 15 and i'll do the like a, just a shit ton of side missions i'll go on a bunch of like photo missions for that dude in the magazine or, or i'll just go on like a bunch of monster hunts you know just you could do any number of things for such a long time in that yeah. game and, and not really even it, it can be almost mindless let me tell you the combat in final fantasy 15 i think is awesome I I really enjoy it. It works really well. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number four was The Witness. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that would be specifically you have to start it on that rainy day and just get as far as you can. Because you start it and it just fucking blows your mind. At least it did for me. I started that game and it just blew my mind. So if you just had a rainy day to set aside... And you're like, you know what, I'm starting The Witness today, and it's just going to blow your mind, and you're just going to get lost in that world. And I just feel like that the, the Witness is perfect for that. I know Corey always talks about like wanting to escape to a different place and escaping into The Witness and just the yeah, fucking weird feeling you get and like just the mystery of that that island i feel like is perfect for that for that category and third for me was forza horizon solely because it's a racing game you don't have to think at all mm-hmm. you could just do a bunch drive. of races and drive around and it's awesome mm-hmm. that's it okay i'll go next number five i had overwatch because i literally spent a rainy day early in the year playing overwatch just about all day so that that, that i figure that applies number th- Four, I had Dark Souls 3, 
lots of optional bosses, side quests. If you if you do some digging outside the normal confines of of the the you know the main storyline. Number three, I had Stardew Valley. Kind of the same reasons that Eric does. Tons of content there too. There's a lot of stuff you can do on the side that uh, you know other than just just your straight up farming stuff. Number two, I had Darkest Dungeon, which gets a bit grindy in the latter stages. So that's a perfect game for a rainy day. And for number one, I had Civilization VI, because it takes a long time to conquer the world in marathon mode. So yeah, good point. It takes a rainy one. day. Number one pick. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Corey, what do you got? You know what? Civ Six didn't even make my list. I, wow. I see that. Me and Eric are the only ones that put it on our lists. Uh, game, oh. game I really enjoy, but I'm, I'm thinking about why it didn't and i think the reason why i didn't make my list is because civ 6 is is always the game i unintentionally play longer mm-hmm. than i should you know it's the sure. game i start at 7 p.m and then i look at the clock and it's 3 a.m you know um i can't think you don't of an... really get lost in that world either no and i know that's kind of your thing yeah like you're constantly looking at an over map like an over map uh yeah world map and you know doing grand you, strategy you don't get lost things. in like you don't Egypt or what have you, right? You don't kind of become the character, you know. Right. It's just you're doing these very uh, macro things on a on a major level. So maybe that's why I'm not sure. Uh, I actually struggled with this category a little bit this year. I'm not I'm not sure why, but my number five was Owlboy, uh, retro platformer, um, solely because as Eric pointed out, the game I'm looking for is the escape to something you can get lost in. Preferably with a nice setting to contrast with the gloomy rain outside. Uh, so that's Owlboy for me. Number four was Tyranny. I brought up the point that there is a lot of reading and interacting with characters earlier. I think that's the type of thing I would like to do on a rainy day. As Phyllis says, there's nothing better than curling up with a good book on a rainy day. Uh, so ty- <laughs> Tyranny is perfect for that. I just watched that episode the other day. That's why I thought of that. And they're trying to get her to say all our rainy day phrases, like get <laughs> yeah. hot chocolate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's an office reference. Number three was VA11 Hall A Cyberpunk Bartender. The game literally tells you to sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy it. That's the game advises you to do that when you play that, uh, play it, and, and it does a really good job of uh, immersing you in that world as a cyberpunk bartender, serving people drinks and interacting with them. It's the type of thing you can you can sit back on a rainy day and, and enjoy. Number two is Enderall. It's not the first time you're going to hear me talk about Enderall, so I'll just leave it for now. And number one for me was Starbound. Again, something you get transported away into, get lost. Uh, pick your poison of things to do and just do it for any length of time. And there are any number of biomes and types of uh, weather that you can you can get lost in. So that's why I had Starbound number one. Mm-hmm. That's it well. for me. Uh, so for my list of best rainy day games, these are all games that I sat down and literally have played all day uh, at one point this year. So at number five, I had Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Number four, Fire Emblem Fates. Three, Stardew Valley. Two, Final Fantasy XV. One, Pokemon Sun and Moon. You're going to hear a whole bunch more about all five of these games later. So uh, I'll just sort of leave it unless you guys want me to say anything about them. It's up to you if you want to elaborate or not. What was your no, number one, Will? Uh, Pokemon Center Moon. Okay. Okay. So is everything, man? Yeah. Do you want to elaborate? No, I'll uh, I'll leave it be for right now. 
All right, the 2016 Thummy winner for best rainy day game is Civilization VI. All right, most welcome surprise. This goes to a game that may not have seemed that interesting or may not have normally appealed to us, but was surprisingly good. The winner for the 2016 Thummy for most welcome surprise goes to... The cards are stuck together. Dan. I didn't I didn't play that one. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Yes! Oh, nice. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Uh, number two being Stardew Valley, and number three being Firewatch. Nice. Man, four out of the five I've hit with my number one. So we'll start with Will. Okay, yeah, so at number five, I had Final Fantasy XV. Now, I'm not surprised that I like this game. I'm surprised that I think Square Enix did a really nice job kind of changing up Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy formula, while still keeping it Final Fantasy. Uh, I thought they knocked it out of the park with this game, and I'm impressed how much I love it and want to play it more. I'm an uh, idiot. I totally forgot to put that on here because I am not a Final Fantasy fan, and it deserves to be on my list. <laughs> Me too. I didn't even consider it for this award, I, and I should have. I totally should have. <laughs> yeah. I actually had it a lot higher, but I was like, no, like it's still Final Fantasy. Like I love Final Fantasy, so I'll just throw it at five. Um uh, but at 4, I had Firewatch. At 3, I had Stardew Valley. At 2, Uncharted 4. Now, I have that on there because I'm not a huge fan of Naughty Dog games for the most part. I recognize that they're all really quality games. But, like, The Last of Us, I thought was a phenomenal game. But I didn't like playing it as much as other people. Um, and I did not like Uncharted the f- one or two times I played it. So when I played 4, I was like, oh... I love Uncharted, and now I should go back and play the other ones now that I think I might actually like them. Uh, but I was a huge fan of Uncharted 4. I know Eric's giving me the angry fist in the... <laughs> Only about that. Last of Us. You say what you will about Uncharted. Oh, I liked Last the story of... in Last of Us, but I didn't like the gameplay. I didn't like the it... game. Like the Last... you said, How dare watch... you? Both of wants you. Watch... How dare wants you? Wants to watch the movie, not play How the game. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the How Last of Us... How dare the three of you? It's no Bioshock Infinite. Oh, and number one, I have Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Nice. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I love the little jabs from like three years ago. It's great. Still going strong. <laughs> well, you know what? That's that's uh, uh, shout outs to our longtime listeners, you know? Yeah. Who've been listening to us for, from the beginning. For those who don't oh, know. People. Yeah, for those who don't know, when whatever year The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite came out, Eric was very upset that Corey and I picked Bioshock Infinite. Well, I don't, I don't know. You guys, always, you guys always fuck it up for me. I was going to say, to be, to be fair, uh, I think, you know, a lot of people would agree with Eric on that one, but mm-hmm. just the way... We're just the, the, way, well, we're the rare, well, too. Of would. The way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah. The way the cookie crumbles on this podcast... <laughs> You can expect the shittier game to win Game of the Year. Quick question. Have Corey and I dictated Game of the Year the last, like, oh, two yeah. years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Has it been so, the last three years? Last year it was the... Life is Strange. Life is Strange. The year before? Uh, Dragon Age. That was Dan and I that dictated That was me and Eric. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then before that it was... Uh, Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Good job, Corey. And I'm not yeah. even happy with my... With my pick. <laughs> That's right, you wanted Dark Souls. I picked the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think if we tallied it, me and Corey would have won that year. God. Probably. Yeah. Why? What did you pick? I don't remember. I can't remember. 
too long ago. I just remember barely missing it. Oh, no, wait. I picked Child of Light that year. Okay. That was the oddball. I do have the Thummies mm-hmm. Master document, but it's on my laptop. I'd call it up. That's yeah, not important. That's you guys can that go over exists. your list. <laughs> that's why I keep asking, you know, what were the runner-ups and everything, so I don't have to go back and listen. I'm just doing it live. Yeah. Fuck Good it. Call. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'll write it myself, and we'll do it live. Uh, Eric, what do you got next <clears throat> for most welcome uh, surprise? Yeah, so no, number five, I had Call of Duty Infinite Warfare because that game usually blows, and I actually had a really good time with the. Uh, I hated the Black Ops Three uh, campaign, as it were. Actually, I shouldn't say it. I really enjoyed the first half, and then it got super weird, and I hated every second of it. Mm-hmm. Infinite Warfare, I haven't finished. It's one I'd like to get back to, uh, but I played a pretty good amount of it, and I really enjoyed the campaign. Overcooked, I did not expect to even play but i heard so much about how good the co-op was and i thought it was something my that my wife would enjoy and i was right uh so i really enjoyed that and was su- surprised that she liked it so that was my four number three was doom because i have no like uh, nostalgia for doom whatsoever but it's pretty pretty fucking badass game uh that i hope to to complete at some point here Number two, I had Dishonored 2, mostly because I did not care for Dishonored 1 at all. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought Dishonored 2 was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one was Ratchet & Clank, because that game came out of left field for me. I never played a Ratchet & Clank game before this one. Uh, I really bought it just because it was a PlayStation exclusive, and I tried to play all the exclusives. Yep. Uh, and I ended up binging through it, and I had so much fun with that game. It was just is probably easily the most fun I had with a game this year. Yeah, I would agree with that because like it it's like it was the reimagining of the very first game so you're kind of playing the very first game and like they just made it they knocked it out of the park like oh, with it like the the look of it, the sound yeah. of it, the the different weaponry, it was just so fun. Yeah. It was mindless cartoony fun and i i needed i needed that at that time yep and i I just i didn't expect to like that game nearly as much as i did so same same here i was like oh this silly little wombat or whatever and a robot like how much this is going to be childish Uh, but when i played it what is he i gotta look are you sure it's not a wombat it's not wombat it's a zubat no come on Corey. But yeah, no, Ratchet and Clank was just like they it was amazing. And I never I did not expect to be as into it as I was, and Eric spoke so highly of it, so my expectations were pretty high of it to begin with. So He's a Lombax. Lombax. That was close. Similar. Similar sounding anyway. Yeah. Got okay, Corey. Idiot. Most welcome surprise list. Most welcome surprise. So for me this list is is more or less um a game that wasn't particularly recommended to me uh a game i sort of started playing on a whim and turned out to really like so number five i've got the flame and the flood which is a game that i saw on steam was doing pretty well i think i had heard it referenced on a couple podcasts but uh ended up installing it and and had a really great time with it um i think this is the only appearance for me uh for that game on, on my awards so uh if you don't know what it is it's a survival game in which the world is flooded and you are on a raft going downstream and stopping at flooded landings here and there to collect supplies, uh, fight some enemies, 
build up your arsenal of tools and weapons and try to get the end, which I never did. So uh, uh, a surprise for me because, uh, again, another game that I didn't know too much about going in but ended up really enjoying. Number four for me was Firewatch. And I know you guys, Dan, I think you really liked it. Will, you sort of liked it? I loved it. Will loved it. Eric was not so hot on it. Nah. Yeah. Which one? Firewatch. Firewatch. And, oh. and again, like it's it's a game. It's a it's a walking simulator. I think you know it's, it's, it's the best walking simulator. Exactly. Uh, which I didn't know going in, but thinking to myself, like walking simulator. Ugh. I don't know. I don't really want to do it. I'll humor these guys because I think you guys, uh, you guys, at least Will and Dan recommended it to me. So I was like, I'll humor them. Play it just so I can agree with Eric on how not great it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up Thanks. playing it and, and really, really liking it. So for that reason, it was a surprise to me. Grim Dawn. Number you let th- me down. Yeah, I let Eric down on that one. But uh, it is what it is. Number three was Grim Dawn. Another game I just saw Steam reviews installed on a whim and ended up really, really liking it, even though it's just another Diablo clone. Uh, but I had a great time with it. Darkest Dungeon was my number two. Again, Steam reviews. Just said, okay, this game looks all right, gave it a shot, and ended up really, really liking it. So, And my number one is Enderall, uh, a mod I knew literally nothing about other than a Kotaku article that said, hey, the total conversion mod for Skyrim is now available in English. And I'm like, well, that sounds fun. So I gave it a shot and loved it uh, without hearing any sort of review for it because, again, it was in German before it was in English. So nobody had played it yet. Um and I was actually stunned by how much better uh, it was than a lot of RPGs I played. I've played recently, and considering it was made for free from a company from Germany uh, without any sort of compensation or anything like that, is is very impressive. So that was did, my number one. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Did did we decide that that was like a standalone game? Dan said I couldn't nominate it for indie game, which I didn't. Okay. I'm surprised. I, I just couldn't remember. For all the hard time I give you of it, I wouldn't be upset if you nominated it in Indie. I thought about it, but I was like, eh, I don't want to skew the awards, so I just, I, I didn't. I kind of hope it's your Game of the Year. Well, we got it a ways, is, for sure. We, we got a ways to go before we get to Game of the Year. <laughs> I'm praying it's your Game it's, of the Year. It's either that or Super Mario Run. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mention Pokemon Go. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I'll fucking leave. I'll leave. I'll walk out of here. Uh, nope, Overwatch will be Thumbstick Athletes Game of the Year. <laughs> <sighs> Which would you prefer, Eric? Uh, Pokemon Overwatch. Go or Overwatch? Oh, I'd prefer Pokemon Go in a flash. Well, that's where you'd be wrong. <laughs> okay. My most welcome surprises, I also had Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on my list. Nice. And actually, Decent Campaign, it also had Jon yeah. Snow in it, so that, that helped a little bit. Number three, I had The Division. Uh, the division had Ubisoft turd written all over it, you know. Oh, you know all the hype surrounding it and stuff. And I played the yeah. beta, one of the betas. I was like, "Wow, this game is surprisingly good." So I bought it and ended up absolutely loving it. So that would be a welcome surprise for me. Number three, number two, I also had Firewatch, Corey, a walking simulator. It breaks up the normally boring parts with uh, walkie-talkie dialogue, which yeah. I thought was brilliant. But also that the the dialogue was really. Uh, fantastically real you know how like when you watch movies and stuff people don't talk like that yeah but this is like actual conversations that people would have yep. the voice acting was phenomenal so firewatch is number two for me 
Uh, Stardew Valley, number one. Harvest Moon with fabulously deep characters and tons of things to do. That was the biggest surprise for me. Not that I would like it. Again, it's just how much I liked it was was a very, very big surprise for me. Yep. So, Do we have runners-up for that category, Dan? Yep, runners-up uh, for Ratchet and Clank winning are Stardew Valley at number two and Firewatch at number three. So yeah, the winner of the 2016 Thummy for Most Welcome Surprise is Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that's a good pick. Now for I like that. <laughs> our next category, Steaming Pile of Disappointment and or Turd. This award goes to a game that was a colossal disappointment or terribly bad, or both. Let's see what we got here on the cards. Oh boy, oh boy. And... I think I know which one. Thummy goes to No Man's Sky. Shocker. I know. That's probably the least surprising one out of any of these. Need we say more? I would have to say. Uh, now, so what was second and third? Uh, second was XCOM 2, and third oh. was Super Mario Run. Okay. Uh, so at number four, I had I Am Setsuna. I didn't think it was bad, just a little bit disappointing. At Far Cry Primal 3, again, not not bad but a little bit disappointing number two i had xcom 2 which it's it's a game i actually really liked but i had to wait a month after it came out to finish playing it because it ran so awfully bad yep so i gave that number two and then number one i put no man's sky again i didn't hate it i actually liked parts of it uh but once i heard what the ending was that was the that was the kicker for me (laughs) Sealed the deal. <laughs> that sealed the deal. I hoped at least something mildly interesting happened at the end, but it turned well, out it that did, was not Dan, the case. I mean, come on. Well, no. Was it interesting to you? No. It's like you they had to start the, over. They had the, the only the the only way that's good is if like if you do that a certain amount of times, then something interesting happens. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. So it's yeah. like they had the no slacker guy do the ending, and like the day it was due, like Bob, what's up with the ending? Yeah. Corey, I what think a... you're being I think you're being a little bit generous, generous there. <laughs> the slacker guy did the whole game. <laughs> I could very honest. well be. Yeah. So that was my list. Eric, what's your list? What do you got? Uh number five I had Battleborn. I thought that game was absolutely terrible. I forgot. I played it like a handful of matches. I wouldn't even say I had any expectations for it, but I at least thought it would it would be okay. And I hated it. Um Number four, I, I put Abzu. Uh, who made Abzu? Do you guys know? I need to look that up because I feel like it was somebody that I respected and at least made another game that I really liked. Giant Squid. Giant Squid. What else did they make? One of the uh, artists worked uh, worked for that game company. Who okay. Did Journey. That that's that's what it was. So they were somehow tied into Journey. So I guess my expectations is maybe. A little bit overblown, but I thought Abzu was... I got, I literally got nothing out of that game. And I expected a little bit more. Uh, I actually had No Man's Sky at number three because there were things that I liked about it. And I could see how if they were to make something in the future that was similar, it could actually be good. So like, that's why I only put it at three. Like, uh, best new IP you want to see more of? Uh, maybe I put maybe. it on there. I guess oh. we'll find out. I guess okay. we'll find out. We're a couple awards away from that. Uh, number two, I put Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. That game sucks. I hate it. <laughs> it was terrible. Wasn't that last uh, year? Was it? 
Didn't you? Wasn't that your like worst game of the like most dis- biggest disappointment last year? It's so bad that it deserved it this year too. Oh, maybe I, it came out. It came out on PC this year, I think. Maybe I'm thinking oh, of. Uh, did you play the Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Eric? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe I just assumed it came out this year. But anyway, number one was Super Mario Run. What? That's so bad. I mean, <sighs> if you remember. <laughs> The games we were most looking forward to this fall, yeah. I believe I put that at my the top of my list. You fought for it to be in the top I five. Did, too. I did fight for it, and man, was I wrong! Because I don't, I don't want Nintendo getting involved in mobile games if this is what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It's it's just such a waste of time, and I will not buy another one of their games on mobile unless it gets like glowing reviews. Know, yeah, glowing reviews unanimously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super I mean, Mario there were, Run was a sham. There was, yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, it did make my list at number three, but there was also a, a a good number of people who really liked it. I know the Kotaku group uh, were really oh. big on it, but I, I'm with I'm you. I'm shocked. Yeah, they should know better. They're almost there with Polygon for me. <laughs> Go ahead, anyway. <laughs> Oh, uh, number five for me, I have the unique privilege of saying that I was not super excited for No Man's Sky, so I had number No Man's Sky down at number five. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I get it. Yeah. I was able to temper my expectations a little bit. Um, it seemed too good to be true, and it turned out it was, so that's why I had it at number five. Number four, Stellaris, uh, a game I wouldn't say I was super excited about because I didn't know too much about it before it came out. Uh, but once it came out, came out, it sounded like, sounded like it was right up my alley, but uh, totally lacking any kind of what's the word heart. Um, mm-hmm. Something that a game like Civilization VI does really well. It's 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 grand strategy, but it it has personality, and Stellaris has zero personality in my opinion. Number three for me, as I mentioned, is Super Mario Run. Uh, there are way better platformers that you get much more out of for much less money on the App Store. These for free, days, for or for Even. free. Uh, and Nintendo sort of dropped the bomb. You pay $10, and then they still expect some sort of microtransaction out of you, and it's a board the same day. you It's boring the same day you pay $10. That is not the way to design a mobile game. Uh, totally backwards. Number two for me is uh, Remaster, Skyrim Special Edition. What was the point? What was the point, guys? There wasn't. The point was only to have you. it. No, the point was only to have it on the new consoles. It was like we got nothing out of it, Corey, because it wasn't better than what we already had. Yeah. But the they put they put gave it to us for free because why would you buy it again? Right. But it it was to put it on the Xbox One and PS4. That's why they did it. Yeah. It's one of but, the greatest yeah. games ever made. <laughs> Skyrim is a great game, and at uh, the game of our generation, and, if I remember correctly, and it looks the remastered great. edition was a disappointment, though. I agree, Corey. Yeah, it looks great for, without for any us. any sort of remaster. Uh, Let my, me ask, why, why was it a disappointment, though? Because there, like, there was really no reason for it, in my opinion. On P on PC, like on PC. which is my experience with it. <sighs> Here Even, we go with most valuable console already. Well, that's that's Even how comes, we that's I how we do our already. award. That's how we do our awards. Is it's our experience? Is is it's these awards are more subjective than they are objective. Was it necessary on consoles? Maybe no, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't it play it on console. But no, it wasn't. You're right. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, I installed it and played a little bit of it, and I'm like, I, I just. I mean, the one thing it did for me that I appreciated was it made modding just slightly easier. 
Um, and I think they're continually adding more mods. So if I was on console, like, that would be a plus. But I didn't play it on console. I really had no use for it. It didn't look great. Uh, Enderall, which is a Skyrim mod, looks ten times better. And it's still based on the Skyrim vanilla stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I just, it was pointless. If I had spent You're money, right. if I had spent You're money right. on it, it would have been my number one. But at least I got it for free. So I really shouldn't complain too much, but... It was disappointing because I was really excited for it just to revisit that world, and there really was no reason to to even install it. And it was like 70... I bought, I bought it, and I haven't even touched it. Wasn't it an insane amount of, of gigs, too, to install? It was pretty big. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but my number one was XCOM 2, and I fully admit my issues with XCOM 2 are personal. Uh, I like the setup of the game. I enjoy the mechanics, but XCOM 2 is built on a premise that I just can't get behind. That whole idea of the enemies are going to fuck you over and the whole progression of the game is you learning how to prevent them from fucking you over. That's just not fun to me. And again, Mm -hmm. I understand that that's personal and a lot of people feel differently, but that's just how it is for me. I I really don't like that. How, like, you get fucked over enough times where you have to like force yourself to research something just so you don't get fucked over. I don't know. Sure. Not good. Not good. I Those exploding the, guys, like, come on. The snake enemies were the worst that would draw you out of cover. Oh God. That I thought awful. I thought this was like a more egregious than XCOM, the first one, with like getting screwed over by the AI. Well, the, yeah, and on... that's the thing. Like with the first XCOM, it was excusable because you're like okay this is the first one they're working through the mechanics like they'll figure it out but then the second one they took that aspect of it and you know and enhanced that and that's the opposite of what i wanted on top of it running like hot garbage yeah yeah it took a month for them to patch it till it worked so i could finish it because i was i was like towards the end I had, like, maybe three more battles to do to finish the game, and it literally, like, it froze up on me when it advanced. I had to, it was, it might have been longer than a month, but I had to wait before I could finish it. See, and with those issues, like, I never never even went back to it because of how poorly it ran, because I just didn't want to bother with it. Pretty sure it's fine now, but that's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's really an all-around bummer of a game for me, because... There's so much in there that I just love, you know? But I just can't get around the the way, the premise that combat is built around. It's just sure. so frustratingly nah, they, they awful. They done fucked up. Yeah. They done, they fucked, done up. fucked up. Agreed. All right, well. Uh, so at number five, I've gone home console edition. Nice. <laughs> Had to get my yearly shot in at gone home. At number four, <laughs> I have XCOM 2. At number three, I had Far Cry Primal. Number two, Mighty. Number nine, and number one, No Man's Sky. Uh, it's funny because I liked No Man's Sky uh, from what I played, but like when you kind of go back and see some of the things that they wanted to do with the game and how what was going to be in it, and then like you look at the game that actually came out, it's disappointing. Yeah. See what I, what I did is I went back and played it like two months later after I had quit playing it. And I'm like, this game sucks. Moving yeah. On. And like, I mean. The first time, like, when you're flying and, like, on your planet and looking around, it's such a, like, cool and magical moment. But, like, it just, the rest of the game just felt so flat and boring after that, after that first hour. What a a strange game, because my initial impression of that game when I first played it, I was like, this is amazing. 
Yeah. Like, I yeah. loved it. I went into work and I told somebody, I go, this game is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like a day later, I thought, this game fucking blows. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because, like, we were going to do our episode on it, and last I knew, Eric, you had loved the game. And when I came back to record saying, it's like, yeah, like, I like it. It's been fun so far. And you're like, well, this game sucks. And, like, I was surprised. I was like, what? It's so bad. Like, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Anything you discover makes no difference at all. It's just, it's nothing. There's nothing to it. The only thing it has going for it is the scale. That's it. Was that your number one, Eric? No, it was my number three. Really? Yeah, because there's things about it I liked. I, I could see where the, it could it could be good. Okay. I'm so happy you guys picked Far Cry Primal, by the way. Yeah, that was a disappointing. That, that game sucks. I was I wanted to like it so yeah. bad. The, the thing is, is it it doesn't even suck. It's just tired. Yeah. It's tired. Yep. It, it felt it felt it's, like it, it felt like a Blood Dragon. It should have been fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's it's how I felt in general about a lot of video games yeah it's tired yeah we need some originality mm-hmm. i do want to say that one of the another reason why i have gone home at number five is i think sony gave it out for free at one point this year and a kid i'm friends with at work played it and he said is all you do walk around reading notes yeah and i was like yeah all the game is there's it's really edgy, no pay though. There's no payoff edgy. for you. Is the, is that the original walking simulator? No, that's not the original walking simulator. I there was a game that came, that pre 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 preceded it, right? Dear Esther, pre gone home. What uh, what Corey? Dear Esther. Yeah. Dear Esther, I think that was that the first walking simulator. Uh probably not, but it's probably the first popular one that was okay. released modern, on multiple, modern. Yeah, modern multiple platforms. Okay. Very nice. So the winner for the 2016 Thummy for steaming pile of disappointment and or turd is No Man's Sky. Very nice. Okay. Best under the influence. This award goes to a game that is fun to experience while abusing various substances. Great. And the Summer. winner is Thank you. Overwatch. What? Number 2. Oh, crazy. Number two, Overcooked and Starbound are tied. And then number three is Far Cry Primal, Doom, Cyberpunk Bartender at number with uh, number threes for number threes. So, uh, Eric, let's start with your list. I will say this is the first one I take issue with. Okay. Uh, number five, I had No Man's Sky. Because if I had been playing No Man's Sky the first time under the influence... It would have been pretty great, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just the sure. scale of the game, I can just picture myself being like, whoa, dude, this is this is intense. Uh, then I put The Division, because Division was my number four. Just because I could just picture myself like sitting back with a group of guys and just, just going into The Division and having a good time. Uh, I had a good enough time in the Dark Zone fucking with people when I was sober. Mm-hmm. I can just picture how much laughter I would get if I went in there pissed drunk, fucking around, just getting my ass kicked. It would have been a great... I actually did have Overwatch at number three. I'm not really sure why. I didn't feel like I had Overwatch on my list enough, so I kind of tossed it in here and there uh, because I do I do recognize it's a good game, even though it's not for me very much. Um, 
there's a lot of colors and characters in well, it. And it. There's combat. The thing about Overwatch that I really enjoyed was it was literally the first time I played it in early access with you, Will, and Johnny. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's what I always think back to about Overwatch because I literally said to a bunch of people, this is the best shooter that's come out in years. And I don't necessarily think that that's false. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if we had a group of five together, like sometimes we did with uh, Heroes of the Storm, mm-hmm. and we were drunk, it would have been great. Sure. You know, it would have been fantastic, and I wouldn't have even cared if I sucked at it. Mm-hmm. Eric, I sort of feel like if Overwatch came out when this podcast first started, you and I would probably you know how we were with uh, or how dan and um cory were with guild wars and how you and i were with heroes yeah i feel like overwatch would have been that if it came out a couple years earlier yeah yeah no i mean it, overwatch came out in the the wrong time of my life yeah you're absolutely right uh number two was doom because it's just so crazy and over the top and it just screams hand me a beer Mm. you know with the metal the metal music and like killing demons and shit i just it screams hand me a fucking beer or hand me away hand me a spoon and some rock yeah yeah (laughs) hand hand me some heroin (laughs) crack cocaine anything screams Uh... it uh number one was overcooked because there's not a game i think i'd rather play with you for, I know Will doesn't drink, but if the other three, uh, the other two, I'm sorry, Dan and Corey were drunk and Will was still stone, stone sober so he could take us to Taco Bell later, which is great. <laughs> yep. If we were drunk playing Overcooked, that would be a great time. Uh-huh. I mean, it just would be so fun. Uh, that's another one I wish had come out years ago. Um, I'm going to have to get that. I think me and the wife oh, can play that together. You de- Dan, you definitely should. You'd have a blast. That's my list. Nice. Um, I'll go next. Uh, For number five, I put Hearts of Iron 4. I put Churchill. I feel like Churchill drank a lot during World War II. Is that true? Uh, Probably his whole life, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Most everybody does. Sure. You know, it's one of those games where you take riskier moves when you've been drinking than when you're playing sober. Uh-huh. Uh, and then number four, I put Civ Six for the for the very same reason. Drunk on power and booze. <laughs> Throw caution to the wind. Throw caution to the wind. That's right. Just number like three, life. I put Firewatch. Yep. Number three, I put Firewatch. Drinking for Henry's Sorrows. I feel like Henry's Sorrows in that game would, would cause me to ca- drink a little more than usual. He's kind of a pussy. Well, he's... A, him and Delilah are not... We're not very good people, I don't think. No. But I think that's that's one of the things I like about the game. Mm-hmm. They're 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 kind of selfish, douchey people. I wouldn't go so far I as to call them douchey. I would call not them douche, tragic, yeah. tragic, yeah. tragically selfish. I don't know what happened in that game. Do we want to talk? You can spoil it for me. Do we want do do we want to talk we about that? Probably <laughs> we'll have to talk about the ending. We can do that. Before, before go ahead. The... Spoilers. Thummies were allowed to do spoilers, right? And yeah, if the person course. doesn't want to hear, you just. Take off we, your headset. We have to talk spoilers because uh, there's other games that we're going to have to talk about the ending for. I think. Do you want to do it now or later for Firewatch? Uh, we'll save it for later, I think. Okay. Maybe, maybe towards the end of the episode we'll start spoiling things. All right. Number two, I put Far Cry Primal. It's kind of trippy anyway. There's some uh, there's some spacey stuff in there. I hate um, that about Far Cry so much. I do too, but I think if I was drinking, I would like it quite a bit more. I- 
I like anything um, when I'm drinking. You know, hunting mammoths, <laughs> I think, would be fun when you're shit-faced. Sure. You know. Uh, number one, I was the one that pushed Overwatch. Number one, I put Overwatch. Yeah, I put drunk, drunkenly pushing the payload. That's why you're a cunt, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the first and last time you? Dan will ever be described as a cunt. I don't know, Corey. I don't like that. How dare you? I just don't like Overwatch. I mean, I, I I get it. I get why people like it, but I just I just don't, and it bothers me. Corey, that it shows no. up everywhere. I'm so happy I have a partner in that. Yeah, because I, I feel happen- literally the exact same way. I happen to love Overwatch, so yeah, well, y'all I crazy. I don't get it. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's gonna come up later. Yeah. Maybe. I hope it wins Game of the Year. Maybe Fine. not. If any, okay. if either of you guys put it as Game of the Year, I might I might. Do something I'll regret tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Will, did you abstain from this category again? I I did. I love that Will abstained. <laughs> I I like that too. I looked at the category and just immediately deleted it from my email to my father. That's so okay. good. Corey, best under the influence. So I got number five is a, a game I think only Eric and I played uh, in the world is Video Ball. Oh, video ball. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was All a decent right. time. Oh, yeah. you'll throw video ball on there, but crap on Overwatch. I can't. The only reason I didn't put Overwatch yeah. on this list, which I put it on in other categories, is the Bunch last thing I want to do is be under the influence and just get destroyed by people in Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, that does fair not enough. sound fun I, to me. I hear that, but if I'm destroyed with my friends, then it's it's fine. Yeah, right? that's that's true too. Yeah. That could still be fun. Like, I, I still remember the first time Will and uh, Johnny and I played together. I don't even remember how we came up with this, but we decided that every time we left the star area, we yelled "Roll Tide." Yep. <laughs> nice. And, we did. Still do it, actually. <laughs> yeah, we still do it. And if I was drunk saying "Roll Tide," it'd be that much better. Uh huh. You just you'd be yelling it over the mic. Oh my! I wouldn't stop of typing it. Fair enough. <laughs> It's you know, funny pulling off a six shoot with McCree. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so my girlfriend and I, we do laundry at her brother's apartment, which is in town. And his roommate is probably one of the biggest stoners I know, but in a, in a good way, not like an annoying stoner, like a fun stoner. Uh, and we dropped off laundry today and he was in there playing Overwatch. And I walked in the door and I'm like, game of the year. And he's like, hell yeah. And uh, long story short, we were leaving, asking him what he's doing for New Year's. And he's like, is that today or tomorrow? And we're like, it's tomorrow. What are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just working on getting really, really high today. And he's playing Overwatch. So I could see it, I guess. Maybe maybe on uh, marijuana, but definitely not alcohol. There's a small part of me that's a little really jealous. (laughs) A very small part of me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my number four is Pony Island. I think I'm the only one that played that game. It's the first game I played this year going way back. Uh, has a lot of trippy, weird things going on, kind of like Undertale. Like, uh, the game quits on you. You get an error at one point, you know, and, like messing how, with your head. I like that. How, how dare you throw Pony Island and Undertale in the same breath? Pony Island's pretty good. I, I wasn't too crazy about it just because I had just played Undertale. Well, yeah, you hate both of them. Totally hate them. I don't know why they're where we're even talking about them. Number three is Owl Boy. You're an owl who's a little boy, and it's just insane. And it's nice clouds and grass, and you know you're doing all sorts of owly things. 
It's uh, it's special. Number two, uh, I'll reiterate the fact: VA11 Hall A Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk bartender, literally tells you on screen to sit back and have a drink while you play. So, is there a better under the influence game? Yes, there's one. It's called Starbound. Uh, <laughs> oh! I had a great time playing Starbound. I did not play it under the influence, but I could see the appeal. Uh, like Terraria, you can make it as hard on yourself or as easy on yourself as you want. But there's also that whole outer space aspect that I think pairs very well with your influence of choice. Hallucinogenics. Yes. Black tar heroin. Any kind. Never tried it, but sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the thummy for... Best under the influence game for 2016 is Overwatch. Uh, I missed. Um, Will, what was your number one? Uh, Will abstained. Did, Will, Will abstained. Oh, right. And what was yours, Dan? My number one was Overwatch. Okay. So you got the first uh, half of the word right. Over, over, yeah. Um, popular game you're least likely to play. Now this is awarded to the game we're most likely to actively avoid. The winner. I kind of. For- I can't wait for this category. Yeah. Game least likely to play goes to Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Wow. Oh, my God. The, the, the runners-up being Battleborn, Titanfall 2, Firewatch, and World of Warcraft uh, tied. And then number three tied are Uncharted and Batman. Which Batman would that Telltale? be? Telltale? Telltale's yeah. Batman must be. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. You got some splaining to do. All right. Uh, I'll go first. So I had Super Mario Run at number five. Too hefty of a price tag. Uh, you guys have not talked very highly of it and 10 bucks for a mobile game. I'm that so jealous you, that you didn't buy that. <laughs> that you guys don't like. I may download it and try it. What is it, the first three levels you can play? Two, I think. I may download it and try those, but probably not even that, um, just because of, you know, how, how poorly you guys have talked about it. So... Number four, I put that dragon cancer. Uh, no, just no. I don't. I don't have any interest in playing that. Not Number because three, you I put, think it's a bad game. No, bad. I do not want to experience that. Right. The feels. Yes. Number three, I put the witness. Um, I, you guys have talked about it, so I, I probably won't play it. And it's forty bucks too. That's a lot. You should play the witness. Number two. That's number two. Dan, that's that's. You have to play The Witness. I, I may. Yeah, like I said, at least likely to play it doesn't mean I won't play it. Number four, I put Uncharted. Uncharted 4. I don't own a PS4, and I never played a single Uncharted game. Um, Tomb Raider, I think, scratches that itch for me, so I probably won't play that. Number one, I put Battleborn. It was dead on arrival, so there's <laughs> really no, re- no reason to play that. Poor Battleborn. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know Tito is a big fan of Battleborn, so I feel bad every time I talk negatively about it, but that game sucks. I played one of the alpha tests, and I did not really enjoy it all that much. So, yeah. so that's my list. Uh, Will, we'll start. We'll go with you next. So at number five, I have Doom. Doom. My time with that game is coming past. What? Really? I rec- I recognize that it's a really good game and a very good experience, but at this point, I'm probably not gonna play it. Hmm. Are you kidding me? Why not? Why aren't Why aren't you gonna play it? That, that's a game not, like you, anybody could enjoy. Not really interested in it. I don't know. If I'm gonna play a shooter, like I'm going to play one of the various shooters that I love, and 
I just kind of don't want to play Doom. I played it's not online? Is that like... I'm really not into the whole, like, fighting the demons of hell and, like, all of these, like, crazy, scary environments. Like, I'm just, like, I played an hour of it. I'm like, oh, this is a good, solid game. I really appreciate, like, the um, soundtrack to the game and, like, the the sounds of the guns and everything like that. It's just, like, I'm just probably not going to play it at this point. Which I could be proven wrong. I'm pretty much using this category to say Red Dead Redemption 2 next year. Mm. That's what I'm getting excited for. I, I mean, I can kind of <laughs> see your point. Um, it's a game I, I really want to play, but I can understand, like, somebody who plays shooters... Maybe you know you played a little bit of it, right? Yeah, I played like an. I played like the first two or three levels. Okay, so maybe you know it didn't click enough with you, and it's just like one of those. I, I don't know. I always look at, at Doom as one of those like one-off, like you play through the campaign and then that's it, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, but man, you have a fucking good time. Apparently, I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, and ever everybody does love this game, so like I do recognize that it's a well, really good game, but. If- if I'm being honest, uh, most of the people I've heard loving the game uh, have some sort of nostalgia attached to it, which you do not. Yep, uh, that's a good point. I, I got nothing, nothing tied to it. I didn't right, think of that. So, um, and like I said, this could change. I could just be sitting home one day and be like, you know, I'm just gonna fire up Doom and beat it. In uh, I hope sitting. you do. So, uh, but moving on to number four, Street Fighter Five. Just. No, I'm not. I will never play that game. I didn't even think of that. I, point, I I looked at like all the popular streamed games on Twitch. Yeah, and like the, a lot of the things that I picked were ones that I saw. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to ever play that. You guys are gonna hate this next one. At three, I have Dark Souls three. I get it. I I'm not surprised. You of it. all of us seem like the least likely to like Dark Souls. What did I play it for? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, two three hours. I said. I don't need this right now. Yeah, and like I, I every time a Dark Souls comes out, I'm like, I'm gonna play it, but I never do. You know, and and Dark Souls three of all, you'll notice uh, I strategically left that off game that I game that got away. Yeah, I didn't even put it on there because I didn't need another Dark Souls. And yeah, because Bloodborne scratched that itch, and I I loved that game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, Dark Souls is not for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, all of these games I appreciate to varying extents. It's just like, I, like I said, I probably will just never get to it. Uh, <laughs> Eric's going to hate this next one. I have Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. If I'm going Why? to play... If I haven't played it yet, I'm probably not going to. Because I've had this game since it released, and I've only played the Modern Warfare Remaster. And I only have intentions of playing the Modern Warfare Remaster. You're really missing out. It's pretty good. Like I said, there's always the chance that I do go play the campaign, but multiplayer, I will never play the Infinite Warfare multiplayer. Let me ask you this, Will. What's up? Uh, Why did Titanfall 2 not make your list? Because I actually, after I play through all of Final Fantasy, I think I'm going to play through the campaign of Titanfall 2. Why do you pick that instead? I only pick that because when I go through all of the Game of the Year stuff like and stuff like that, and like games people that resonate with people, a lot of people really pump up Titanfall 2's campaign. Uh, and I feel like it's something that I should play because everybody speaks so highly of it. Um, 
that's that's really the only reason why I will play Titanfall two uh, and not Infinite Warfare. Fair enough. Uh, but I, I, I am interested. I'm, I'm though. pissed at you, but fair. <laughs> I am interested to see how Call of Duty takes the into space approach. So I've, had, I, I've had a really good time with it. And to be fair, when we saw the trailer for uh, Infinite Warfare E3, I was really impressed with it. So I don't know. Maybe that's out of all of the ones on here is the one that I end up uh, playing. But at number one, I have World of Warcraft Legion. I just. If I'm going to play an MMO, it's going to be Final Fantasy XIV at this point. Um, weren't, weren't you going to play uh, World of Warcraft, Will? <laughs> I played it for three weeks, I want to say. I don't know. I just think there's better MMOs out there that I'd rather play. Yeah. Like, I would rather play Guild Wars. I'd rather play Final Fantasy XIV. I'd rather play... That's it. Yeah. Those are the only ones that I would probably play at this point. Star Wars Galaxies. How dare you? May it may, may it rest in peace. Yeah, that was a low blow, Eric. I still think about Lord of the Rings Online pretty regularly. They just got bought by someone new, a new company. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. Cool. No, not cool. We're gonna change it. That'll <laughs> play it. Eric, what do you got? Oh, Dan, which one are we on? Popular game you are least likely to play. Uh, okay. Uh, number five, I. Now, uh, I should preface this by saying we we did say that this could be a game that we played a little bit of and have no intentions of going back to. Yep, absolutely. Uh, number five, I had Pokemon Sun and Moon. And that's not to say I'm not interested because I'm actually very interested. I just don't ever think that I will get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, I had Watch Dogs 2. I played probably a half an hour and I said, I've seen this before. This is a shittier Grand Theft Auto 5. And I'm just not interested in going back to it at all. Just like the first Watch Dogs. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, I'm it. pretty sure I beat the first Watch Dogs. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the minority there. Uh, number three, I had ReCore. Oh, I forgot about ReCore. Maybe that wasn't popular, but I feel like it got enough it's talk. It's popular enough. Yeah, it got sure. enough talk, and uh, I'm just not interested in playing that game ever. I, it, it, from what I understand, had a lot of technical issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wasn't very good. Number two, Titanfall two, uh, was was my number two, and I played some of the multiplayer very briefly, and I just I don't care about Titanfall two. I don't. I'm not interested in what it can give me in a campaign, so I'm just not going to play it. And number one was Firewatch. I played a little bit of Firewatch, and I just didn't have a good time with it. You know, I I thought Henry was fine, Delilah was fine, but I didn't care really what happened to the two of them. And I just will never finish that game. Honestly, Eric, I think it's probably a good thing you didn't finish it because you probably would have hated the ending. Oh, yeah? You're going to tell so. me what happened, right? Later. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll we'll definitely talk about it. I I absolutely think Eric. Don't you guys think Eric would have hated the ending of which game? Firewatch. Why? I'm not saying he would or he wouldn't. I'm just asking you why you think that. Just because of what ha- what happened or what didn't happen. Nothing I happened. Think, I don't know. Maybe which, I'm maybe I'm maybe game. I'm missing that's something about Eric that you think. That gives you that well, impression that he would Because like Will it. said, nothing really happened at the end. Fair enough. And I think I think Eric would hate that. 
I mean, some people would consider it nothing. Other people would consider it perfect. Well, that's I consider it perfect. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I see your point there. I still don't. I, I still don't think that means that Eric wouldn't like it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I always hate doing that thing with with people like, oh, I don't think he'd like it because I feel like I'm insulting people when I say that. No, yeah. not at all. If, if you don't think I like it, I mean. No, I just I just don't know. I mean, all, all I know is is how I feel about it. I don't know. Corey, I, you can you can judge whether I'd like something or not without me being offended. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Know. I don't. I don't get offended either. I don't care. I really don't I know do. if you would like the ending or well, not. We're going to find out later tonight. Okay. <laughs> well, me and Will kind of already said what happened. I, I I'm sorry. Nothing. I was in the chat room. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Corey, popular game release likely to play. Number five is Battlefield 1, a game I played the demo for. I liked. I have no issue with Battlefield 1. I'm just out of my league, and I'm not going to go back to it. Oh, what about man. the campaign, though, Corey? Maybe, and that's why I feel like I screwed up on this category a little bit, because I didn't really consider... Yeah, you fucked up. I didn't really consider the campaign for these games. Um, and in a lot of instances, I would love to play the campaign, especially for my number one, but we'll get there. Number four was Titanfall 2. Um, another game, like, it's, I'm just out of my league on those games. I'm just not going to play them online. I know Titanfall 2 actually has a campaign this time, right? Yeah, yeah Corey, I would... Love to watch you play Titanfall Two online. Oh god, that would be a good. Oh, uh, you stream. would get your ass kicked. Ugh. It's so fast. Yeah. You'd be just standing there getting. Oh, getting I can't even wall run and aim, let alone. Oh my god, I'm compete. so bad at it. <laughs> the one saving grace, and the only reason Titanfall Two is ahead of Battlefield One, are the easy to kill foot soldiers. They still have that, right? Not in two, right? Uh, in in certain certain uh, maps, modes, okay. modes, certain you know, game modes, cannon fodder for me. Sure. You know it's so funny because when we talked about Titanfall One, I remember giving Dan shit because he said he felt like he was still accomplishing something when he was killing the the cannon fodder. Yeah, that's how I felt playing Titanfall Two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's that's how makes, I felt. It makes with, you feel okay. One, so it's like you're still getting points for your team. Just not yeah. many. Kinda. Just not yeah. many. Not Number many. three is Madden NFL 17. I may never touch a Madden game again. See, that's funny. That that Madden's actually pretty good. I believe you. I just still don't think I'll ever touch another Madden game in my lifetime. It, I have that as an honorable mention as biggest surprise because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, Dan and I are starting the Kickstarter for the Lingerie Football League video It's game. not Lingerie Football League. What's it called? It's Legends Football League. How yes. dare you? Well, Corey, let's start the Kickstarter, pig. Let's start they the rebranded. How much do you think we'd need to raise for us There's to contract a... out somebody else to make the lingerie or the Legends Football League game? There was actually a game in development, apparently, from a Japanese developer. I think it's brilliant, personally. More arcade less realistic, just fun football game. I think if you made it similar to like a baseball stars where you yes. you know recruit your players and and put money that you win from winning games into increasing your character stats yeah and stuff I think that would be fun if you made it like twenty bucks uh-huh that would be that would be perfect yeah uh, number two is Batman the Telltale series for me I understand it's good that's what I've heard it's good uh, I just have a very strong reaction to comic book stuff these days particularly Batman. I was never a comic book fan. Um, even now, like the movies, I just feel like 
they're being crammed down my throat a little too often. Yep. Uh, maybe the more bombarded it's not even that I don't like them. It's just, yeah, exactly. But being bombarded with it and, and some of the more obscure ones I'm okay with just cause I've never heard of it. Like Dr. Strange. I had no idea what Dr. Strange was. That seems interesting to me, but I've seen so much Batman. I never really played the Batman adventure games, which also I understand are good. Um, just not for me. And you can only take so much telltale. So that's why that's number two. And my number one, it's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Again, I would love to play the campaign, and I'm sure I'd enjoy it, but the Call of Duty culture is enough to turn me off to say uh, I will never play Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Kind of got a raw deal this year, boys. I, I, I do sort of agree with you, Eric. Again, I forgot to consider like main story campaigns because I would love, again, I would love to play the campaign. But, you can. And I will. I probably will. Maybe that That's yeah, actually a good four in February. That's a Our great friend owns in February. It. Right. Yeah. So I probably will end up doing that, but and it's also funny because the people I know who play or played Call of Duty did not play Infinite Warfare. So Too it's bad. like even the Duty Bros didn't play Infinite Warfare. So it's like what does that say about the game? That says that they grew tired of Call of Duty. Yeah. At the wrong no, time, they should, it, they should have grown tired of it at Black Ops 3, like, it blows. Well, what they wanted was another, like, modern or near-future military shooter. This is, like, it's actual, like, science fiction-y right. type of thing. That 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 put it out into left field for them, probably. And, and I'll tell you what, I was excited watching that first uh, initial teaser trailer and gameplay trailer and stuff. That all looked really fun. But, um, yeah. again, it's just... This is mostly a holdover for, like, the past few Call of Duties. And, and again, that... Sure. Call of Duty culture, which is totally beyond me. I'll never, I'll never get into that. Um, but it's again, it's fading. So maybe next year I won't be so harsh. Okay. Was that every? Did I get everybody? Yeesh. I think. Will did I cover you? Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the winner of the 2016 Tummy for a game we're least likely to play is Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm sure a couple of us have to to whiz, right? Yes. Yes. So we'll be uh, taking a quick bathroom break and be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 284 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are going to continue our 2016 Thummies Awards with the award for best new IP I want to see more of. Now this is awarded to a game whose world mechanics, graphics, etc. are interesting enough to warrant another game. So the winner for best new IP I want to see more of is The Division. That's a good Number pick. two, Stardew Valley. Number three, Overwatch. So Corey, we'll start with you. Let's start with me, eh? Mm-hmm. I've got uh, number. Oh, you know what? I only did. I only went with three on this one. My my number three was Grim Dawn, another mm-hmm. ARPG that I had a great time with. I already talked a little bit about it. There's really not too much to say about that. It's just another one of those games. But I did mm-hmm. like the. What's the best way to put it? The sort of. Uh, dark aspect of of grim dawn like the name implies it's a little more grim than your diablos and your path of exiles and your torchlights and stuff like that so a little bit more gritty uh less less fantastical uh, and i think that's what i enjoyed most about it and i would like to see a grim dawn too 
I'm really happy with any kind of sequel in in an ARPG kind of game. So that's why that's there. My number two was Tom Clancy's The Division. I like that setup, um, mechanics, multiplayer, the whole thing. It did have its issues, which is fine. You know, it's its first one, but I I can all but guarantee we will see The Division two, right? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, don't you guys? No, think so? definitely. Oh. Yeah. No question. Maybe not in New York, maybe in a different, different city. Yeah. I know New York was kind of ground zero, but maybe in like Chicago next or or DC right. even would be cool. Yeah. Yep. And my number one was Stardew Valley. Uh bring me back to Pelican Town, baby. Year two. What do you what do you want out of another Stardew Valley? Uh I, I imagine we'll talk a little bit more about Stardew Valley, so I don't wanna like get into my big points just yet. But there aren't any. Well, we'll get into them, um, right. and they're probably not what, you, what you're thinking. But I don't. I'm know. not thinking anything. I, I just, I just think the the whole Stardew Valley package, um, considering you know the hours I got out of it, and the developer like Concerned Ape really impressed everybody. So it'd be really interesting to see what he does next. And I would love to return to Pelican Town to see what happens after the events of the first game, or maybe it's a new character. I don't know. We'll see. It would be interesting to see his vision for what happens because Pelican Town obviously had a lot more going on than even right. what the game let you know. So it'd be interesting to see what Concerned Abe's vision was for for what happens after the events of yep. Stardew Valley. Yep. Good, good way to okay. phrase it, Dan. Will, what do you got? Uh. Uh. So my number five is Overwatch. I'm not ready for more Overwatch quite yet, which is why I have it at uh, number five. I think it's a solid Blizzard IP, but I think it'll be a while before we get anything new from that universe. Um, at number four, I this is a weird one, but I had Battleborn. I really think that game got a raw draw this year uh, when it came out and everything like that with Overwatch. And it's just like um, Gearbox really released it at a terrible, terrible time. Oh, I mean... It's just not that good. Yeah. You want you want to see more Battleborn? I would like to see them take what people love from that game. Who it, loves that game besides Tito? Uh, I mean, if you read articles on Kotaku, like they tried to revive the game by doing having like experienced players like on Reddit and stuff like that play uh, teach new people, which spiked the game's numbers up quite a bit. I mean, yeah, some guy in Kotaku might might like it, but. No, like, this was a concerted effort by Reddit and readers of Destructo oh, and Kotaku okay. and getting everybody to uh, play together. And, like, Gearbox caught wind of it and bumped up rewards for people and double experience to get people into it. All right. Um, like I said, I would really like to see them make a... I don't know how to word it, but, like, do that game but cut out the stuff that intimidates people and just pro- make an overall better game i guess um but anyway number three is no man's sky i think they could do something really special with that game uh maybe just not from hello games uh and then at number two i had i am setsuna i love me some jrpg i want to see more of those and then number one the division mm-hmm. sounds good eric what do you got Oh, let's see. Best new IP I want to see more of. Uh, I only had four, actually, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four for me was No Man's Sky. I feel like there's something to build off of there. And there were things about it that I that I did enjoy, so I feel like they could they could really do something 
better in the future. So I'd like to see that. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, number three was Stardew Valley. And I don't really know what I want to see from that in the future. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what uh, Corey says about that later on. I I just really enjoyed it. And I know Harvest Moon has a bunch of different Harvest Moons. So I figure, well, Stardew Valley can make a bunch of those. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two is Pokemon Go. Uh, I'm not the biggest Pokemon Go fan, but I feel like the second one would be way better than the first one. A, because it would work properly. Uh, number one, I had the division. I, I like I said before, I've ha- I've had a blast playing the division this year. I think the division two would t- would take that next step to even be that much better. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think much more needs to be said. Sure. Okay. Uh, at five, I had No Man's Sky. Also had No Man's Sky. Uh, like 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 you guys said, there there's something there definitely. I think if they elaborate on some systems and, and add in some of the stuff that they promised would be in the game, I think it would be a lot more interesting of a game. Number four, I put Tyranny. Not because I played it that much, but because I like the point-and-click RPGs from... from um, I'm not going to come up with the developer's name right now. Say, which, for here, which game? The developer for Tyranny, and who did uh, um, Pillars of Eternity. Oh... Bioware. Obsidian. Oh, yeah. No, Obsidian. Obsidian. Yeah, sorry. Obsidian. Uh, Yeah. No, I like their stuff. I didn't play that much Tyranny, but uh, I I know I'll end up liking it when I get around to playing it. I don't know, Dan. Let me me just interrupt you here for a brief second, because they also did uh, last year PoE. Pillars of Eternity. Pillars of Eternity, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it seems like they're one-off. They're one-off universes, one-off games, maybe with some expansions. No, Pillars of Eternity is not going to be a one-off. They've already talked about the next process for that. Okay. Tyranny may be a one-off. I don't know. It's just, but I know Pillars of Eternity is not. It's just interesting to me because, I mean, I don't know how big Obsidian is as, like, they're independent, right? They're, they're not. Yeah, they're pretty. They're not too big. I think they might have, like, 20 or 30 people working for them. It's not, not a big studio. It's just kind of interesting to me that they created a giant universe with this huge uh, swath of lore for Pillars yeah. of Eternity, and everybody seemed to, to like it that plays that kind of game, uh, including the mm-hmm. DLC, and then they started all over again with Tyranny, uh, its own yeah. set of lore. I don't know. It just seems like a lot, but that's yeah. just me. Sure. No, I, I, I agree with you, especially for not that many people. Number three, I put Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, I'd love to see more of that haunting world. What's I wish like, I played what, that, what, too. Like, what's going on there? That's, that's what I want to know. Number two, I put The Division. Uh, stunning attention to detail. I don't know that there's another game that you could look at that had quite the attention to detail that, that the division had, especially in the the creation of uh, Midtown Manhattan, like Corey talked about. Uh, second game should be a doozy, I think. Uh, and then number one, I put Overwatch, and here's why. Here's what I want to see out of Overwatch. I want to see a single-player mode. I want to see... Uh, you pick a character at the beginning, you go through a level shooting baddies, and at the end you face another character as like a boss. I would love that. Like a story, sort of, or not a yeah. story, but yeah. like a... Yeah. Challenge mode type yeah. of thing. Single player. I would love that. I wonder if the next Overwatch will have a single player. Not all characters would work with that, obviously. Uh, you know, your mercies would have a hard time probably, but I would leave it up to Blizzard to figure out how to balance that. 
So, or yeah, maybe they, they would only offer a handful of characters that you could play through the quote-unquote campaign or story mode with. You yeah. Know? I definitely would be interested to see kind of what they do with over the next Overwatch, when and if that comes. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is another game where the Division and Overwatch could be easily interchanged. I think it was best multiplayer experience. I had them. They were both like 1 and 1A. One type of thing you know so dan i didn't realize you liked overwatch as much yeah i love overwatch oh yeah yeah i don't talk about it because i know you you, like you and Corey, or yeah yeah you and Corey don't like it all that much Uh, but i played it for a good probably month and a half and often by myself which is saying a lot for a multiplayer first person shooter i can remember uh telling dan he's an idiot for a few few months there about overwatch Thank, (laughs) thank you Corey. Doing oh, I dug it. I, dug I would it. never say that, and so I appreciate you doing that. <laughs> uh, I got everyone right. Dan, I love your picks. Thank you. So yeah, the winner for 2016 Stummy for the best new IP I want to see more of is Tom Clancy's The Division. What were the runner-ups on that one, Dan? The runner-ups were Stardew Valley at number two and Overwatch at number three. Next category, game I wish I played. This award game goes to the game we most want to play, but look, but lack the system, funds, or etc. to get to be able to play it. 2016 Thummy for game I wish I played goes to The Last Guardian. Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, runners up being Titan, Titanfall 2, Inside, Doom, and Final Fantasy 15, and then second runners up, Total War, Warhammer, Dirt Rally, and Forza Horizon. I find it hilarious that uh, Titanfall 2 ended up on games we wish we'd played and also games that we will not play. Yeah. That's crazy. That's because of me. I had it high on my list. Mm. Of game you wish you played? Yeah. It's on my list, too. Yeah. Not mine. Um, Uh, It was not... It was not game popular. It was not on my popular game least likely to play list. It was on my game I wish I played list. Stop it. <laughs> so I'll go first. Number five was Steam World Heist, which is a strategy RPG that I really wanted to get around to playing. I just never, never did. Good pick. It was on 3DS. I think it came out for last year, and then it came out on consoles and PC early this year, maybe. I think it actually came out on PC relatively recently. Okay. Because I, yeah, I had been I've, waiting for it for, for a lot of the year, and then by the time it came out, I had just moved on. Okay, yeah. I will get to that at some point. Um, looks interesting. Uh, Titanfall 2, I had it at number two. I love the first, and they added a, 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 an apparently great campaign, so that's that's a, a bonus for me. Number three, I put Hitman. I will probably play Hitman at some point. I so had it good. installed on my computer at one point, and I just never... I, Whatever reason, I never got around to it, so that's definitely on my list to play. Number two, Total War Warhammer. Uh, Total War, it's their first foray into like a fantasy universe. So uh, one thing I think is cool is if they, you know, put Total War in a universe that I, I know more about would be would be great. Like Total War Game of Thrones. How sweet would that be, Corey? That would be awesome. Yes, it would. And then number one, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Seems like it's right up my alley, so I put that for number one. Yeah, you'd love that game, Dan. You mm-hmm. son of a bitch. 
<laughs> someday. So weird that Dan didn't play that. <laughs> I tried. I tried to push for it, but I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have had time to play. It, it wasn't in the cards. Yeah. No, you I know I get how it. little time you gave me to play that game. What do you mean? You didn't I need to beat it. I gave you lots of time. No. I only had your console for like two weeks. I got it the twenty first. You most certainly like did not get it on the twenty first. You got it at least on the twentieth. It was not a okay. Wednesday you came to get to get it. It was the week before. Maybe the sixteenth. Oh, I was still finishing school. That's why. Yeah. You might not have started playing it until the twenty first, but you had it at least a week before that. Still upset about the time that I had <laughs> to play it. You offered it to me, and it's I not, played through it as quickly no, as no, I could. No, 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 no. I'm not. It's not your fault. Well, you you just said you know how little it's, time you gave me to play the Final Fantasy 15. It's because you guys wanted to record the thummies so friggin' early this year. Early? It's, yeah, we're always in January. There's one day left in the fucking year. <laughs> this we is standard do operating it procedure. First week of January. No, we do not. Yes, we do. No, we do not. Yes, we, we don't. Yep. Well, this y'all can be crazy. settled if you just look it up. I'm not going to do that. I'm not either. I'm too no, I'd rather just argue about it. Yes. Yeah. Corey's the only one that'll look it up. Yeah, Corey's the only one that wants to care enough to be right on this one. <laughs> no, I don't I don't care enough to be right. I care enough about the facts speaking for themselves, regardless of, of which side of you... uh, correctness they land on. No, you just want to make sure you're right. I don't care I'm pretty whether sure I'm we right. only recorded in December once for this, this uh, Thummies. Well, I have no uh, idea. Anywho, where were we? I I got all my picks right. Last year's where... thummies were at least delivered on January third. Yep, that would have gave me plenty of time to play more video games. That's like two days from now. Heck yeah. More well, than you, you just gotta set your priorities. The 2014 thummies were recorded on. Oh look, December thirtieth. <laughs> yes. That's one year, whatever. <laughs> why don't you why don't you give thirteen, Corey? I'm looking. It takes a while to scroll through all these damn episodes. Probably, it's probably it's probably in January. Probably shit episodes. You probably just fifty two episodes time. worth. You you sure about that, Will? Because I'm seeing uh two thousand twelve thummies, December twenty seventh. <laughs> yes! That's three out of four years in said year. I'm sorry the one time I request it for in January and you guys were like, no, we've got to do it in December. Blah, 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 blah. Move your whole work schedule around oh, so you you're can make it work. Day. If we hadn't done it today, it wouldn't have got done. I kind of wish I didn't put any effort to switch schedules. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Eric. Oh, uh, a game I wish I had played. Dan, game you wish you played. F- it's funny, because I made that comment and now that I look, my number five for a game I wish I had played and a game I'm least likely to play are the same. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh-huh. As I said, it's not that I don't want to play it, I just don't think I will. Uh, number four, this is an odd one. Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, I've been tempted to buy a couple of times. Uh, I've heard good things about it, and I can't remember what it was compared to. But the comparison, it was like Minecraft mixed with something that sounded very interesting to me. And I think I would like it. We're on the same uh, so, wavelength, Eric. Yeah, I know you'd mentioned it once before, Corey. Look at you two. Uh, number three, <laughs> Telltale Batman. I've uh, always been a big Batman fan, so that's really like the only Telltale game I've been interested in. 
Number two is Dirt Rally. I cannot tell you the number of times I've almost purchased that game. I almost bought it today. Yeah, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. And number one is Last Guardian for a number of reasons. Uh, a, it's a PlayStation exclusive, which I, I try to play all the exclusives. B, I mean, it got pretty good reviews, which was yeah. I, I was surprised. And, uh, you know, I, f- I feel like I would probably really like that game if I played it. So mm-hmm. I'll play that for sure next year. Maybe it'll be my 2017 to 2016 game of the year. Or for in February game too. Yeah, it might be mm-hmm. if I break, if I break down and buys it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Will, what do you got? <clears throat> At number five, I've got Civilization Six. I literally only played like twenty minutes of the game, so I kind of counted it as if I didn't play it because that's not really enough time to give it uh, any thoughts whatsoever on it. At number four, I got World of Final Fantasy. This was a uh, PlayStation exclusive, and like I said, I love me some Final Fantasy, and I was kind of interested in playing it, um, seeing what it was about. Uh, Number three is Steep. For whatever reason, you guys know I have a fascination with Steep. I want to play it. I've almost bought it multiple times, but I've held off because this game will be 20 bucks in a couple months, so... Yeah, and I'll split it with you. Yeah, and we'll just split it then, so it, it'll be worth it then. Uh, instead of paying, what was it, $45 this week or something? I don't fucking care. <laughs> I think it was 45 which is still a lot. Um, and then two, I have Titanfall 2 and number one, Inside. Hmm? What do you got, Corey? Game I wish I played. Number five is The Last Guardian, which happened to be our winner, which I feel good about. Um, I did like, I never played Shadow of the Colossus, but I did like Eco a whole lot, so I was kind of looking forward to The Last Guardian, but like No Man's Sky, I was a little bit hesitant. Um, you never know with, with games that get that big amount of hype. But I haven't heard too much about it, so um, I do wish I played it. Number four is Ratchet and Clank. Game Eric and Will absolutely loved. Um, I don't know, it's just one of those ones that when people talk about it, it just it just sounds like such an enjoyable experience without mm-hmm. any sort of uh, bullshit attached, which is something I'm always looking for in gaming. So that's why that was there. Number three was Dragon Quest Builders. And honestly, I read a few articles about it uh, after I did my, my thummies list. So maybe I would put it a little bit higher. Number two was Forza Horizon 3 game I tried to play through the Play Anywhere feature on my PC, but did not have much luck. Uh, and my number one is Doom, a game I've wanted to play all year and just haven't had really had the opportunity. So, did that even make the list? Yeah, it was no. ti- one of the many ties for second. Oh, ties yes. for second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, the winner of the 2016 Thummy 4 game I wish I played is The Last Guardian. Can you guys run through your number ones again for me quick? Just Last Guardian. Damn. Inside. Miles I can't Final believe you didn't play Inside. It's three Final Fantasy long. 15. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys didn't give me time to play anything. Oh, yet. here we fucking go. And what were the second runner-ups, Dan? <laughs> or first runner-ups? Mm-hmm. Second place? First runner-ups were Inside, Titanfall 2, Doom, Final Fantasy 15. The sec- third place games were Total War, Warhammer, Dirt Rally, and Forza Horizon. Uh, Doom, Total War, Warhammer, Dirt Rally 3, Dirt Rally, and Forza Horizon Dirt Rally 3. Was, 
Total War Warhammer, Dirt Rally, and Forza Horizon 3 were third. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks. The next award. Most Valuable Console. <laughs> Awarded to the console we deem to be the most valuable. And the winner is... Oh, boy. Number one, PlayStation 4. Number two, wow. Xbox One. Number three, Wii U. Really surprised by that. Makes sense. Oh, yeah, it or, does make a lot of sense. I'm not sure it does, to be honest. Here we <laughs> go. <Are> we... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to reverse argue this year. <laughs> I, it's funny, because I'm sitting here, and, you know, I picked PS4, number mm-hmm. one. But then... Tito sent us a message on Facebook and he said "Don't for- something along the lines of don't forget that the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One S came out this year. And take that into consideration. And I I guess my thought is VR is a little bit Nintendo Wii. It's yeah. a gimmick. gimmick right? yeah. At least to this for now. point. For now. So for me, like, PSVR is kind of out of the equation because I don't really care. Yeah. And I don't know. Does the Xbox One S, is it better than the PS4 Pro? It's not Maybe. more powerful. Maybe. It's not. Depends Am I thinking of the Scorpio? Scorpio yeah. is promising a lot more than the PS4 Pro. Okay. I guess I don't really care about either of those. But let, let's hear what you guys think. Uh, well, I don't care about them any year. I just don't care. Yeah, no, I know you don't. <laughs> do you guys? All right. Do you want to know why I picked PlayStation Four this year? Yeah. So I liked their exclusives more this year, and it's not that I didn't like their exclusive more last year. I just thought the Xbox One improved a lot upon from where it was, and this year the they didn't change really? around a whole lot. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much there was no like big features that came out that I was like, oh, I need to. And I want to use this for on that console more so. It was just like it was just exclusives this year. What, what were the big features last year? Uh, like the new dashboard stuff, and I forgot a backwards lot of the stuff backwards, backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility. Which was Did you play any backwards compatible games this year? Yeah, I played some Fallout Three, Fable Three, um, Halo Wars on it. Um, that was a major point of contention last year. Nah, yeah. I remember. Um, remember you Jagaloons? Are you so, okay with the- about that. So, like, I had my Nintendo Wii U at 4, Xbox One at 3. I had Nintendo DS at 2. I don't know how oh. much you want to even count that, but, like, I played count? a lot of games on my 3DS this year and put a lot of hours into it. And then the PS4 is uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Corey? Um, so, my number four was Wii U. Really not much of anything. I didn't have a number five. My number three was Xbox One. My number two was PlayStation Four, and my number one was NES Classic. The only <laughs> the, the only console, the only console you wanted to buy. I wanted this year. I love that you trolled this uh, category. I, I love mean, that. I don't That's know how it should be treated because it's dumb. Like I threw the NES Classic out there because, and I know like we've defined this award as the sort of. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the console wars kind of like thing. Like which which who do you think won the console war this year? Um, so I kind of threw the NAS Classic out there, even though it's it kind of throws that out the door. But 
again, it is the only console I wish I had this year. Um, it was nice of Will to lend me his PlayStation 4 to play Final Fantasy 15. But You're right, it was. I could have played that elsewhere. But. Um, but I did have PlayStation 4 at number two because of Ratchet and Clank was a game I, I kind of wish I really had played, which I talked about in the last category. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it, again for me, it just comes down to games, and 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 PlayStation Four had the games that I wanted to play just slightly more than Xbox One this year. Um, Let's can we get into that a little bit? Yeah. What what were the games on PS4 v Xbox One that you wanted to play? Versus Xbox One, I I actually I mean, no no just on both, not not necessarily versus. Uh, I actually I didn't write them down specifically, but Do I you did remember any. I did look them up in doing this award, and I ended Gears, up on PlayStation Four. So help me out, and I will Ge- I will tell you which ones I Gears care about. Four. Gears Do, Four, Quantum Break were on Xbox One. Do not that care like about that. either of those because Quantum Forza. Break I had zero Forza. interest in. Quantum Break and I had Forza. zero interest in, and Gears of War I'm just so bad at. I it's also tired. have no interest in that. It's fucking tired. I don't know. I don't know if it's tired because there's people that really it's like. So tired. There's people that really like Gears though. I'm just not one. I know of them. there I really are. Like Gears. I know. I know. And I don't. I don't. I understand that you like Gears, but it's still the same Gears. It's the same way I feel about Uncharted. So I'm not being biased here. I would have said the same exact thing about Uncharted. It's so fucking tired. Video video games in general are tired right now, but those two specifically are so tired i'd put halo in that same category really forza should probably be in that category but because i haven't been into racing games my entire life it's probably not for me personally which platform did forza land on xbox right xbox okay yeah Yeah. well there's an argument to be made that's the best exclusive this year and yeah i would i would kind of agree with that but well yeah because i wanted to play forza more than ratchet and clank what else came out for playstation Last Guardian, Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, World of Final Fantasy. Um, no Man's Sky. Really there's three no there. Are, Sky. There's three there. I wanted to play. What was? What other ones did you say? Will? Uh, no Man's Sky, Ratchet and Clank, World of Final Fantasy, Last Guardian. Um, I feel like there was more. I can't remember. Okay. Was it MLB the Show, Corey? No, it's definitely was not MLB the Show. <laughs> there was another game that came out that. Well, was Salt and Sanctuary was PlayStation, right? Initially, sure. um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like I, I, I did look at all the exclusives and and I did settle on on PlayStation Four yet again. And it, again, it just comes down to games for me, and that's mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. NES Classic was my number one. Okay, what'd you pick, Eric? I only put two on here, Dan. Okay, I didn't even include Wii U because why would you? Uh, <laughs> number two was Xbox One. Number one was PS Four. I don't mm-hmm. care about this as much as I used to either. Uh, it's because I I don't have the time to play as many games as I as I used to. I just feel like the the user interface is much better on the PlayStation Four. I th- I still feel like even with all the upgrades supposedly and updating that the Xbox has done, it's still super clunky and it feels like you're in quicksand the whole time you use it. Speaking Ooh. of which, uh, a big, I, and I forgot about this, so you just said that, a big uh, knock against Xbox One is the way Rocket League plays on it. Yeah, it, it plays worse than it does on PS4 a lot of times. Uh, plus, the one thing I've been asking for on PS4 is uh, being able to put my games into different folders, and they did that. So, it, do, it may not look fantastic on the UI, but at least it's usable, Like, and it it doesn't feel like I'm in quicksand when I use it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I it just feel like that the PS4 is just a much user friendly device. Now, yeah, I 100% agree with that, but why does the store on both consoles feel so poorly put together? That's the thing. The store blows on both of them. Like, it's awful on both of them. I don't know, like, why it's so bad. It takes forever to, buy... to use. It takes forever to find. When I say forever, I mean it's a first world problem kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, like, it, it, it just... it's, a, it's the same with Steam, though. Steam's awful for the most Steam part. Steam is better than the other two. Oh. Well, I you think play... it's because you can control it with a mouse. Yeah. That's probably why. Try typing in a game onto the PS4 store and, like, the letter oh. setup is so bad, and it brings yeah. up, like, 1,400 results. And I'm like, no, like, I'm looking for Final Fantasy 15, uh, all of this other garbage. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. I, that, the, the store sucks. I can't think of a, a really well-done digital store, though. Can you guys? The 360. I don't remember it. I mean, maybe the, the uh, Apple store is pretty well done, but... Yeah. That's also the Apple store. I I don't know. I just I, I just feel like the PS4 is more user friendly and that's pretty much why I picked it and it has Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I I feel like Quantum Break was a pretty big letdown for me this year. And like I said with Gears I've played Gears before. I don't I didn't necessarily need any more Gears. The thing I like most about Gears 4 was Horde mode and yeah. I played that with Dan and I mean, uh, how how often you know do I have a chance to play horde mode with somebody? Not very mm-hmm. often. So that's what I like most about Gears. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I uh, feel like going into 2016, it, you could have said Xbox had a much better lineup of like exclusive games coming out, but I, I don't feel like they all really hit the mark. That, I don't think that any of them delivered. Crackdown three, Forza, Forza did. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, they didn't even come out. Didn't come out. That's my point. To no, your I mean, point, Gears, Gears Four, Forza Horizon Three, and um, Quantum Break. I mean, they all came out. Yeah, but no, uh, there's, I, I, my point was to your point, saying like going into the year, like there was a lot of promise, but a lot of those games that were promised never, never came to fruition this year. They got delayed. I mean, three of them came out. What were the What were the other two you could point to? Maybe Crackdown uh, and Cuphead. Uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, sea of Thieves. Uh, I don't, did they ever 2. say that was this year? Yeah, I ne- I would never yeah. got the impression that was supposed to come out anytime soon. I, I didn't either. I guess I that's that's kind of where I'm at. I wouldn't have counted on those, but I I would have count. You know, I counted on the things that I've mentioned so far, and I just I don't think they were all that great. Aside from Forza Horizon Three, which is amazing. I mean, Halo Wars 2 was supposed to come out, but, like, it went silent for, like, half a year, and then all of a sudden it was 2017. I guess my thing with was supposed to come out at this point is, uh, when I hear an initial release date, I just assume that's not the initial release date. Sure. It's well, delayed. wait until you get to my Please Stop Award. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So. Uh, did Halo right. Wars 2 come out? Not yet, February. That's another one that was supposed to, that was originally supposed to come out this year. Yeah, um, fair enough. But but that's Fable kinda, Legends kind of got like its its niche group. I wouldn't even put that in like a big blockbuster. I think a. I think that game's gonna do real well next year. It's coming out early. What about the Fable Legends though? That was canceled. I mean, I was excited for that game. That's because you're crazy. Maybe. I'm a little crazy. We're all a little crazy in our own ways, but no, I, I'm just, I'm just to your point, Eric. I think there was more promise for the Xbox this year than they actually delivered on. 
Um, I agree. But I think at the same rate, they made strides against the PlayStation this year. It's just for me, again, it's PlayStation. Well, the, that was because the, the, of the deal. The PS4 Pro is is a joke. Right. Let's be honest. That was a that was a misstep. It wasn't necessary. It didn't make a big enough leap for, you know, it's it's really not even true 4K gaming. Yeah. In 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 saying that it's not true 4K gaming, then what was the necessity there? Yeah. To make VR well, a little let, better. Let, let me let me let yeah, me talk I about mean, mine, and then I'll 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 add to your your thought okay. on that. So I put th- uh, three Wii U. The Wii U's dead. I mean, we knew that. I put PS4 God, too. God bless it though. Yeah, it had a good run. It did. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, uh, best exclusives out of any system for, for me. I don't feel like uh, anybody can argue. Number one, I put Xbox One. Uh, my reasoning being I prefer the controller. The Elite controller is on there. Uh, best controller ever, probably, in my eyes. Uh, EA Access is another big one that was in the Xbox One category. Oh, that's uh, just for backwards. Xbox? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't NPC. know that. Backwards compatibility is important to me. Uh, generally better deals, not always. Uh, and then the ability to stream to PC is also important to me. What about play anywhere? You can do that with PS4, too. You it's not as easy, but yes. Okay. What? You didn't bring up play anywhere, Dan. I I tried to not factor in my own personal things too much. Other than the the preference of the controller, yeah, uh, that is a big one because if I bought an Xbox One, I would have two games on it already. Yeah, uh, in addition to the ones that are on on uh, EA Access. The Xbox but, Elite is it's sexy. I uh, oh, that's a that when I held that controller, I was transported to a different place when when you it's brought it over that one day. That's what I play Rocket League. It's literally like my Rocket League controller. Yeah. I'm gonna have one someday. I will have one. Yeah. Um. On your point with the PS4, I, this would be a different conversation if the PS4 Pro had promised 60 frames per second upgrades on a lot of their big games. Then I would have picked that. But the four, like uh, increasing the resolution does nothing for me. I don't have a 4K TV. I'm not going to get a 4K TV for probably It, it doesn't years. matter. It doesn't matter. So if they had said, okay, uh, Bloodborne is going to run at 60 frames per second now. If I don't know if Ratchet and Clank does, but you know, if if all of our old big games are going to run in 60 frames per second on the PS4 Pro, I would have put that at number one, definitely. It just wasn't. It just wasn't necessary. No, I don't think so. It, it, maybe I think it they was jumped necessary the gun. if they, if they if they made a big enough leap, but the leap they made wasn't even close. Yeah, and I'm with you, Eric. VR doesn't. I. I'm out on VR. Like, I'm not even interested in the Vive or the Oculus no. Rift anymore, even. I, I don't no. care. So. It's dead in the water right now. Yeah. I still think it has potential, but right now... it's It needs, like, three or four years, I think. Of oh, yeah. I bet... And, and, go ahead, go I was ahead. just going to say, I bet the, the folks at uh, Microsoft Xbox team are very proud of themselves for not going in. You know, yeah. going in on, on VR, VR. Like, like PlayStation did. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know what the numbers look like, but I bet the. I don't know because PlayStation never even really supported VR. You know what I mean? Like well, in, that's the, in what the marketing and stuff, they never in at E3 and everything. Was there even a mention of PlayStation VR at E3 this year? Very little, yeah. if any. I, like, I but think... that's what they do. Like, it's the same thing with the the Vita and the PSP before it. Like they. They come out with these things and then they don't like you. You have great software that you could put on it, like just do it, you know. 
And that's a Sony thing. I mean, I think they well, just yeah. kind of like, oh, well, you yeah, know, we, we got it. We got it. And it's like, well, well yeah, know. but how much money did you spend on it and how much money did you make off of it? Right. Yeah. You need to continue to support your things that you release because, yeah. you know, especially with the case of the Vita, like that was a really quality device that they just didn't put games out for. Or even, I mean, I, d- I know they did a lot of indie ports, but they could have they could have done so much more with it and they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, they, they put like an Uncharted game and a Killzone game. Yeah, and that that and was that's where it at. stops, right? Which is too bad because that was an amazing device, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Most valuable console goes to the PS4. That was the most. Either. Yeah, that was the most civil console debate we've ever had. Well, I think well, we all kind of we all kind of get it at this point, you know. It's. It's it yeah. Is what I it mean. Is. They both have their issues. I mean, it really depends, like, which which system has that one game that you want to play. Yeah. You know, I guess for me, I would probably go Last Guardian and Bloodborne. See, Bloodborne is still the game that I am jealous of on the PS4. That's the it's, only, the one and only, the only game still. the only one you should be jealous of. Still, yeah. I mean, that's, like, like I, I said. I if, get Uncharted, but it's Uncharted, you can play, Tomb, like Court said earlier, Tomb Raider. We'll scratch that itch. Mm. Did I say yeah. that earlier? That makes me sound. Really, I said, that makes I me sound that. really. Smart. That was Dan. Yeah. No, I swear to God, Corey said that. No, that was me. I didn't. Do say you that. Guys... I'm telling you right now. You go back and listen. Corey will fucking <laughs> you... say, "Tomb Raider, scratch that itch." Maybe you guys. Maybe last year, but me... not this year. Do you guys need me and Dan to leave, and you guys can rub each other? Whoever said it is yeah. <laughs> rub each it, other. It was definitely bit. Dan. It wasn't me. Fine. Good job, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, moving on. Best indie game. This award uh, is uh, fairly obvious. It goes to the best indie game as voted on by us, the Filmstick Athletes podcast. So the award for best indie game goes to... Going one Stardew or two Valley. ways. Yeah. Stardew Valley won at number one. Uh, number two again. is Firewatch <laughs> and Inside a Tie. And then oh. number three is the witness. Oh, so Eric, I thought for see, sure you seem, you seem distressed. We'll let I'm you start. A little, I'm a little bit distressed about this one, guys. <laughs> I guess. All right. So I, I, I number five, I had darkest dungeon. Mm-hmm. I was really just trying to round out my my top five yes. here. Uh, darkest dungeon was fun though. I really enjoyed it. Number mm-hmm. four was overcooked. I hope that was an indie game. If it wasn't, I apologize. Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> Number three was Stardew Valley. Uh, I enjoyed Stardew Valley. I thought it was it was really cool. Uh, as I said before, always a, a Harvest Moon. Uh, at least somebody was interested in those games. So Stardew Valley scratched that itch for me. Number two was Inside. I mean, what a great game. Inside was easily one of the best experiences I had with a game this year. Mm-hmm. I remember when I played it, I think I texted you guys and said, finally there's a game that is deserving of a Game of the Year award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember That's that. how strongly I felt about that game. Uh, just like how it built on itself with the, with the different puzzles and the, the eerie feeling and just the, the use of the shadows and, oh my god, it was just such a cool game and the kind the kind of the way it left it maybe a little bit open to your interpretation mm-hmm. maybe not so much but at least a little bit i, I just 
I thought it was just such a well done game, especially coming from someone who did not really enjoy Limbo all that much. I, mm-hmm. I feel like they took Limbo and just times a thousand, yeah, just blew it out of the water. I thought it was so good. Great Number game. One, yeah. Oh yeah. So good. Number one for me was The Witness. Uh, really? Oh yeah. I mean. The, the feeling that I got playing The Witness for the first time, not even the first time, maybe I only played The Witness for like a week or week and a half. But I literally could not stop thinking about that game when I was playing it. Like just thinking, fuck, how do I solve this puzzle? Like where am I going to go in the world when I get home and try to get back into it and see if I can't smarten up a little bit and get a little bit further and like i wonder where Corey's at like i was in a witness community on ps4 where people were sharing uh pictures but trying not to spoil things for people it is it was just so good that was my number one nice will what do you got i thought for sure you'd have the or inside no huh well so at number five i had unravel uh, not a whole lot to say about that. I didn't put an awful too much into it. Um, I did like it though. What I did play, I think I went, I got about halfway through on that game, uh, and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. At number four, I had Grim Dawn. At number three, I had Starbound, two Firewatch, and one Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I loved Stardew Valley so much. It was a phenomenal game. I love my farming games. I've always been a huge Harvest Moon fan. Isn't but... this so weird? Like I'm the last person you'd ever. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just farming games in general. Like, what a weird concept. Like, yeah, I'm gonna plant some crops and maybe get some cows and some sheep and. Yeah. It'll be awesome. And it's weird that that's so appealing. That's true. But my God, is it ever? It's just like the concept of farming in my head is amazing, but like when I actually have to put the effort into it, I don't want to do it. That's the thing. When Corey says he wants to start a farm, I'm like, let's let's start a farm. And then I think, I'm going to have to work pretty hard. Let's not start a farm. I'm going to have to get up at five every day and yeah. milk But playing cows. in a video game, you're absolutely oh, right, Will. It's incredible. Playing and, in a video game, you don't have to work as hard, and it, it is incredible, just like you say. Exactly. And, like, Stardew Valley does a lot in such a game by – it's game by made by one person, and there is just so much to it. And, Good like – it feels like it doesn't feel like just a Harvest Moon game. There's just so much to it that just made me just like blown away by it. I don't know. I love it, but that's why I picked it. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I mean, I'm probably gonna play it inside like within the next couple days. So I wish sure. you, I wish you had. Oh, it's so good. My plan was to beat Final Fantasy uh, last night and then play it inside today, but. Didn't get a chance to. Okay. Um, I will go next. I had Hyperlight Drifter, number five. That was good. Uh, four, I had Darkest Dungeon. Number three, I had Firewatch. Um, I just can't get over how good the dialogue was in that game. It was just And the voice acting. Fabulous. Number two, I had Inside. Um, Bleak and Dark. And the Twist. Oh. Fantastic. You know, you know, 
Dan, I gotta say, I didn't find the twist as mind blowing as other people did, but I, I think I know why. Is because yeah. I listened to a pod, a couple of podcasts about the game beforehand, uh, so they, okay. they had built it up quite a bit. Uh, so I was kind of like I, waiting and waiting and, and expecting something to happen, and what happened was cool. But I was like, yeah. well, I mean, this wasn't mind blowing. Yeah, I, I think I remember you talking about that when we talked about the game because yeah. we had all beaten it at that point, right? Uh, because, like you said, it's like three and a half hours. It's not not a very long game. Uh, and then number one, I had Stardew Valley. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Stardew Valley. It's a gem. Also, it defines indie. It was made by one guy. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's it, it's it's mind blowing that that game was made by one, literally one person. Just was the witness that. made by one person? I don't know. I think John Blow has yeah, he, has, he has a team studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask you guys this question though, because I struggled with this a little bit. Does the fact that the game was made by one person influence your your voting at all? It did not. It did not wow. factor in. No. No. I didn't yeah. even think about it until I started talking about did it. Did it with you, Corey? Um. No, but I. I that did run through my head. Like, oh. Because I, as we always say, like our awards are the most subjective awards out there. For, for I mean, for all the major pu- versus all the major publications, I should say. Um, in that we consider our own personal preferences over what we think is objectively better. And I think if you're judging mm-hmm. a game objectively, you can't factor in the fact that it was made by one person. But because we're subjective, we can. But at the same rate, I still didn't. You know, I know that's a lot to sure. wrap your head around. But I think it's I think the I think Stardew Valley is good enough without having to consider that it was only made by one yeah. person. Yeah, is, is what I'm trying to say. Go ahead, Corey. Let's hear your list. Number five, Darkest Dungeon. Not much more to say about that. That hasn't been said already. Number four is The Witness, Jonathan Blow's follow-up. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything else about that. Number three was Inside, a game I thought was all around very, very well done. Uh, it didn't quite touch the notes that the games... Uh, didn't quite touch the notes that my one and two games did, number two being Firewatch and number one being Stardew Valley. I just... As an indie game, like it really doesn't get more indie than Stardew Valley, and that framing device that we're actually watching in the stream right now, the way that game opens, uh, really sets the stage for the rest of that game, and it's just a, like a, such a little touch that means so much to that game and my own experience with it. You know, somebody sitting in an office getting a letter from his grandfather saying, "Here's the deed to my f- my farm." You know, go hog wild. And that's how the game starts. And you're in the, what is it, the JoJo factory or something like that? Like The JoJo? Yeah, some like big corporate office. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, it's just such a good, like, just such a good setup for the game. And it's just such a small thing. But it's stuff like that that, like, screams indie to me. It screams, like, personal experience. It screams, um, you know, the, the, the sort of uh, influence of an auteur, for lack of a better word. You know, like, one guy's mm-hmm. vision of this game and that vision carries out throughout the whole game. And that's why Stardew Valley is my number one indie. Corey. Uh, and maybe Dan, I can't remember. I, I'm interested. Why did you put firewatch above inside? So be, for me personally, firewatch spoke to me a lot more. Um, inside again, I think is a really good game, probably objectively a better made game than firewatch, but I'm satisfied. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just for, 
for me, I thought the dialogue was so fabulously well written and well well voice acted. Like that really stood out to me as as something that that was above and beyond what they even needed to do. Really, yeah. Um, that may be I the best example. I feel example. like they needed to do that to make that game at well, least. Well, yeah, it wouldn't. That's, it, that's the it, one it, thing exactly. that separated it for sure. That was that was the hook. Yeah. For that game was was how well the, the voice acting and dialogue were. Right. I, I had a much more emotional reaction to Firewatch than I did Inside. Inside was good in its own way, but yeah. me personally, uh, Firewatch. Spoke. Was it the in- the intro or the ending to Firewatch that did it, or just a total package? Probably wanting to like peace out of the world and just live in the woods, right? That was something. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked about it at the time. I, I know I pl- I didn't play it for the episode where you guys talked about it, but I did talk about it down the line a little bit, like. For me, that whole idea of, what was it, 1980s? It was in the 80s, yeah, when it started. Um, when Duran Duran really broke him. That whole idea of having the ability to take a job wherein you sort of disappear from society and just live in a tower in the middle of a national park. That does scream, Corey. It yeah. just screams awesome to me. And the whole time you're <laughs> talking over an intercom with, Delilah, who seems like a really good person. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I loved it. All right. Yeah, Corey, I kind of get it. Like, the whole, like, packing up and, like, going off and doing your own thing, like what Stardew Valley and Firewatch does, does speak to me, too. Yeah. It's like I know where you're coming from a little bit. Yeah, and even the the character of Henry within Firewatch, like, he's he's dealing with some demons, but you can kind of relate to him because... In in that tower that he's spending the entire summer in, like he's doing Dungeons and Dragons kind of things, and he's kind of, um, like Eric said, maybe not particularly super likable, or maybe Dan said that I don't remember. Uh, I think Dan said that. But he also like you can tell he might have he might drink a lot of alcohol. Like he's not perfect. He's very flawed. No. and that I think is you can kind of sympathize with what him. he's going through. Right, you can sympathize with what he's going through. Whereas in Inside, it's like. It's a it's a good experience on its own, but it's something like so outside of anything I can relate to that it's. Well, it's... Corey, you know you're being controlled. <laughs> That's a good point. When you say that, you know that you're being controlled. The pods are telling me to say that. Right. Yeah. So maybe you just can't fathom. You're right. That you're experiencing that kind of thing. Yep. Inside's number one. All right. Done. <laughs> there it is. I don't think even if Corey switched from what three to one, that would be enough. No, fine, no. fine. I concede. <laughs> uh, yes, I covered everyone right. What's yours, Dan? Mine was Stardew Valley. Oh, I had Stardew Valley inside and Firewatch one, two, three. And what were the runner-ups, runners-up? Oh no, I switched them. Dan, bless you. You had inside at two. I had inside above Firewatch. Yeah. Oh, bless you. That's heart. impressive. So two. Two was Firewatch and Inside tied, and then three was The Witness. Well, now I want to know why you had Fire or Inside of a Firewatch. <laughs> I do, <man>. too. <laughs> I don't know. I think you liked Firewatch more than me and Corey. I think you just talked Dan into switching them. <laughs> I think you did talk me into switching. I think I talked myself into switching. And, Dan, I i couldn't even begin to talk you into keeping it the way you had it. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's... It's irrelevant. the The winner is Stardew Valley. So right. that's that's true. We're arguing second and third. Yeah, yeah. Again, first, we, first we don't want to do that again. Shit games. Yeah. So the award for the 2016 Thummy Award for Best Indie Game goes to Stardew Valley. Undertale. Undertale. First yes. game of the year. Next on the list, Best Ambassador Game. 
this goes to a game that best conveys the medium of gaming to those that are ignorant of it. Y'all, y'all being ignorant. Ignorant. And the winner for best ambassador game goes Ooh. to Ooh. Inside. All right. Mm-hmm. I love Corey, we'll start this with you. Category this year. Okay. Um, my number five was a game that I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that plays Quadrilateral Cowboy. Uh, mm-hmm. Very difficult to put in words. It's kind of like that uh, Stealth Inc. game that Dan and I played from last year. Like a lot of different things going on. Uh, I think Blendo Games is the developer. They have a very unique style, bl- very blocky characters. Um, <laughs> Corey, you meant Invisible Ink? Invisible Ink, yes. Stealth Ink is a different game, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. Okay. Yeah, Stealth Ink is a different game. Invisible Ink. I beat it, I beat it on Vita. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, Quadrilateral Cowboys, my number five. Number four is Starbound. Um, talked about it a little bit already, but just the creativity and exploration combined with some elements of classic game bo- or gameplay, I think make for a really good representation of where gaming is at, particularly the creative aspect of it, where uh, a lot of energy is put into games like Minecraft and Dragon Quest Builders and uh, Terraria and, and stuff like that. Even though those may not be the most popular games, I think it's uh, a good representation of gaming at its finest, uh, particularly when it comes to creativity. Civ Six was my number three. It incorporates millenniums. Is that thousand millennium? Yeah, sure. thousands of uh, years of history into one really well put together and fun, in my opinion, package. Uh, though it can be a little daunting, that's probably why it's not further up on my list. But as we always talk about, I feel like with Civ Six, you can get as in depth uh, as you want. You know, you can put some stuff on autopilot or you can get right in and, and micromanage every little aspect, which is always welcome for the Civ series. My number two was Inside. Uh, metaphors are great for the masses. People love metaphors. It's it's a yeah. sign of great literature, poetry, film, you know. And I think uh, Inside lives and dies by its metaphor. In addition to a couple little other things, but I think mainly uh, the metaphor that, that exists within that game. But my number one was actually The Witness, and I think a lot of it comes down to how it's immediately understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's easy for most people to just move a joystick with a character and then go up to a terminal and do the puzzle. Granted, Corey, Corey can, I, can I stop you? Yep. Let's continue that talk after my list. Okay. Go ahead. Move on. I'm done. You can go next. All right. Number five, just because I'm going to need help expressing myself at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, number five for me was Forza Horizon 3. And it, it's kind of the same reason that I said before about Forza. Uh, I mean, look at the graphics. I mean, you, you really can't beat the way that Forza Horizon 3 looks and feels. Um, it's got the multiplayer, like Dan mentioned. And it's kind of mindless, which I feel like somebody that's getting into video games might might need that. Maybe not everybody. Some people might. Uh, Battlefield 1 was my number four, and that, that was because I think Battlefield 1 has a lot more feeling than maybe some other Battlefield games do. And I really appreciate the way that they did it, not episodically, but they kind of broke it into five <laughs> or six different campaigns, like shorter experiences that have a little more feeling to them. And I feel like a lot of people are drawn to like a war experience with feeling. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think you see that a lot in movies. I was going to say, that's uh, why you watch like Saving Private Ryan, that type of right. thing. 
Exactly. Uh, number three was Inside. Uh, inside... This is the one that appeals to the artistic side of people, I feel like. And it leaves it kind of, like I said before, it leaves it open to interpretation. And you kind of wonder, like, what the hell is going on here? And and again, artistically, like I said, Forza Horizon 3 is beautiful. Inside is beautiful in, in its own way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people could appreciate that. Uh, number two was Ratchet and Clank. And that was along the same lines as for her, uh, Forza Horizon horizon three it's just mindless fun that looks fantastic uh, i dare somebody to not have fun playing that ratchet and clank game mm-hmm. uh, number one for me was also the witness and i was so happy to hear that Corey had that as his number one too i was very surprised to hear that uh i put a lot of thought into this category specifically because i i don't know if the witness is a great pick for this because of the difficulty that it can present, but you know how Lost was really popular? Yeah. This is the Lost of video gaming. Okay. I feel like it didn't necessarily go anywhere, but the journey to getting nowhere was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. And, like, it had the colors. It had just, like, a a really neat world to, to look around. Uh, just very an, an intriguing world. Uh, it shows that video games are more than just shooting people. Yes. It shows that, that some video games can have thought and artistic value. And I, I feel like The Witness was, was the best example of what video games can be just more than killing. Yeah. Yep. And I, I'm glad, actually, Eric, you brought up the point about uh, not shooting people because that's kind of... Uh... A qualifier for for all of my my nominees. However, Starbound is Starbound is the only exception I made, but I, I do think that's a big one. Like the whole gun culture and the reaction to it, I think is is a big uh, influencer on this category. In that you don't want you don't want it to be Call of Duty, you don't want it to be Titanfall, you don't want it to be one where you're massacring people with guns. I don't think that makes for a very good ambassador game. Yeah, I, and honestly, the, the more I think about it, uh, I probably should have put Inside It 2 instead of Ratchet and Clank be, because of the, the reasons I just explained with Witness. I think they're both, they just both bring so much to the table that's that's different about video games. I guess my thought with that was that, that, that Ratchet and Clank is just so much fun and it's not like a realistic killing of, of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but Inside and the Witness are just they're so interesting and they're very intriguing games and they just, they provoke a lot of thought Mm -hmm. that I don't know that an outsider to the video game community would, would think was possible with video games. And and that's what I prefer people to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. Great point. Yep. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll go next because uh, I probably will have to defend my number four pick a little bit. Um, <laughs> it kind of piggybacks off of what you guys are talking about a little bit, uh, but I put Overwatch at number four. Now, hear me out. Mm. Hear me. I out. have Overwatch on my list as well, Dan. Okay, it's not specifically the game itself, but everything around the game. But it's the the game. The, I mean, the game. You know, it's it. Whatever. It's it's a it's a got unique characters in it. It's uh it's got pretty balanced gameplay. But I think if you showed someone. Uh, the the video shorts that Blizzard did with the game, and then like all the the mass uh, cosplay that goes around with the game, I think that might uh, help 
maybe interest some people in the the universe of Overwatch. But do we, do uh, we include that when we're when we're talking yes, about it, the best ambassador game? Do we include outside forces with that? Yeah, it's subjective. Yeah, yeah I, I, guess. I, 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 I see your point, Dan, but I, I'm going to totally disagree with you on it. Because there's a big culture behind Overwatch. I mean, there, there's a culture. It's it, and that's I, the thing. Like, I'm easily with, I'm, the most popular game this year, right? And, I, I, and I'm with no Eric on either. that. I'm with Eric on that. That it, it's popular for gamers. Oh yeah, I I see. Like, out the way I envision this award is like, okay, so the United Nations asks me to bring them a video game that best represents the medium of video games, and I envision mm-hmm. like bringing Overwatch to them. And seeing like okay, there's cosplay, and then being like, well, that's weird. And well, there's letting well, them play the game and getting destroyed. Somebody get and then them being well, like Overwatch. that sucks. Cosplay well, there's it, 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 it's it's gaming though. You're if you're trying to show someone gaming, like gaming is more than just the video game itself. A cosplay is a huge thing for a lot Overwatch of people. Overwatch is such a you. small sample size of video games, though. It's it's. No. I know, it's but an online shooter. It was by There's, far the how, most how is, this year. No, and I'm no argument here with that. Oh. No argument that it was very popular. It also if I'm is... bringing to the table something to get a person interested in video gaming, well, how do you diff- bring that's Overwatch? A, that's what, diff- to me what an ambassador it's, is. It's also the most thing. competitive online game right now. They have uh, they're say. launching. I'm not it. arguing oh. its popularity. Who's no, arguing they're... that? Would you guys let me talk for a second? If, if, if Jesus you're Christ! To, if you're trying to explain the medium of gaming, like that's a good one because it, you can show them the the esports tournaments. It may not sway them to like, oh, I love video games now, but to show them like everything surrounding gaming, just uh, rather than someone sitting in their basement in their underwear playing playing Call of Duty, you know, it's may, got may, all I mean, that it's, stuff may, around. It's 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 an, I, it's an online shooter just like Call of Duty. May, may I go right. now? It's not just like Call of Duty. Well, it's, it's no, no, no. Game wise, it's not. But it's an can online I, shooter, can, which makes Call I, of Duty popular, I, just like Overwatch. Can I? Can I talk now? Go ahead. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Now this game is so popular that Blizzard is launching its own Overwatch League. Mobas aren't doing that. That's okay. a, that's a big deal. That's the most, it's like the most competitive game. Like, you look at sports. You look at sports, they have its own leagues and stuff like that. Sports are huge. Like, this is video games. Obviously, obviously it's going to be smaller. But to not give it any credit for it being sort of like a, try to find the right word to use. I don't, I don't feel like it's that we're not giving credit to it. I understand that it's a good game. It's very popular. But as an ambassador game, to bring it, to people to become interested in gaming to show what gaming has to offer. I don't. I don't feel like an online shooter is well, the being, game to pick. Yeah, but it's not the be all and end all of choosing like an indie game. It doesn't only I, have to it be. It doesn't indie. have to be. It and just happens that I, an indie game I feel like is bringing more to the table than what Overwatch yeah. brings as like shooting people and healing people. Like, well, what I mean, do we like? What do we like about sports? It's competitive nature. It brings sure. out. It's a competition. Overwatch is doing that. It's basically you're talking to a guy whose favorite game ever is a competition-based game. Yeah, in Rocket League. I know. And who plays FIFA and Rocket League more than any games every single year? And I think definitely Rocket League is a good example of an ambassador game. It's just Overwatch is a shooter. I, I wouldn't I, even say that. I don't know. I would, I would say getting someone interested and conveying the medium of gaming are two entirely different things too. 
Yeah, as I said, we're look we're t- we're we're talking about everything here. It's it, what Overwatch is an ambassador has game to you, Dan? What I just said, it's it's conveying the medium of gaming to someone who's not interested in it. And this isn't like a violent shooty game either. I'm not saying violence means nothing to me. You to, know that. I could give a shit about the violence. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm talking about if you gave this game to the U.S. I Battlefield not, 1 on my list. You're not saying like blood and gore or anything like that. Like this is like kind of like a kids looking Pixar-y looking game that. Right. Which is why, which is why, you know, I put uh, Ratchet and Clank on my list. But yeah. I, I feel like that brings more to the table than just playing a round of capture the base. I disagree with that. How? <laughs> I feel like Overwatch overall is a better game than Ratchet and Clank. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. We're not so arguing would... which is a better game here. We're arguing yeah. which is a better ambassador game. Yeah, and yeah, that's you guys, making you guys, Overwatch You guys better. are narr- you're narrowing my argument too much to just specifically the game, which I'm not even talking about. Yeah. I said that right off the bat. And it's also my number four. I, just, I don't see it. Yeah, it's all, my it's number my four. number five too. Well, it's about fucking time we had an argument. <laughs> That's I, true. I, if I can jump in here, because I've been silent for, Go ahead, for a little bit here. Please, please uh, God, do. I don't get it. I really don't like the. Uh, I can't imagine introducing. I can't imagine letting anybody play Overwatch and them being like, "Oh yeah, like gaming's really awesome." Yes, I don't that's, get it. That's you're what not, I'm sitting here you're thinking. Not, like I can't. So imagine. you're just okay. You're gonna just show them the witness and the, the say this game's really. I guess, Awesome. I guess it comes down to a disagreement on the parameters of the category, but for it me, does. like, it does. like because exactly. I am not trying to convince anyone. You're uh, you're what the you likelihood that you, you uh, just to to show so show people that gaming is more than sitting in your basement in your underpants and playing a video game. It's this whole huge culture. I guess, There's yeah. so much around it. Okay, that makes sense to me. That, that I don't makes agree sense with you, but but that makes sense to me. That and like, sense. how could you not showcase them the biggest game of the year? I get it. I get it. You're trying to present to them this is what gaming is, and that's that's yeah. fine. If that's how you interpret the category, then I get it. Yeah, like, we, what we've fine. done here is Corey and I interpret it differently than the two of you do, and that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. and and maybe we should. I think next year it would be more interesting if we actually narrowed it down a little. I think it would be good if we narrowed all these categories a little bit down to something a little more specific. Um, just so it's not all over the place. But I just think of an ambassador, like an ambassador to a foreign country, an ambassador to the UN, you know, an ambassador to, you know, uh, in sports, like one one person going to another team, like you want to put your best foot forward. In, in... Understanding. You're, you're, the ambassadors are there for understanding. Yeah. So if you can get someone to understand that gaming is more than just sitting in your underpants and your basement. I don't think Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch does that, that at it all. It doesn't accomplish that at all. I don't yes, think so. Yes, it does. It's huge. I, think it I does. just disagree. All they're going to see is a huge amount of people sitting in their basement in their underwear shooting other people. That's what no. people will see. Uh, you got to bring everything about the game is what I'm saying. Like, I know people, that, and, man, and, but and people Blizzard? on the outside of gaming, I don't feel like would see that. Well, I mean, would, how many, it would be on the ambassador of... to show them everything about it. Maybe it would, but I, I just I don't think and it would happen. you don't think Blizzard wouldn't do a good job with that. I, that's not what we're arguing here. No. We're not arguing which which developer does a better job of selling their game. Yeah, we're we're arguing which game as right. it stands is the better representation of an ambassador game. And I I, I think we're gonna have to uh, once again agree to disagree because our interpretations oh, are, sure. are so different. But yeah, yeah, that's just the way. I it had is. I had inside at number three. Uh, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I had Stardew Valley. I think Stardew Valley is a good one because it's so. Uh, uh, so 
cathartic almost, but yet there's so much to do and you can do as much or as little as you want to do. If you want to just water your crops in a day and not do anything else, you can do that. Uh, or if you want to load up every single second of every single day with stuff, you can do also do that. So um, I think that's a good one. But I put Civilization VI as my number one game, um, mostly because uh, I think strategy games are a good thing uh, for the very same reasons you guys talked about, uh, you know, with the, the guns and the violence stuff, um, uh, especially lately with, you know, how things can be going. Um, Civilization VI is, is not that. It's a strategy game with historical ties, and Civilization VI also has the whole Sean Bean tie-in, which I think is, uh, you know, Game of Thrones fans would enjoy. So there's and also that. It, it's not even – it goes beyond that for me, Dan. I think Sean Bean does such a good job as the narrator, yeah, he, narrator in he, that game that he actually elevates it, elevates yeah, yeah. the yeah. entire game to another level. Yep. Absolutely. Couldn't it's agree more. Good. It's pretty good. Really good. <laughs> Will. To your list. All right, so number four, I had Overwatch, which we've talked about at length. Oh, come on, let's no, get I'm back into it. Let's go. Come on. Well, what the fuck? I'll get, I'll get physical over Overwatch. I'm going to make uh, it my game of the year at this point. You'd win that. You'd win the physical. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm way too out of shape to even begin. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I got pizza rolls in me. I'm kind of slowing down tonight. I got um, getting we... lagers everywhere. Uh, number three, I got Firewatch, two Stardew Valley, and one. One I picked inside only because I was pretty convinced that this was gonna win. So, and I, from what I heard about it, it sounds like it would be an ambassador game. So it's so funny it. to me because as much as I dislike Firewatch, I I like Overwatch more than Firewatch. But I totally agree, Firewatch would be a better ambassador game than than Overwatch. I just think yeah. of all the people that hate games and me being like, well, no, just like look at this one. Like this yeah, is check check this out. Yeah. yeah. That's just I mean, I it's getting it. it's getting a snapshot of more games too is another reason why I had Overwatch on there. Yeah. I don't know. Like like a, like a game like Uncharted 4 would be a good action movie. And people love action movies. That would probably be a decent ambassador game. I'll throw that at five. You'd at least capture your, like, uh, like you said, action movie crowd. Yeah. Which is a big crowd. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I kind of, I like, I mean, I've just now put Uncharted on my list. I just just tend to lean to the indies for these kind of games because they're bringing something like new and creative to the table yeah. that like make people think maybe mm-hmm. I may, maybe Corey, I figured it out we're giving humanity too much credit. Dan and will are probably right now. No, I mean me, me and Dan <laughs> had pretty much the same games as at one, two and three as you guys. It's just, we Except threw on six. besides it's Civ six, but we just threw on overwatch because I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm not going to rehash the argument, but everything that we said, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would like to rehash the argument, but I'm not going to. I just, I, I... You can if you want. I mean, I don't I, have anything to add. I don't no have anything yeah. to say. Change, I, just, so. I just do not, do not see how Overwatch, even, even as the best representation of gaming, like, all I see Overwatch is, is where gaming is at, and I do not see that being appealing to anybody outside of gaming. I don't know. It's just me. Agreed. 
do you see any of these games being appealing to anyone outside of gaming? Really? Yeah, all the ones oh, yeah. I listed. I mean, really? Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, not really. Like, I wouldn't give. I could spin Witness and Inside to be appealing to people much easier than I could Overwatch. And it's... I could say to Overwatch, here, here, watch me play this, like, ten-minute shooter where fucking 16-year-old, 14- to 16-year-old kids bitch at me about how bad I am at it. So and if people I gave... dress like these characters. Here you go. So Is okay. that cool? Because I, I don't. Give, I give my parents... The witness to play, they're going to be bored within an hour and probably stop playing it. They'd probably play I mean, it a lot longer than Overwatch. No. Yeah. How oh, would you yeah. not be bored playing Overwatch and getting your ass thoroughly kicked? The, and the shit only talk to you the entire time. That does not happen. That does not happen nearly as much as you if, think it if does. If you let your mother, who does not play video games, play Overwatch, and she would suck. She would suck. <laughs> I would not put her in an online game immediately. I would have her play, like, bots. And you think she'd still be good enough to play online after that? No, I would take a bit. Right. But you're going to tell people, have people sit there and play The Witness and be like, isn't this game freaking awesome? Yeah, fuck yeah, I would. No. Yeah. What do you it's mean, no? It's a boring puzzle game. Oh, my God. Well, how much of The Witness did you play? Short. I played about six hours. That's selling it super short. It's it's so, the the design and so six hours and was care, not enough for me to be like this game is for me. The design and time and care and thought that went into that game. How long did you put into Overwatch? I played Overwatch a lot. Okay. My I thought... played Overwatch a lot, and it's the same fucking thing over and over. Just like Rocket League. So is the, so is the Witness. Just, it just like Rocket the puzzles League. A little no, it's bit. not. It, it builds on itself. Up a puzzle. No, no. The Witness. There's rules. On yeah, itself. I get that. There's rules. What does does Overwatch build on anything? More fun. To you, the thing of the my, my rationale behind the witness being number one is I think of all those people who wake up in the morning, despise video games, but grab the newspaper, do sudu- Sudoku. How do you say that? Sudoku, mm-hmm. Sudoku, whatever. Do the crossword puzzle. Do the jumble. That appeals to the, that kind of person, and I feel like the witness. Um, would would appeal to that kind of person in the same respect, and also has some very basic video game gameplay mechanics in that you're okay, moving so a character you're... around, you're solving puzzles, and you're moving on to the next one. And and as Eric said, like those puzzles build upon themselves um, as a representation of what every video game should do. In that oh. you're not only getting better at it, but the game is increasing its difficulty as it goes. Okay, so you're gonna say, I just want to get this clear: the person who sits there and goes. I don't have time for video games, is going to give The Witness, Stardew Valley, Firewatch more Are we of a putting chance. limitations on the person we're selling video games to now? Because then it becomes a completely different story. Just, How many people, Corey, have Corey just did, though. Yeah, to, to, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. To, to your point, Will, I, I, I did not mention Stardew Valley. It's not on my list. Um, but go ahead. I, I You have to rephrase your point. The games that you say, like The Witness and Inside... The people, the crowd who sit there and say that we're selling these games to, who say they don't have time for video games and kind of scoff it off, which would be somebody like the UN, like the example that we give. Yeah. You think that they're going to give any of these games I mean, you any more time over than the over, over Overwatch? Yes, Maybe Inside is the Genuinely, winner then, because Inside is three hours long. I, would I say. that in there. I would say the only one that would have a chance would be Inside. Then maybe that should win, but I'd be perfectly happy with that. 
So inside just, did win. Just to reiterate, reiterate my my games. Wait, inside did win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Overwatch wasn't in contention. I'm just no. I'm just I giving, was, putting my opinion out there. I was arguing why the witness shouldn't have won. Oh the, well, the witness was was my number one, but that was I mean, two. Yeah. But, I mean, I, yeah, I, I genuinely do think people who don't play video games are much more likely to play all the games on my list over Overwatch, and that's why they're on my list the way that they are. That's all I can tell I, you. I don't know I what really, else to say. I really do not think that it would make a difference. I think Inside would be the only one. Really? Really. You yeah. Make, wow, that's just mind-boggling to me. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I would bet they would be bored of it, The Witness almost immediately. Then they're not anybody I want to communicate with ever. Agreed to disagree. You're, I just think uh, any communicating with one right if now. If you put a hundred people it for six hours, if you it's <laughs> enough for me to not like it. If you put a board immediately and you played for six fucking hours, let's do six a quick... hours is a decent amount of time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. Then I don't know why you're so mind blown by the six hours. Because you're telling me that people would be bored with it. You played it for six hours. Are you was... bored? Oh, within the first hour. Then why but didn't I, you stop playing it? Because if I stopped playing it and said I played it for an hour, my opinion would immediately just be disregarded. Not on this podcast, because that's exactly what we pride ourselves on. The time we put into pot, into games I mean, directly reflects how we feel in. about a game, which is exactly the argument or discussion I was having with Tito about Battleborn. I bet in the heat of the moment that would come up as an uh, I only put an hour into it. It would until you said, Eric, that's exactly what this podcast is about. And I would say, you're right. Well, I, I also try to give the games that you guys speak so highly of more time than not. And The Witness just does not do it for me. Fair enough. It's not your kind of game. And I, I also feel like your your arguments against me currently are more arguments against the games I'm picking rather than defending the own the game that you picked. Like I don't. I mean, I, I you put a hundred more. Do you want me to defend Overwatch? Give me a second. We, you put a hundred people in a room, okay, and you give them Overwatch. How many of them are still playing after five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes? You put a hundred people in the room. Oh, I would say more. Uh, okay. More than you're giving a credit for. Well, maybe. I'm not even talking about playing. That's that's my whole thing. Like. I'm just talking about showing. I, I understand. I'm not trying to get anyone to play anything. I understand that, but but Will's arguing against me in terms of playing, and that's why I'm saying you put 100 people in a room, how many of them keep playing uh, Overwatch after a certain amount of time? I think a lot more of them keep playing The Witness inside Civ Six, Starbound, and Quadrilateral, Quadrilateral Cowboy than keep playing Overwatch. There's if, nothing interesting about Overwatch. It's just hard. It's just difficult. Okay, the award is the game. game game that conveys. That's fine, Will. If you want to argue, if you want to argue that point that Dana just tried to argue, that's fine, and I agree with you. But don't go back and try and tell me that Overwatch is just as good as an ambassador game in terms of how many people keep playing it as all the games I listed because I don't don't think that's the case at all. Because when they get their ass kicked for the third match in a row and have a fourteen year old telling them they blow away Overwatch, they're done. And the same person who's stuck on the fourth puzzle for a couple hours is going to be pretty Won't much happen done right because away. because it builds upon itself. Yeah. You learn pretty quickly in The Witness, and that's part of the brilliance of that game. Is You're telling me the average Joe would sit in a room and play The Witness longer than Overwatch? Yes. Yep. That's a hard disagree for me. That's fine. Then, then I guess we move on. Yeah, there's no way we're going to ever... 
So the winner for the 2016 Thummy, <laughs> the best ambassador game, is Inside, a game we didn't even talk about all I that love much. You guys. Why do we argue about <laughs> second place? It's more fun. It's fun. Okay, second you guys got to help me out here. Those are the games we feel passionate. Well, if you look at it, though, that was my first pick and Corey's first pick. So yeah, it's not true. really second place to us. Sure. Well, Inside, we're yeah, arguing inside. over fourth place. Uh, help me out here, Will. You Inside was your number one? Yeah, I had Inside as one. Okay, Dan, Civ 6. Of sex, yeah. I had the witness. Eric, your number one was inside. Witness. Witness. Oh, good pick, Eric. Hey, you too, bud. Why didn't the witness? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what were the runner-ups, Dan? Uh, the witness was number two. No, and number then three. six was number three. Oh, okay. So we got a pretty well-contained here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eargasm Award. Wait. This game. What? Break. Best score and soundtrack. Yeah, oh, yeah Dan. We're not, that's not a category anymore. What? Oh, we got rid of that? Yeah. I thought we were doing a break. No. Oh, oh. yeah, we were going to do a break, weren't we? Yeah. As, I... as of oh, 22 minutes ago. On that one. As of okay. 22 minutes ago, we were going to do a break. <laughs> That's right. I forgot I already. so bad. Yeah, me All too. Right, yeah, we're going to take take a quick bathroom break. Uh, me, Will, and, or yeah, me, Corey, and Eric have been drinking, so uh, the seal has been broken, so we may even have one more stop before the end of the episode, but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, back everybody, to episode 284 of the Thumbs of Athletes podcast. We are now in the, uh, continuing along with the 2016 Thummies, we are now in the Eargasm Award. The Eargasm Award, uh, this game was a treat for the ears. So, the winner of the 2016 Thummy for Eargasm Award is Final Fantasy XV. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't agree, but I get it. Uh, I have it as my one. Do you want me to go? Yeah, we'll start with Will then, if you had a okay. one. Uh, so with this one, I took music, like soundtrack. Well, I picked soundtrack and score too, because I didn't know we got rid of that one. But I also took like sound effects and voice acting and all of that that uh into one game. So I had Overwatch at five. Um, I mean the character interactions are always good. There's some pretty good music in that. The sound it sounds great with the combat going on and all the powers and whatnot. Uh, at four, I had Firewatch because that game is all voice acting, um, and it is extremely well done. Uh, it's one of the best. And then at three, I had Uncharted Four, pretty much the same reason, on top of more commotion going on. Uh, there's a lot going on in that game. Voice acting is always good. The, you know, the sounds of like all the environments and stuff like that when you're moving through grass sound pretty good. And number two, I had <laughs> Battlefield One. Battlefields always sound good. It's hard not to. It's hard to pick against Battlefield. Uh, but at number one, I had Final Fantasy XV, because not only does it have the best soundtrack, in my opinion, because um, I just love the music from Final Fantasies, and it has all of the past Final Fantasy uh, music into the game, so that's nice to drive around to, uh, but also the sounds, the combat, uh, when you're taking down a huge monster, like when you're fighting an Iron Giant and whatnot, and like your swords are clanking against the armor, like that all sounds really good, uh, and I enjoy a lot of the interactions between the four bros. Mm-hmm. I always I think that their relationship is pretty well uh, done mm-hmm. in that, so that's okay. why I had Final Fantasy 15 as one. Corey, what do you got? Oh boy, let's see here. The Eargasm Award for me, number five, was Tom Clancy's The Division. Not for its music, soundtrack, anything other than its sound design. Something about those bullets, like 
cutting through armor and stuff like that really did it for me. I don't know about you guys, but just hearing the sound of like the submachine guns and stuff, like zipping by and some of them hitting your body armor and stuff. I don't know. It really stood out for me. Uh, my number four was Hyperlight Drifter for its Zen soundtrack. Nothing in particular really stood out for me. I couldn't even identify a single song if I heard it, uh, but it's just all those songs combined really set the scene of that game, that sort of like bizarre, uh, I, w- I don't even know what you'd call it, like futuristic, weird sword mm-hmm. and sorcery kind of kind of setting. I don't know. Uh, but the music did a really good job of, of setting the scene for it. And uh, my number three, Stardew Valley, because of the sheer mass of quality songs in that game. Uh, I... I- I had that as on my best score, like at number two. Yeah, well, for me, that's that's Eargasm. Uh, the OST, at least on YouTube, has more than 70 tracks, and all of them oh. are good on their own. Yeah. Um, and I actually have, can I do a little, uh, a little audio presentation, just like briefly, a little something? Is that yeah. all right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is a track called Overture. Yep. It's a song that plays yep. when you boot up the game. You might get us muted on YouTube, but I don't. I don't think so. I think it's short enough that it doesn't really matter. Maybe I don't know. But this is the overture yeah. song, the song that you that yeah. plays when it boots up the game. Oh, it's so good. It's it's really good. Just really sets the stage for what that game is all about. It's like mm-hmm. it sounds like the song of a farmer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. No, maybe. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, my number two is Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15, but I do want to iterate that the, the score of Final Fantasy 15 is good beyond the tracks that exist in the former games, beyond all the soundtracks that you get. And there's yep. one particular one that really stands out for me. It's called Wanderlust, and it's the overworld song, uh, for the open world. Yeah, I guess overworld song would be the, the best way to phrase it for the, daytime uh track and that's that's this one it's called uh it's called wanderlust especially the intro really stands out for me i'll just let that play for a couple seconds here hopefully you guys can hear it it's, it's nice right sounds beautiful. like Braveheart. yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful, but there's a lot of a uh, lot of quality tracks in that one. Um, and my number one is Civ Six. I think, I think, um, as I mentioned with Sean Bean, like the the audio in that game as a whole is really what elevates it to the next level for me. And I feel like a lot of that stuff was missing from Civ Five. In Civ Four, we got Baba Yetu. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anything in Civ Five ever lived up to that. I don't know if anything can ever live up to Baba Yetu, but Civ Six did a really good job with his music, and uh, namely the way the music evolves with your Civ as you advance through the game. And uh, the best example for me is if you play as England, you get a version of Scarborough Fair mm. by Simon and Garfunkel, which is fantastic. So the the little audio uh, show and tell I brought is from the ancient era of Civ Six, and it is the Scarborough Fair bit. Uh, so this is when you first start playing as England in Civ Six. You get a little Scarborough Fair. This isn't what I what I was looking for. Oh, that's a complete soundtrack. Oh wait, wait, here we go. That's the one I want. Maybe not. 
Nope, it's not. Okay, I guess I don't have it ready. But anyway, <laughs> it's really cool um, to to hear a song all throughout your gameplay and have it evolve as you play. And it evolves, like, it adds layers uh, as you advance through the eras and stuff like that. I just think that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Civ Six was my number one. <clears throat> okay. Eric, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, number five, I had Final Fantasy Fifteen, and that was really just... Uh... A nod to you, Queens, because I know how much you like the the music in Final Fantasy, and it was all in Final Fantasy 15. So I said, "Ah, mm-hmm. what the hey?" Put it at number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I had Overwatch because, like Will said, the the chatter between the characters I found really funny and uh, kind of cool. Uh, it just kind of the mayhem going on. Number three, Battlefield One. Like Will said, I mean, man, that that game just when you play that game online, it just really pulls you in. And a lot of that has to do with the sound design. Uh, especially when you're sniping. I, I just find it so satisfying when you pull off like a like a headshot with a sniper rifle from really far away. And just the sound that it makes is, is just fantastic. And I don't know, the, the sound design in the Battlefield games for me has just always been amazing. So... No letdown here with Battlefield 1. Number 2, I put Inside. I don't know why. I can't remember. I just feel like at least there was that one part with the, the wubbubbing. You remember? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But uh, and the vibrations. I'll also throw one in while, while you brought it up, Eric, is the pitter-patter of sloppy feet. Like, yeah. That throws I, the end there. It's just great. Right, I I just remember there being some really cool sounds uh, in Inside. I couldn't, I can't really specifically give you many, but I, I remember thinking to myself, man, there's some pretty cool sounds in this game. Um, number one for me was Doom, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was just because of the heavy metal soundtrack that just fit that game so well. It just kind of kicks you in the balls, and and like I said earlier, it just kind of says, hey, somebody hand me a beer. I'm gonna play mm-hmm. Doom. Uh, I just I just feel like it fits so well. Like the uh, the presentation they did at the Game Awards was awesome. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was my list. Okay. Uh, didn't have a number five. Couldn't come up with one, and I wanted to get these in on time, which apparently I didn't need to do. <laughs> Turns out you had like an extra day. A whole day. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Uh, number four, I put Overwatch, uh, the the hit sound, and I never would have noticed it if I hadn't read an article about what the hit sound was. It's apparently the sound of a beer bottle being opened, like a beer cap that, but they like reversed it, and I never would have noticed it. But after after I read the article, I started listening for it, and it's a very satisfying hit sound. Uh, but I also put the banter between the characters is also really good. Um, so I had Overwatch at number four. Number three, I put Doom. Eric, same reason as you. The music during combat, the heavy metal music, really good, really makes you. Uh, it keeps uh, it keeps your pace up, whereas normally in a shooter, you're, uh, it's almost weird because you're almost programmed to like hide behind cover. And you can't and, do it. And you, you can't do it. Yeah, you have, to, you have to keep moving around. You have to get up close so you can do the, the gore kills and stuff. Um, and I think the music does a good job in reminding you that you need to keep moving and not just stay in one spot. Yeah. Um, number two, I put Civ Six. Corey, I'm with you on that. Specifically for the Sean Bean narration, uh, I don't know. There's, uh, it's this music to the ears every time you unlock a, a new tech. Yep. 
and Sean Bean reads a, a, fa- a quote from a famous person about, you know, involving whatever the tech is. And uh, and I agree with you on the music. The music is also uh, really, really excellent. So it's, it's a it's a really good example of what Civ five was missing. You know, mm-hmm. those those nice mm-hmm. touches of grandeur that really represent like eons of history, you know, yep. culminating into one package. Totally. Uh, and then my number one game was Firewatch. Uh, the Henry and Delilah dialogue. It's fabulous. I just can't I can't say enough good things about that. Uh, it, that it just was great. Love that game. So, yeah, that was it for me. It was music to the ears almost. Their their conversations and <clears throat> and interactions. I hadn't so. I hadn't really considered that, but that's a good. Yeah. Point. Yep. I always think of uh, like dialogue more as writing than audio. Well, that's just how my brain it, works. But part of it was how well the voice, voice acting acted, was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or how how good the voice how how well it was voice acted how good the voice acting was. Um. Yes. So the Eargasm Award 2016 Thummy goes to Final Fantasy 15. Runners up. Runners up were number two, Civilization Six, and number three was Doom. Cool. Best keepsake. Uh, this award goes to a game that had something about it that we will remember always. The award for the best keepsake goes to, or game, I should say, Pokemon Go. Wow. <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this was a weird one. This, this was a weird one. Okay. Um, I guess, Corey, we'll start with you. Go go right ahead. Great. So, best keepsake. Uh, number five for me was Overcooked. We talked a little bit about it. But for me, any game that the lady and I enjoy playing together is a keepsake. Uh, any mm-hmm. year, any time, doesn't matter. It's a keepsake. So, Overcooked, by default, wins my number five. Number four is Enderall. Um I'll probably talk a little bit more about Enderall later. <laughs> number three. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Number three for me was Inside. I will never forget the moment of the blob. Uh, and actually, Tito pointed it out. There is video evidence of me playing through that game uh, when I became the blob and just like controlling it for those first five minutes and me just like totally enthralled by what was happening and then at one point going like, Holy fuck. Like that kind of yeah. reaction. Like what I just was, happened? I was literally flabbergasted when that whole situation went down. Yeah, it was so much fun. So cool. Flabbergasted. My, my number two was Pokemon Go. Uh, for a week, maybe, it changed the world. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. did. And I was texting you guys pictures of like kids outside playing in groups and like grown-ass adults uh, out walking together, holding their phones, like catching Pokemon. Um, just a very momentous moment. That's eh, kind of uh, redundant, but a very momentous <laughs> thing in in gaming to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really hard, despite my feelings on Pokemon Go and kind of how I lost interest. Like I think you can't ignore the impact that Pokemon Go had on. I don't like using the word society, but I don't know how else to phrase it. Like it sure. was, it was pretty big. Mm-hmm. But my number one for me, biggest takeaway of the year, best keepsake, this kind of evolved into, I think we talked about best moment kind of being a category, mm-hmm. but then tried to make it a mm-hmm. little more broad, like best takeaway of the year, and I think Eric came up with the title, best keepsake. Um, mm-hmm. Number one for me was That Dragon Cancer, a game I did not like overall as a game, and it's hard for me to say that because I know the amount of passion and love um, and, and 
and and personal experience that was poured into that game. I don't think it came together very very well as a game, but there are some moments in that game that you cannot deny are very very powerful. Uh, namely, for me, I talked about it when I talked about this game early in the year. Yep. So there's several times throughout the game where you are in the hospital with your child who has a brain tumor, um, and you do certain things to quiet him down. You play with him, you shake him. You, you, well, you don't shake him. That's shake a baby. You don't want to do that. But you, you know, you do different things to calm him down. You rock him. Bed. Rock him. You know, play with him. Whatever. Uh, I'm but, an expert. Believe me. But like the midpoint of that game is him crying in the hospital room, and you are just unable to quiet him down. And the game forces you to just sit there and just deal with that. Like being unable to calm your child who is suffering. And it's very, very powerful moment. Um, and for me, made that game. And that's why it's my number one. That sounds nope. awful. That does sound awful. No, thank you. Yep. Awful but powerful at the same time. It conveyed its message, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Will, what do you got? Uh, so number five, I've got Pokemon Go. Uh, like me and my friends over the summer would go out every night and spend hours and hours walking around, catching Pokemon, and just like figuring the game out. And that was a lot of fun. And as Corey said, this game took over the world for a brief period there. Um, that's a really cool thing. You don't see that very often with video games, so it's kind of cool to see that uh, that happen uh, and be a part of it. Number four, my first ever shiny in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, Corey laughs, but no, I'm I've not, never I'm not got... laughing at you. I just think that's that's adorable. Well, yeah, I was really excited. Um, I spent like eight hours trying to get it, uh, and I had never gotten a shiny Pokemon before, uh, and I finally got it, and I was really really pumped. Um, I have since then gotten none because it's a pain. Uh, next is the first hour of No Man's Sky. Like I said, that first hour when you're discovering your home planet and you take off from your planet and just kind of see the world, like, and land on a, the next planet, like, all that's really cool the first time you experience it because I personally had never experienced anything like that. Uh, from there, like, the game kind of got boring after that, but that first, like, experience was really cool. Two is Firewatch. The conversations between Henry and Delilah. Love that. Uh, it was what made the game for me, and I'm pretty sure it made the game for everybody. Uh, that's what the whole story was focused on, how it was pitched and sold. And they did an excellent job with that. And my number one is a moment I had in Final Fantasy XV. Uh, so, briefly I'll describe it. So, Ignis does not drive at night. Uh, he refuses to. So, if you want to drive at night, uh, Noctis has to do it, which is your character, so you have to control it. So I never bothered to drive at night because why bother, you know? I would just sleep, get the food buffs, and so on and so forth. Uh, around level 25, I was, I was trying to get as much experience as I could to level up a couple times when I went to camp the next time. So I was like, all right, I'll drive. And I was driving on the road uh, after Ignis had warned me to not do it, and I was like, shut up, Ignis. Like, we'll be fine. Uh, so I'm driving on the road, and an iron giant spawned in the middle of the road, and Noctis, like, pulled the e-brake of the car, and, like, it swerved off to the side, and everybody jumped out. And an iron giant and, like, three of those Ronin soldiers came out to, to attack us. Uh, and I was like, oh, boy, I've never fought an iron giant. This thing's massive. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if we're going to be able to take it. Uh, and we fought, and we took it down as the daylight was coming and killed everything. 
And like I just looked around at cars like waiting for us like to finish the battle. And I was just looking around and I just saw the sun rising and like the beautiful Final Fantasy world was there after I had just killed this giant uh, iron soldier and got a ton of experience. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. Uh, and that was the moment I was like, this game is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just a cool little moment that I will probably remember. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, I will go next. I actually did not put Pokemon Go on my list, and I wish I had. Because, yeah, I, I had a lot of... I can't believe that. I had a lot of moments with... And still have moments with Pokemon Go, but whatever. It's it's set in stone now, so... Uh, at number five, I had The Division. My first experience in the Dark Zone is something I will never forget. Uh, I was really nervous because, you know, I, anytime I do, like, PvP, especially in that situation where you're just taking your character kind of randomly into the Dark Zone and, and you know, to fight people, you kind of get attached to your character in the single player world so to take them into the multiplayer world is a different thing entirely but i came upon my first group of people uh who immediately shouted friendly uh you know but you never know if you can trust them so i went and gathered some gear and you know they said they were friendly so i went back to the the lift spot uh and it was a it was a tense few moments when we were everyone was was around there waiting for because there was i think like two maybe three different groups of people uh, all waiting around the helicopter spot, fighting off the you know the spawns that come, and uh, yeah, it was it was quite the moment I had. Number four, nothing ended up happening, so but I was I was glad for that because I was by myself like I usually was. But something uh, could have. Something could have happened, and I was very nervous that something would happen because I would have been killed in the you know in a heartbeat because I was by myself. Uh, number four is Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, the murder mystery. Will. Yeah, that's a great moment. I forgot about that. Loved that whole sequence. That was really good. Number three was Darkest Dungeon. Uh, when you had a smooth dungeon run going, and all of a sudden in one room it just goes to shit. Ah. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you either... It's that decision on whether or not you should, should soldier on, maybe try one more room, or if you just want to abandon the whole thing and, and, and get the hell out of there, but... Um, I had a lot of those moments, and and they were all uh, you know kind of groundbreaking for the, for the game. Uh, number two was Civ Six, the Sean Bean narration again. God, I can't, I can't, couldn't get enough of that. He's so good. So what? Did, how did he prepare for that? I have no idea, but it's oh. fabulous, fabulous. God. Uh, and then number one was Inside, turning into and controlling said blob. <laughs> I uh, I will never forget that as long as I live. <clears throat> that was so shocking to me. <laughs> That's mine. Eric, what do you got? <clears throat> uh, number five, I had Inside. Uh, for me, it was more of the experience overall than just the, the blob part. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the blob puzzles were really cool, but uh, just because I played it in one sitting, just the experience I had and at the end just being like, wow. That was really weird, and I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> number four was Battlefield 1, and I think I said when we talked about Battlefield 1 previously on the podcast, I just feel like those games do such a good job of kind of pulling you into uh, as as close as, as a video game possibly could, like what war would actually be like. <clears throat> and, yeah, getting, getting hit with random bullets that you don't have no idea where they came from. Yeah, and I felt That's like this what one, frightened me. 
went for more of like a kind of a heartfelt feeling with mm-hmm. the campaign and the, the smaller, more personal campaign stories. So uh, I felt like those were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, number three was Overwatch for me. And that was, that was what I mentioned before. Like the first, the first time that I played Overwatch with uh, Will and Johnny in early access and uh, just r- thinking to myself, my God, this is the best shooter that's come out in years. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling a bunch of different people that, pardon me, a, a, a bunch of different people that exact thing. Uh, and, I, and I will remember that. Um, number two for me was The Witness. Uh, specifically, the feeling that I got when I figured out like a set of puzzles. And just, like, the overwhelming sense of, like, accomplishment that I had just, you know, figured out this set of puzzles and, and what was to come next. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, number one, I'm sorry, was Pokemon Go. Uh, and specifically, I would speak to the times that my wife and I were driving around in the car and capturing Pokemon around the city of Charlottesville <laughs> uh, or walking in the downtown mall going to the the Thursday night sunset up at the orchard, uh, laying there on the blanket. And I, there I was capturing, I, I want to say it was like a slow poke or something like that. And the people next to me talking to me about Pokemon Go, uh, like you guys have said, it just kind of took over for a little bit there. As much as I don't really care for Pokemon Go, I, I can't really ignore that. Mm-hmm. So that was my number one. Okay. So, best keepsake goes to 2016 Thummy goes to Pokemon Go. All right. Can I, uh, I have two questions, but can I ask you guys a brief aside? Because Eric brought up something that made me think of it. Absolutely. What would you guys consider the best game that represents the horrors of war? Like this year or in general? uh, I know it's a kind of a deep question, but when you were talking about Battlefield, this like, war, I, this I, this war, war of mine, mine. Is pretty good. Okay, yeah. that's, that's what immediately jumped in my head. So I just needed some reciprocation on that. Yeah, yeah, because it's the aftermath, which yeah, it's I not even the, far. I guess it's not the soldiers itself. A war is probably worse than than dying during than, a war or fighting in it. In a lot, in some yeah. cases, yeah. the the effect on the population is is pretty yeah. bad. I can't say it's worse because I have no idea, but it, right. I, I guess it, my it's, my thought is it would probably be worse. It's it's no picnic, that's for no. sure. Either way, it blows. It's awesome yeah. that you guys immediately jumped to the same conclusion I did. That made me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a good game. Uh, that's really good. Best on the go experience. Wait, before uh, we move on, Dan. Obvious. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, runners up for that last category. Best keep. Oh. Uh, yeah. So Pokemon Go one inside came in second. Okay. And then that Dragon Cancer and Final Fantasy 15 tied for third. third. Okay. Best on the go experience. Uh, obvious. It's a mobile mobile game. Or I didn't write actually write down what the category meant for this one. So, but on the go experience. The winner is Pokemon Go. <laughs> really? I only had I only had two for this one. Me oh. too. Fire Emblem Fates was number two. Uh, I love the multi-sided story. And then Pokemon Go was number one. I, again, I wish I had put on Best Keepsake. I didn't even think of it. But I uh, I had lots of fun with my family. Like, we, we would walk around the BU campus or drive around the BU campus uh, hitting on Pokestops. My my son plays it and loves it. 
Uh, it's something we do together as uh, at least the three older ones in the family family do it. You know, my daughter and my my twins are kind of too young still to play it, but even my daughter like will catch up Pokemon occasionally. Uh, and me and the wife like still, if we one of us fires up the app in the house and and there's a Pokemon to catch, we're like, hey, there's a, or we'll text each other, hey, there, you know, if I'm downstairs working on something and she's upstairs, there we'll be like, hey, there's a Pikachu, a there's a Clefairy, you know, better catch it, so. Pokemon Go for me was number one. What do you got, Corey? Uh, number five for me was not applicable. Number four for me was not applicable. Number three <laughs> for me uh, is a mobile game called King Rabbit, which is one of three mobile experiences I had throughout the year um, of games that that came out this year. Game that none of you guys played, so it kind of <laughs> got on the list by default. But number two for me was Fire Emblem Fates. It was all. It was. It was good. Um, I don't know. It didn't do what Awakening did. Awakening did for me. I wasn't hooked like I was with Awakening. I actually think I kind of gave up on it. Right? Well, how far did I get? I think you beat it, but did maybe you it? didn't actually. Mac, I can't remember. I haven't opened it up since you gave it back. I don't think I beat it. I put a decent amount of time in it. I enjoyed it, but like, I don't know. When I played Awakening, I could not put it down. In Fire Emblem Fates Birthright, whichever one I played, I don't know. Didn't do, it, birthright. didn't do it for me. So that's, that's um, kind of surprising. Still my number two. I, like I still respect it. I still enjoyed it, but it just didn't. I thought Conquest was way more fun. Okay. Yeah, I don't way know. More fun. It's it, a lot of those times. A lot of times when I play like a game that is very similar to its previous entry, I just yeah don't think it you've was already played it. Worthy. Yeah, I've, I've played yeah. this game like. This is just slightly better than the last one. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. We can get into that with the please stop category coming up here shortly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can. Uh, and, and, and my number uh, number number one uh, breath of fresh air is... No, I'm just kidding. My number one uh, best on the go <laughs> experience is Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Okay, Well, what do you got? You probably uh, have the most filled out list out of any of us. Yeah, so I threw... Uh, at number four, Pokemon Go. Uh, at number three, I had Clash Royale. I don't know if you guys remember that little oh, gem. Come I on, I didn't even put it on my list. Royale. I mean, that should as a not exist that, anywhere on a list. Anywhere that as probably a, would have been my second head. I remember as a mobile game, it's better than Pokemon Go. No, are you kidding me? Nah, not a, not a We're chance. We're talking about on the go experience, not necessarily mobile game. Good point. The man. same thing. No, it's not. Well, okay, so then we're not going to count any mobile game that Will. isn't Pokemon Go or Super Mario Run or whatever. Will, in, your, de- in your defense, I think you're totally right. You guys right. have Fire Emblem Fates on there. That's an on-the-go experience. Will, I'm on your side, man. I just don't think it exists on this list. I agree with you that it's an on-the-go experience. I just don't think well, it exists. Well, to anymore. be that's, fair, I'm with you. Insane. I think it does exist on this list. And no. had I you, remembered it, it would have been my number two. It's a terrible you, game. You, guys you didn't even fill out your list, and you're telling me Clash Royale should not even be on there? <laughs> I didn't put it on mine. Give me a I, break. I specifically thought of it, and I didn't put it on mine. I didn't think it was deserving no, you're, as, as the you're, four you're fine, and five. Yeah. I didn't think it was deserving of the four and five slot. That's that's insane. Anyway, two Fire Emblem Fates and one Pokemon Sun Moon, uh, Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Oh God! My yeah, attitude's ahead. coming unless... out tonight. It's okay. It's fun. Anywho, go ahead. Unless you wanted to elaborate, Will. I want Will to. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to elaborate. 
What uh, what is the what is so bad about Clash Royale? You know what? You know what it is. I don't. I don't think it's that bad. It's just my visceral reaction to uh, Dan being so anti mobile gaming, and all of a sudden, like Clash Royale being like the best game since sliced bread. No, I the, never said that for the couple of weeks that he that was, was into more it. me and Will. To be fair, I never said I, I would never put it on par with anything. Uh, on a console or even a handheld system. Okay. I know as a says, mobile game, it's I good. said as a mobile game. I did say as a mobile game. I think I clarified as a mobile game. It, it was good until I started hating it, and then I want to. I want to reference the tape because you guys. It's are, great. You guys are it's full of shit. At first, it's great at first. That's it's great yeah. until it makes you violent. Yeah. Yeah. You get to a point where they're like, "All right, it's getting blows." Yeah. Well, that's when you hit the pay to win it's, part it, of it. It's yeah, exactly. it's a good it's a good concept. I think the concept was good. I yep. agree. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you guys. I think Clash Royale is a good package. My hatred yeah. of it comes from the like four years of oh, mobile games are terrible. I hate mobile games. And then all of a sudden, Clash Royale comes out, and you guys are like, yeah, it's pretty good. But it's no different than it's, any it's, other fucking point. mobile game, game that has come out. I've hated point, different a mobile game is going to be good. At some point, there are lots yeah, of mobile it, games that are good, which is my argument. No, there's well, not. no Clash Royale is the first one. That's there's insanity. Not, <laughs> there's not a lot of them. There's only one mobile game that's good, and it's Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> God, you guys. I beg to differ. I very much enjoyed Alto's Adventure this year. <laughs> go, go ahead, Eric. <laughs> okay, I only had two: Alto's Adventure at two and Pokemon Go at one. Mm-hmm. Okay. What the fuck is Alto's Adventure? <laughs> Who cares? It's basically Sprinkle Island of this year. It's snowboarding. Dude, Sprinkle Island's great. You bite your tongue. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Now that yeah, you said it's, it's, a, it's about okay. snowboarding. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, man. So Pogo won in uh, Landslide, eh? Yeah, it hey. was uh, 20 points to 12 points is Fire Emblem Fates. Although, you know, it's only because I forgot about Clash Royale. Sun and Moon was number three, Dan? Summer New- Sun and Moon was number three, yes. Summer That's noon. a travesty. Um, so yeah, the winner of our 2016 Thummy for Best on the Go Experience is Pokemon Go. Moving Sorry, on. Sorry, Willem. No, it's, it's alright. I can handle disappointment. I have my whole life. Let's let's be <laughs> fair, that category is probably not one any of us really care about. I should yeah. give less of a shit about that category. That was my least favorite category. And but I also probably gives the anything. most shits about it. Yeah, that's why I was passionate about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Pokemon Go? Are you kidding me? I play that game oh, more than any of you. But... You started. You started a podcast about Pokemon Go. Don't you fucking start that yeah, bullshit. Yeah, we started it and we finished it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. finished it after like a half an episode. Two. Uh, episodes. We went three. Okay. Did we do Wait, three? Did we only do. I think I we thought, did three. I thought it was two. I think we only uploaded two. Did we never upload the one with Dan? The lost. Yeah, episodes. I think we uploaded it. I think that yeah. was the second. Well, this could be solved very easily with a quick little run to iTunes. Maybe it was the uh, now they already um, deleted it. This Probably category is Probably. gonna get a lot more interesting though with the Nintendo Switch coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. How are we gonna, Breath of the Wild would, oh, yeah. would technically qualify. Would, yeah, for as a well, anything, really, anything that comes out on the system. Yeah. Well when you qualify. say anything, you could forget any third party. Well, I mean, <laughs> apparently this well, time I mean, yeah, for, apparently. For, for real, 
for real this time, guys. Nintendo is courting third-party developers. I just want for realsies. No, for real. shut the front door. That's not happening. They say that every fucking year, and it's never they any different. That. And I said that I, for the Wii U, and everyone's like, "Well, well, they've got EA, EA, yeah." Oh, Corey, pardon us for being half glass full for a goddamn second. Uh, and also, also, be very careful on your expectations for on-the-go experiences on the Switch because uh, I don't know if you guys saw the article about how poorly games run when it's not docked on the switch i mean i don't know poorly is the word not as good as docked yeah until the system comes out or i see hard data on it i don't believe a word dan it's a it's a freaking nintendo console it's not going to blow anybody away I agree. No, I, know. I agree with you as it exists. Like it's interesting, and I hope they there's the exper- experiences I can do. I can play on the Switch on the go mm-hmm. that I enjoy, but I don't. I don't see it. I don't see. I can't like playing Breath of the Wild on the go. I don't think is going to happen. Why? I mean, did you? They, did you got Jimmy Fallon already did it on uh, on, on the go phone. or on docked on the go. He pulled it off the thing, and we watched it on the on the go. It looked like it ran great. Okay. No, I mean, it, it's hard. You can't really tell from that, but um, you know. You, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume that everything's gonna run like crap. I would it. just be very surprised, considering uh, the rumors are that it's not even gonna come out for the Wii U. Well, the Wii U's like horribly underpowered. So <laughs> Who cares about now? the fucking Wii U? I mean, I don't. I don't care about the water. Wii U. I'm just saying, I like the on-the-go Switch experience can't be much better than the home console Wii U experience. Well, they said they said they're going to lower I mean when you pull the dock out it's going to lower the resolution of the game. Yeah. To make it run, which fine. It's and I'm sure you're playing, for Fallon you're playing on an 8-inch screen. I'm sure for Fallon they chose the most favorable experience of Breath of the Wild well, on the go. Obviously obviously, obviously Nintendo's games are going to run the best on the on the on the the mobile part of the console cuz the they, only they're, games that they, run they're, <laughs> Maybe, but even so, like Nintendo yeah. has great games, so yeah, that's, I'm just being that'll a troll. be fine. I'm just saying. Do you, I, I'm not, you guys remember you're trolling pretty hard? Do you guys remember the it's gameplay this. they showed at E3? How bad the frame rate was? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's not. I was yet. on a Wii U. Exactly. Thank you, Will. But they canceled that version of it because it blows. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying my track record's pretty good on this podcast, yeah. so. I, yeah, well, guess what, Corey? One. The law of averages has to kick in here at some point. That's true, too. Hey, That's you true. gotta revert to the medium. You're gonna have to be wrong at some point. I'm getting old. Washed up. Yeah, you're really, <laughs> your whole song and dance on here. It's getting uh, a little stale. Washed up predictor. Wait till, I, wait till you give Enderall your game of the year. Anyway, we'll most there. complete experience... Goes to a game that has all the parts of a great game that may or not may or may not be for you. Most complete experience, the winner of the 2016 Thummy goes to Dark Souls 3. Are you what? You crazy assholes! I mean, uh, I had it on here, but I'd never played it. <laughs> well, what on earth? I don't know. It's always highly regarded, so I just threw it on there. Hmm. Y'all crazy. Do, who wants to start? I do. Okay, I hate good. this category, so. What? Most complete experience. Uh, number five, I had Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I feel like it's bringing a lot to the table. You got good music. You got relationships. Did they add the multiplayer part yet? No. Not officially. I it's think coming. it's a mod right now. It's coming. 
Yeah, you can mod it to have coming. multiplayer. Uh, it's just got a lot going on for it, and I feel like there's something there for everybody. So that it's just it's really well made. Um, number four was inside because I really couldn't find anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I think they nailed exactly what they were going for, therefore making it a complete experience. And I, I wanted to make sure that along with inside i pointed out that i did not put the witness on here because i didn't think it was perfect yeah uh, i didn't i didn't think it was the most complete experience uh but i feel like inside was would definitely hit what they were going for um i actually only had four games here just so mm-hmm. we're clear number two was ratchet and clank i mm-hmm. mean there's literally nothing wrong with that game it's just so much fun it's perfect for what they're going for Number one was Forza Horizon 3 for me. I just, it's got the multiplayer, single player. It looks amazing. Uh, it, it's just a ton of fun to play. You can play it for hours or you can play it for 20 minutes. Uh, it's it's just, it, it's perfect. That game is perfect for for a, an arcade style racing game. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Will, what do you got? Uh. Mm. I don't know. I'll go over my list, but I don't feel strongly about any of it. Um, at five, I had Pokemon Sun and Moon. I love that game, so I just threw it on there. Four, I had Doom. Uh, once again, it's another game that I haven't played, but overall, it's just a solid, fun game, and everybody loved it besides me. So uh, Obviously, it's doing something right. Dark Souls 3 at three. I should have threw Inside on there. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, to be fair, this is the last category I did last night, so I was really tired and just kind of wanted to get it done. Uh, two, I had <laughs> Overwatch, and one, I had Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. You went with Overwatch, huh? I did. I'm not going to defend it right now. <laughs> mm. uh, I'll go next. Number five, I had Hearts of Iron 4. It's a deep World War II strategy game. Uh, very clunky menus, though, so be careful of that. Not for the faint of heart. I like that, Dan. Thank you. Well done. Number... <laughs> Pun. Uh, and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare I put at number four. Uh, good campaign for once, which I like. I know that a lot of people like the multiplayer. Um, not for me, but people love it. Dark Souls 3 I put at number three. Tight gameplay, interesting locations, neat online. However the difficulty might turn some people off, which I get. It's a very difficult game, especially uh, some of those bosses, man. Tough. But at least you can summon help. Number two, I put Dark Souls, or yeah, Dark Souls 3. Deus Ex Mankind Divided. It is a great science fiction RPG. Uh, It's a look ahead of what uh, augmented humans might have to face uh, in the future. Uh, Mechanically sound game. Uh, Also, not a game for everyone. Um, I think this caters to specific tastes. Not uh, not a triple A blockbuster type of game, you know. It's it's got its audience, but I don't think it'll sell as well as some of the some of the other blockbusters out there, you know. Yeah. And then number one, I put Doom. Excellent gameplay and action, music, good stuff. Doom. Doom. Doom has on, has has an online multiplayer. Something I will never play. I guess the online multiplayer is not great. 
I liked it when I played it, but did you? Okay, I, I've I only I heard minority. I've only heard a couple people that have played it that didn't didn't care much for it. I never tried it, and I won't. But yep, that's mine. Corey, what do you got? Most complete experiences uh, experience. My number five is a game called The Touring Test, a game mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Uh, sort of scratches that portal itch in that you are moving from room to room solving puzzles in a controlled environment, which I enjoy. Uh, there's not really much that can go wrong there. That's why it made my number five and wasn't higher than that, because uh, the, the very premise is very complete. Uh, my number four is Owlboy, arguably the most flawless game I played this year. I could not find a single issue with Owlboy. The only issue I had was that nothing particularly... Nothing particular stood out for me, so uh, it's less of a, a knock against it than like just you know. I always look for that thing that elevates it to the next level, and in as as much of Owlboy as I played, I didn't see that, so that's why it's number four. Number three for me is Overwatch, a game I again can acknowledge. Um, I have nothing to complain about. It's just not for me, and that's the only issue I have with Overwatch. Number how, two, how did it get on that that list though? Most complete most experience because it's a very complete competitive online shooter even it's, though it's not for me all right I, well, we took that one a little differently than i guess yeah i, I think wh- what Corey's going for is like it's it's a very specific experience it's the best, the best and it's com- trying to do complete yeah complete so in that so i'm the right? one that gave birth to this award i talked about it last week when we did our thummies prep uh, for me it kind of started with like uh, a game that you that has very little flaws or is like technically you know, sound, nothing, sound, nothing to complain about, but you may not have liked for whatever reason. And I think Overwatch really fits the mold for me on that. It's just, it's just not I think a we game. We change the name of this award next year. It's not a game for me. What do you want to change it to? Most complete experience to me means it's it's bringing the most to the table in a good way or in a polished yeah. way. Yeah, that's not at all how I looked at it. Um, but anyway, number two for me was Dark Souls 3. It really, I don't want to say perfected the formula, but really was the culmination of three Dark Souls games, uh, into one. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I played through all of it. I beat the game, but ultimately for me, like, it just blends together with the last two Dark Souls entries. Like, nothing particularly memorable, uh, in Dark Souls 3. I mean, yes, I can remember things, but like... As I say all the time, you only get one of your first Dark Souls experiences, um, and I love the formula. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't stand out for me in the whole. It's tired. Yeah, hierarchy of, of Dark Souls. Um, so that's why that is. It's still a complete experience, but uh, number two for me. Number one is Inside. Um, a good bellwether for me for this category is when we can successfully avoid talking about what we liked and what we didn't like and instead uh, sort of focus on the meaningful discussion around what the game means which I think we did with Inside over any other game this year. It was less a conversation about mechanics and and how we, uh, you know, what we liked and what we didn't like and more of a conversation well, you know, what does it mean uh, metaphorically, existentially uh, on a much larger scale than than just There wasn't a lot to the mechanics to talk about it was that really that game was about what it meant right you know i mean yeah that was that to. was the thrust of the game and that's that's yeah. why for me it was a, a very complete experience from start to finish sure. uh very contained experience pardon the pun 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just all around like a very, very, very well done, very well executed game. And, and it's my number one. Okay. Cool. I covered everyone, right? Nobody else had inside. Sure. No, I no. put inside on my list. <sighs> uh, what were the runners up, Dan? Uh, it was Dark Souls 3 at number one, inside at number two, oh. and Doom at number three. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the 2016 Thummy for most complete experience goes to Dark Souls 3. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. So it, like, made everybody's list, but did anybody have it higher than number three? I think it only it, it three. made three of your lists. Yeah, I had it number three. I had it three. I well, didn't have Will, it. Will must add it two. What game? Dark Souls three. Dark Souls three. Three. Oh, that's the one you didn't even play, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Breath of Fresh Air. Uh, in a sea of modern military shooters and open world RPGs, this game stands out for being different. Breath of Fresh Air award goes to... Uh, damn cards are stuck together again. Stardew Valley. Really? Really, really. I do want to say I misinterpreted the wording of this category. Uh, oh, you meant like, of... like actually like your character going out and smelling fresh air? Smelling fresh air? No, I took it as in wow. like something that's been... Well, you'll see what I mean when I get to my list. Well, why don't you get started? Okay. Get started. Well, at number three, I put for a breath of fresh air in an era where we have a lot of really bad remasters that come out. I was actually really pleased to see some good ones this year. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fine. Skyrim was bad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like when I look at um, Modern Warfare Remastered, Great. The Ratchet and Clank reimagining. It's a little bit different from a remaster. Like, that was incredibly impressive. Like, I looked at those and I was pretty pleased to see that as opposed to getting these dumpy games that, like, Dead Island Definitive Edition, you know, the Skyrim yeah. wasn't impressive. So it was good to see those ones. Uh, I have Final Fantasy XV on there only because it's a breath of fresh air from what the series was. Yeah. I mean, Corey for Final Fantasy XIII. It was linear and boring and whatnot, and Final Fantasy XV is the exact opposite of all of that. Yep. Uh, and number one, Stardew Valley. Uh, there is just so much into this game that I talked about it earlier. There is like the normal farming that's in the game, but on top of that, there is the battling in the dungeons. There's fishing. There's you know you go around and talk to civilians. It's like as Dan said, in an era where we get military shooters or whatever, and you know, open world RPGs like The Witcher, so on and so forth. Like Stardew Valley is so different from anything that came out uh, this year, other than like other indie games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corey, I'm interested to hear your thoughts here. Okay, so I went with Quadrilateral Cowboy at number five. Uh, heist. I, I hope that's your game of the year. Quadrilateral. Quadrilateral. Considering I can't even pronounce it. It didn't make you didn't noise. like it because it became repetitive. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, heist, stealth, adventure, very bizarre Blendo game. Like it's just <clears throat> it's just the Blendo game way. But uh, I liked it. It was good. It was it was refreshing. I've played a lot of stealth heist adventure games in the last few years. Um, 
I don't know, just something about this one. Probably the scaled down aesthetic of it, like backing off on everything except for gameplay. I really appreciated. Number four, uh, you guys referenced this a little bit earlier, and I thought your sentiments on the game fit in best here. Um, and that's why I put up my number four is No Man's Sky. Uh, even though I was very wary of it, um, I wasn't, which kind of helped me because I wasn't super disappointed when it finally came out. Uh, but that algorithm for planet generation is impressive. And to me, that was very refreshing. And, and you guys talked a little bit about it. Like that first moment when you go, when you fly down to your first planet, like awesome. You know, the first 10 minutes of that game is like, this game is awesome. I felt the same way. Uh, I think it was Eric talked about it i felt that exact same way the first 15 20 minutes whatever of that game like this is awesome i'm gonna have so much fun but then you re- sort of realize like oh it's just That's that it. over over and, and over, over and over and over again um so that's why it's my number four even though i think there was some some fresh air breathed into that game based solely on the algorithm of planet mm-hmm. generation it's, it's impressive number three for me is the division uh we get a lot of shooters every year and and many of them are very good um but a lot of them rely on competitive multiplayer to stimulate their user bases i think the division did it a little bit differently um i didn't get to play the uh dlc no the, dark zone no oh, the dark other, zone. what's the other game that the division sort of uh, Destiny. Destiny, yes. I didn't get to play Destiny, so, you know, this was fresh to me. Uh, the Division did it seamlessly uh, by seamlessly integrating the single player and multiplayer into one tight little package, and for me, that was very refreshing. Final Fantasy Fifteen was my number two. Will talked a little bit about it. It's really great to see Square Enix revive the franchise. Final Fantasy Thirteen was so bad in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> it's... 15 kind of has to, to be up there by default. It was just such a, a fresh take on the Final Fantasy genre with the open world and the way they changed up combat in a, in a way I really appreciated, um, but still combine those unique elements that make a Final Fantasy game Final Fantasy. So for me, thumbs up on that one. And my number one was Stardew Valley uh, for reinvigorating the farming sim genre in a lot of ways. A, a lot of... Uh, what what Harvest Moon has done poorly in the past, Stardew Valley it's, repaired it's dead, basically. and fixed, and and you know brought the genre that specific type of farming sim back to life for me, and then some. It added on it with the believable relationship system, you know, the, just the way that your character interacts with those those characters that you're trying to build a relationship with is. It felt very genu- genuine and personal and and meaningful. Um, and like I haven't felt that way in the that type of farming sim game, all the Harvest Moon games like n- didn't even come close to that. So that's why that's my number it, one. It's also cool to see like when people were pirating the game, like people just being like like wanting to buy it, and like people sending people copies of it who pirated it and stuff like that. Like that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, like that every the the love that it got when it came out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will go next. Number five, Overwatch. Yes, I put Overwatch. It's That's okay, right. Dan, I forgive um, you. I understand. Well, it was a breath of fresh air for me because it, it was a character-driven <laughs> shooter uh, where characters have abilities instead of just you know different different guns. Um, really, the only kind of game you can compare it to uh, before you know like Lawbreakers and stuff came out. Or... Team Fortress. 
Team Fortress, yeah. That was really its only... Is Lawbreakers uh, si- out? Sim- similarity. Uh, no, it came out in, like, there's been betas or alphas or oh, whatever. okay. Uh, people don't like it very much, so... <laughs> uh, I had Overwatch in number five. Huh? I said take that, Cliff Blazinski. Oh. Uh, at number four, I put Inside. Uh, bleak puzzle platformer with a surprising twist. That was nice. Nice change of pace <clears throat> for me. Three Hearts of Iron 4, uh, taking control of any country in the world during World War II. That's something not a lot of games do, so that was a uh, very cool thing. Number two, I put Stardew Valley. Kind of the same reasons for as you, Corey. It slows things down uh, quite a bit. Uh, progression takes time and planning, uh, but there's always something to do in it, which is great. Uh, it's one of those your-own-pace games, you know? It's It's not going to hate you for moving at a snail's pace, so... And then for number one, I put Firewatch, mm. which quite literally was a breath of fresh air. I played that in tandem with XCOM 2, which was incredibly stressful, not only because uh, the game itself was stressful, but trying to get it to run on my computer was also extraordinarily stressful. And one day I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to play Firewatch. And I played Firewatch, and it was slow and quiet and loved it, so... That's my number one pick for Breath of Fresh Air. Did you not have Stardew Valley, Dan? Yeah, I had Stardew did. Valley number two. Oh, number two. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry. I completely missed it. No problem. Eric, Breath of Fresh Air. Oh, boy. I can't even wrap my head around some of your guys' picks. Uh, <laughs> I only put three down. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to argue any of this, but number three for me was Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. mostly because I've never really been into a Final Fantasy game, and I love Final Fantasy XV, so it must have done something different, right, to make it a sure. breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was Inside for me, uh, because it's different than anything I've really played, and makes you think, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, number one for me was The Witness. Again, much different than anything I've ever played. Uh, made me think it was just, uh, my mind was taken over by it mm-hmm. for the, for the time period that I was in it. You should play, uh, what's its lips? Talos <laughs> Principle. Talos the, Principle. Thank you. Yes. The wit.nes. I've, I've been drinking. So I can't, his, couldn't come up with lips. God, you guys pissed me off with that category so much. The wit.nes, Eric? You should play that. Which category? This one. Breath of Fresh Air. Oh. We had one of the same games. We had one. I, I didn't play believe Fi- Stardew Valley won that one. I didn't play Final Fantasy, so I, I couldn't put that on my list. <clears throat> All right. Why are you surprised Stardew Valley won? Because it doesn't do anything different. Yeah, sure it does. Like, why? Like, all that stuff has been done for, before. I don't It's not... Sure, but not to the perfection that Stardew Valley did it. I mean, maybe, but I guess I guess this is another category where we're just looking at it differently. Sure, all of those things have done been done before. Um, Breath of Fresh Air to me is is something different that I haven't I'm, that I haven't seen. I mean, there's games that do what Final Fantasy 15 does, like Xenoblade. Yeah, I guess for that one, I was looking at it more in like a Final Fantasy bubble. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I considered Stardew Valley. I was looking at it in the uh, farming sim bubble, like like which consists of one game, which consists of Harvest Moon. But Harvest Moon has been so right. bad for so long that when 
you know, Stardew Valley came out and totally uh, reminded me how much I can appreciate that kind of game. Like, I haven't liked Harvest Moon since the Game Boy. The first one. Harvest Moon. Yeah. The first one on just... Super Nintendo was my favorite one, and after that, I haven't liked anyone. I feel like we're rewarding Stardew Valley for Harvest Moon being shitty for a number of years. And, and that is reflected in uh, later on for me. A little bit, but also I, I think Stardew Valley itself stands alone as a great game this no year. No argument here. Great game. I just wouldn't categorize it as a breath of fresh air. Especially well, me, by was... one dude for doing everything in that game. Yeah, I, I get that it's a good game made by one guy. We've said the, that well, numerous times. It's so, just not a breath of fresh air. So what elevated it to me for breath of fresh air was the way it did, the way it handled relationships, which, which is a big part of the game. Harvest Moon never, never nailed on the relationship aspect of it. And I think, <sighs> I, I think, guess. I think a I, game like, move on, cause I, I'm just not going to see like the, the, and I should, because I did it with final fantasy. I just, I'm not going to agree with putting it in a bubble where you're just comparing it to Harvest Moon. Yeah, well, I mean, you kind of answered your own criticism there, so I yeah. won't I won't argue with you. All right. So the winner for the 2016 Thummy for Breath of Fresh Air was Stardew Valley. Are we down to our last two? Last two. Dumas. Please stop award. Please stop award goes to a game whose studio needs to just give it up already. Hmm. And the huh. winner for the Please Stop Award goes to. Uh, wow, a lot of lot of different games. We must have all put different things for this one. I didn't even do a studio. I did thing trends I, and gaming. It's it. You put oh, the okay. games. I did. A uh, ga- I did three games. Madden Seventeen, <laughs> Mario Run, what? Skyrim Special Edition, and then packaging remastered with games I don't want. Remaster packaging remasters with games I don't want. So it looks like we all put different things there. <laughs> Those wow. were all number one. Yep. Number oh. two was announcing games too early. Uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, Watch Dogs 2, NHL 17. Number three was <laughs> Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Uncharted 4, Homefront Revolution, and Too Many Remasters. So we all literally put different things for that category. That is bizarre. Wow. So my interpretation here was... I put. I'll just give you mine. I did, it, my number three. I only did three. My third was Uncharted Four because Uncharted just needs to stop. Mm-hmm. It's so tired. Uh, Watch Dogs Two just isn't necessary in the gaming world because there's much better versions of that kind of game, mm-hmm. and they just don't ever need to make another one. And then number one was Super Mario Run for me because I don't want any part of Nintendo's mobile mobile strategy uh, mobile experiment. Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. They need to stop. It's awful. Okay. That's how I oh. took it. Okay. Corey, what'd you get? Oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, I'm doing some administrative work here. Uh, my number five was Mighty Number Nine. Uh, enough of the kickstarted homages to a bygone era, which is fine on its own, but the game better be good, which Mighty yeah, Number Nine sure. was not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just tired of it. I just. It's just let it go. Like, develop something creative and new. I'm over it. Uh, number four, Batman Telltale series, a game I talked about earlier. Uh, I'm just fed up with the comic book culture being crammed down my throat. I can only take so much Telltale. Can uh, you pair that with, yeah, I was going to say pair that with Telltale in general. Enough's, <laughs> enough's enough. I don't care about Batman. I never, I, the only time I cared about Batman was when Michael Keaton, Keaton was Batman in 1989. Oh. 
How dare you? And after that, I just I just don't care. I really don't. Homefront the Revolution. Nobody wanted that. Nobody asked for it. Why did we get it? I don't know. Just stop. Just stop. That's a good point. Uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Stop fucking up Mario RPG. Mm -hmm. Mario RPG was great. Thousand Year Door was okay. After that, I don't. I just. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. You're wasting everybody's time. Uh, Why do they not just release another Mario RPG? Everybody wants it. Why do they have stubborn? Exactly. That's what everybody wants. I don't know. I'll tell you why. Because yeah. Nintendo. It's just, yeah, that's exactly right. Here's, because Nintendo. Here you go, guys. Here's something nobody asked for and you don't want and is not very good. <laughs> Thanks. Hope you like it. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, my number one is Skyrim Special Edition, which I talked a little bit about earlier. I don't have to get into again, but like modders have done plenty for Skyrim. Um, see Enderall. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Other than built-in mods, it, I don't know. Just I don't know. I don't get it. It just ugh. Stop. Stop. It seemed like a cash grab to me. I don't know. Un- unless you're playing on console and you want some mods. Even so, it was still a cash grab. Ugh. Okay. Uh, for me, <clears throat> I was the one that put all the sports games on there. <laughs> I had one non-sports game on there. So for number five, I had FIFA 17 because I know Eric likes that one. Stop uh, so that was last on my list. Number four, <laughs> NBA 2K17. Number three, I put Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, and I know this year's was better, uh, but I still do not want to every year release a Call of Duty. They need to take a few years, uh, reevaluate the franchise, do something maybe a little bit different, maybe return to the past. I don't know, but give it a break. Number two, I put NHL 17, and number one was Madden 17. I am sick of the yearly sports games. Dan, you know I would be heartbroken if there wasn't a yearly soccer game, right? No, I know. That's why I put that last on my list. I, it, I, I, I know, but put... my heartbreak is worth more than your last spot. No, I know, I know. I was going to put MLB <laughs> The Show, but that's not like... I feel like that's that doesn't necessarily sell as well as the other sports games. So. Yeah, that was my thing. Go ahead, Will. Uh, so I was the one who went off the board... Well, you were. This was your award. You just never clear. You never specified that you wanted. Uh, I kind of uh, wanted to leave it. I wanted industry, to leave it open. Industry practice. I kind of wanted to leave it open to see what everybody came up with. It's just these are the things that have bothered me a lot this year. Uh, and number four, I have releasing games too early. Look at No Man's Sky. Mm. The game was not ready to come out at all. And there's countless Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five. There's so many examples of this every year. Um, number three, too many remasters. Knock it off, unless you're gonna be like Mass Effect. Just, just please stop remastering everything. Um, two, announcing games way too early. Like games like The Division got announced so early that like the la- the hype for it kind of dies down. Uh, Watch Dogs was another example of this. Like for this year, um, uh, what was an example of this that got announced this year? I'm really blanking. Uh, Final Fantasy this... VII Remaster. That's, yeah. That's not We've coming heard... out for another like two years, probably. We've heard nothing about it since it got announced. So, like... I mean, last, last Guardian came out this year, like, ten years after announcement. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. it, like, just stop. Like, wait a little bit. Like, I don't... I really don't think that could run on the PS3. I think that's why they delayed it until PS4. And then they kind of redeveloped it once the ps4 came out by, with Power by all accounts it. it's not a great looking game yeah and doesn't run that well either unless you have a ps4 pro running it at 1080p from what i from what i read 
but um, go ahead, Will. And then my number one is packaging remasters with games I don't want. Like, I know Infinite Warfare was, by all accounts, pretty good this year, but, I mean, I, me and Eric bought it for the Call of Duty 4 remaster, and I'm going to buy the... play it. Which is funny, because Eric never really even played it. And I know I'm going to buy the Call of Duty next year when World at War is packaged in the remaster, and probably Modern Warfare 2, and then I'm going to stop, because I'll be really angry at myself. I only I would only even consider it for World at War. That's the last one I would even consider buying a remaster for. My guess is we get that not next year, but the year after with the next Treyarch Call of Duty. But I don't know, like in like I I'm I want Halo Wars too, and I was fine paying the eighty dollars for the remaster of the first Halo Wars, which we don't even have yet. But I hate that I had to buy the package. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm we such didn't a weak... have to. You just wanted the early access. Yeah, and I'm such a weak man <laughs> that I I needed it, and we don't totally even have it you. yet. So like, I whatever. I we checked have to... my messages multiple times, just so you know. Yeah, we have to wait until they roll out the next wave of beta access or whatever, or not beta access early, whatever it is. I didn't read it close enough. I just it's thought by this exactly. Just stop, please. All right, so here's here's the deal. We have to come to a consensus on this one. Okay. It's our, it's our first number one tie. In the options so are... Go ahead. Madden 17, Super Mario Run, Skyrim Special Edition, and packaging remasters of games I don't want. Oh, my God. Out of those, I'm going to pick... So who had number ones on that list? Everybody had a different one, right? Everyone had Everybody. a different number one. Um, I I'll would go. I, go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna say I would go with either the Skyrim that I picked or the Super Mario Run that somebody else picked. <laughs> and I was gonna say I'd go Super Mario or Skyrim. I'm okay with Skyrim because yeah, I'm fine I, with any I, of those. All right, I, let's go I, Skyrim. I agree with with Skyrim because uh, I I did not get a chance to play Super Mario Run, so that, that factors generation. factors into my into my decision making. But Skyrim, uh yeah, that was was not necessary, especially for let's, for PC yeah. players. Let's go there. Okay. Oh, I don't know why I tweeted that. I tweeted, "Please stop! The award goes to Madden 17, Super Mario Run, packaging games." <laughs> Have another <What>? beer, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lush. Okay, so the please stop uh, award. 2016 Thummy goes to Skyrim Special Edition. And our final category. Can I go pee? No. Yeah. I got to pee. Oh I want to. I want to enjoy the the game of the year conversation. It's not I, even possible without having to go go pee. So okay, vamp, go ahead. you guys vamp. Well, okay. we'll talk about we'll talk about the last category. Uh, I'm a little surprised none of you put any sports games on there. Aren't we all sick of the yearly sports releases? Well, yeah, but not not as sick as I, I am of the other things. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I, you, just, I feel like the yearly sports thing should be rolled into like a roster update. Yeah, yes. they're never going to do that. Game. No, of course not, because they make too much money. But <laughs> I will buy FIFA every year. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt like about I said, it. that's why I put it last on my list, because I know you buy it every year. Yeah. I mean, once again, I'm a weak man, so of course I'm going to buy at least NHL every year, probably Madden. It helps yeah. that Eric and I split things. Right. Yeah. That makes things much more palatable. 
Yeah, so like I'm not as hard on my purchases usually. Mm-hmm. I just would rather not see an un- another Uncharted game or another stupid Nintendo mobile game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, those things are depressing to me, whereas the sports games are like, alright, you know, I know what to expect here. I know yeah. what I'm getting. They're usually alright. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's supposed to be releasing a Fire Emblem as their next mobile game. That, that's Wait. my last bastion of hope. If that's bad, I will probably swear them off. It's going to yeah. be bad. It will be. You're right. Or or too expensive. Ten dollars for Super Mario Run was ridiculous. Oh. I thought it was five. Even that probably would be too much according oh, to most yeah. people, right? That's a two dollar game tops. I would have paid five just because I wouldn't have known better. Right. But as soon as I saw ten, I was like, definitely not. All right. Are we ready, Corey? Ready. All right. The Thumbstick Athletes Collective Game of the Year for 2016 uh, as voted. Democratic. Democratically, we will talk about our individual games of the year, too. Game of the Year for the Thumbstick Athletes 2016 goes to Final Fantasy XV. I can live with that. I'm just happy Stardew Valley didn't win. (laughs) Second. Stardew Valley Valley came in second, and Civ VI came in third. Wow. Okay. All right. Pathetic. Corey, game of the year. <laughs> Numero Cinco for me is Firewatch. Um, I could see why some people don't like it. I really can. Yeah, sure. Uh, and as, as I talked about earlier, it's it's a personal game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because I have ever been a Firewatch guy who flirted with another Firewatch lady. In You'd the, love to, in, though, In right? the 1980s. But, yeah, Will's right. I would love to do that. Uh, just... We're, we're past that point where I could ever experience that. But I can in a video game, so I'm good for that. Uh, Civ Six was my number four. Uh, so even though I really enjoyed Final Fantasy V, I think Six really returns the grandeur and magic of Civ building with a very tasteful aesthetic. I know they were looking for, like in their map style and everything, like a 1700s kind of adventure, Lewis and Clark kind of thing going on. Uh, wonderful music and Sean Bean, which we already talked about. They even like the things for me that really meant something in this game are the returns of things like the wonder cinematics, which didn't exist in Civ Five. You know, it's just those little touches that really elevated the game to something bigger than uh, what Civ Five was. Even though Civ Five did a lot of things to advance uh, the franchise, uh, Civ Six really put the, the finishing touches on it. I think. Mm-hmm. That's why that's my number four. Number three was Stardew Valley, which we've hit upon a lot. And, and the biggest thing and the realization I came to with Stardew Valley was uh, sort of what we talked about in the, the last couple of categories. Um, my appreciation for Stardew Valley really mostly comes down to how bad the Harvest Moon games have gotten. Because I, I do agree that Stardew Valley, the formula, uh, what that game is, is relatively easy to execute on relatively easy to create it did have some nice personal touches which we also talked about and that's why it's the number three on my uh games of the year but again a lot of my appreciation for the game comes from just how bad harvest moon has been and that's why it wasn't higher on my list number two for me was final fantasy 15 um i really loved final fantasy 15 and i think any other year we did the thummies this probably wins for me (laughs) Wow, I, I can't think of a, a game I didn't I liked more than Final Fantasy 15 that I had 
had given the game of the year uh, God bless award you, year Corey. too. Let's let's uh let's save Final Fantasy 15 like getting more in depth in a little bit. Okay. If um, you're all right with that. I'm actually really happy at one. Really really happy at one. Uh well deserving. It's it's a bizarre game. It really is. It's I won't get yeah. too into it. I, you know, it's it's weird. It's not perfect. Uh but it's uh, it's an amazing game. So Good for it. I'm glad it won. And my number one is obviously Enderall. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. Dude, seriously, and, and and I know I keep cramming it down your guys' throats, but it's seriously one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Every time I boot it up and play I don't want to put it down. Um, and when I do put it down and then pick it up later on, I remember immediately why I loved it so much. It's just... It's the complete package, and it has major, major flaws. There are so many elements of the gameplay that I just do not touch because I know they don't work. Uh, but I forgive it because it's so Sounds good shitty. in so many other ways. The way the environments it builds, and it's one of those games, and I talked about it a little bit throughout the year, uh, that you play, and it's like, okay, I'm doing this one thing, and it's like, oh, the, like a nice town... You go to the first town, which is named Riverville or whatever, and it's like, oh, cool town! Like this must be the main town in the game. Like this is the this is the world hub, because uh, this is just a mod made by a small team in Germany. And it's like, okay, I'm doing this thing, and then it's like, oh no, you got to go to Ark. So you go to Ark, and you're going to Ark, and you look, and you see this huge city skyline, and you're like, oh, there's a city in this game. Oh, this must be be the main city hub, and it's like, okay. Well, I walked pretty far to get here, so this must be most of the game territory, and I just kind of play within here. Uh, because, after all, this is just a mod from a small German team. And I kept thinking that to myself throughout the game, and every time it subverted those expectations and impressed me with something so much bigger. Every time. And it's it's just so impressive how like creative and how many environments and how many different quest lines and, and how good the storytelling and writing and music and everything in that game is. Every time I thought it couldn't get better, it improved upon itself throughout the whole game, which is something you very rarely see in games today. You, you, I can't think of the last game that every minute I played in it was better than the minute before it. And Enderall is that game. I haven't beaten it. And I was trying to beat it today. I played like four hours today trying to have it beaten. Um, and I didn't. I didn't even beat it. But I'm like, at that point, it's, I, can't, I, I wish I could spoil it for you guys, but I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you to play it. That's how good it is. But I'm at the point now where I'm just like, this is everything I've ever wanted. It's, it's seriously that good. And it's frustrating to me that you guys just won't pick it up and play. I know Dan tried a little bit of it. I played a little bit, and 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 that's fine. Like I get your experience playing with the first time. With the first time, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool, but it just grows from there the entire time, and it's very impressive package. It's it 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 wasn't anything other than uh the you know the games I needed to play for the next episode of the, right. of the podcast. That right. was the only reason why I didn't keep playing it. And I get it. Like when you play that first few hours or whatever, it's like, oh, this is good. Like whatever. Yeah. It, nothing really jumps out at you, but the more you play, the more impressive it gets. And that's mm-hmm. why I keep trying to, to, to explain to people that they need to play it. You absolutely mm-hmm. need to play it. And it, and, and it is. It's just, it's just a mod, quote-unquote, but it's so well done. Very impressive. And I, I just finished saying, like, oh, any other year Final Fantasy XV wins my game of the year. Like, Enderall is seriously one of the best games I've ever played. And it's just a mod from a small team in Germany. So please, please, please play it. It's it's that good. Okay, I like that. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely respect all of that, Corey. I do want to play it. Like I said, I honestly didn't have like the time to sit down and play a meaty RPG until the last two weeks of the year, and I focus on Final Fantasy. Maybe I'll give it a. I will probably give it a try. But, Go ahead, Will. Okay, my What's list. Your, your game of the year picks. Okay, so at number five, I had Fire Emblem Fates. At four, I had Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I do want to touch on that real quick. The criticisms of that game, I just don't understand what issues people had with it. Like, people complained that the story was too short and, like, uh, scattered, but, like, Deus Ex Human Revolution was way longer and way more scattered, and people complained about that. So, like, they cut back on some of the story, and people complained about that. Like give me a break and like people complained about but they gave you difficulty options like i don't know it was all extremely nitpicky dumb things and i just never understood people's issues with the game yeah um i agree three, with yeah like i i just i gamers are a weird bunch and i just don't understand them sometimes uh at three pokemon sun and moon this will go down as probably the best Pokemon game that I played. It won't be my favorite Pokemon game, but they were extremely impressed. Like, this game, I put 69 hours into into it, uh, and it came out at the end of November. Like, I just sunk time and so much time into it, and I'm not even done playing it. Like, I still have a ton of... Should have stolen three hours out of there for Inside, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot about uh, the quality of Pokemon Moon. Moon's the one that I played specifically for anybody who cares, which nobody probably does. Um, two, Stardew Valley. This game got a lot of love during our entire award, so I'm not going to talk about it more. Kind of what Corey said, you know, the farming sim games have been so bad, uh, and this one's so good, and there's a lot to it, and all being made by one guy, and, like, the music, it's just everything about it. I just loved every bit that I played. It's just a game that you can sit down and play and just escape. You know, and that's like a good feeling to have to just like sit down at your computer and farm a bit and just like forget about everything and just work on your virtual life, which is pretty cool. And my game of the year is Final Fantasy 15. Nice. Now, I am in love with this game. Um, I will say I've put 25 hours into this game and I'm only on chapter four. That's how much I've put into this and how much I'm liking it. Um, I love the four characters in this game. Like, I love Gladiolus, Noctis, Ignis, and Prompto. Uh, All of them have their own little touch that just makes... Like, Prompto is a character who I didn't particularly like in the beginning. Played more and more and saw, like, his photography skills and stuff like that. And, like, some of his dialogue is pretty good. And, like, his love for Chocobos was kind of, like, endearing to him in the game. Uh, I was just, like... I just love this game. It will go down. It could go down in like it'll be in my top like three or four favorite Final Fantasies. I don't see six and tactics and seven being dethroned, but maybe at like four. Um, but like this game just did so much right. And as Corey said, it's not a perfect game. Uh, I've heard a lot of things about it later that it gets pretty pretty bizarre and completely changes pace. Um, That's and I sure. hear this. I hear the story sometimes can be really incoherent. I've heard they've improved upon it, but uh, I hear still some points like you don't know what's going on. I'm, and I'm following the story pretty pretty closely so far. And like I do really like the story. And 
it's got the story beats from old Final Fantasy games that I grew up and loved, and it's got a whole new side to it, which is just fun to explore. I'm literally doing every single side quest side quest I come across because like I just want to sink so much time into it. Uh, and it says a lot because I'm only doing side stuff when I knew I had a limited time to play through and beat it, and I still chose to do all the side stuff and explore the world. And I will say, I know Eric said that the driving can get boring and you look at your phone, and I definitely understand that because I do look at my phone sometimes. But, like, I drive around, and I just look around the world, and I'm, like, pretty impressed with it. And I play uh, Eris's theme the whole time. I only play that song because I love that song so much, and it's so good. Perfect music for driving around on the. It, it is the continent. It's just, See, like, that's where we differ. The music means literally nothing to me. Yeah, because you'd never played like these games or had yeah, a, a, kid, a connection to them. Is so boring to me. So like, I just would. I loved doing that. And that moment that I talked about for my keepsake was when I decided it was my game of the year. Yeah. Just like the fact that this demon spawned in the middle of the street and I had to fight it because I couldn't run away. Like. And like I said, I do acknowledge that it has issues, which is why I didn't have it my most complete experience. Like, I, it's not perfect, but, like, the combat is so good, and I enjoy the side stuff so much that I just, I just adore this game. It's the game that I've thought about the most this year besides Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it also is going to make me play Final Fantasy fourteen and nine. so... Nice. That's a, that's a good game for me. I love it. Sounds good. Eric? Game of the year picks. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> number five for me was Forza Horizon 3. Uh, number four was Ratchet and Clank. Number three was Inside. Number two was Final Fantasy 15. I wrestled with my number one and number two picks for a while. Uh, but I ultimately ended up picking The Witness as my game of the year. Hmm. Um <clears throat> I don't know. I just felt like The Witness did more different for me. And maybe even though it was a short period of time, I guess, that I was in The Witness, uh, the time that that I spent being involved with that game and just, like, thinking about that game and trying to figure things out. And like I said before, being in, like, a Witness community on PS4 and talking to other people that were playing it and, like trying not to spoil how to solve puzzles and just the, like the wonder of that game I, I i think is what made the difference for me whereas like final fantasy 15 to me is is while i really like it and, and i appreciate what it does it's still just another video game to me where witness is is kind of more than that to me i guess it transcended that yeah yeah for sure um <clears throat> But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the Witness deserves more love than it gets. And I think it's hurt because it came out early this year, too, which... that's uh, and, and that's a good point, and I kind of wanted to bring that up with uh, Stardew Valley, uh, particularly for me and Will, um, who are big fans of Stardew Valley and Final Fantasy XV. If those games were reversed, do you think this category looks any different? What do you... Uh, yeah, Will. Will it seems like Will at least the last two years picked the last game he played. Not that that means anything. I'm just. just it saying. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Would it change? Probably not. I just. I, I think back to uh, when I played Stardew Valley, um, and and 
you know, having spent all the amount of time I spent in it and thinking for a very long time, like, there's no way any game beats this for my game of the year. Like, I was pretty hardly set in stone, like, this is my game of the year, this is the game of my game of the year. Uh, and then I played Enderall, and I'm like, well, this could be my game of the year. And then I continued to play Enderall for, like, five months of the year. Uh, and it ended up being my game of the year. But then Final Fantasy XV came out last month, and I played that, and I'm like, oh, this game's really good. Maybe this is worthy of my game of the year. And mm-hmm. uh, that pushed Stardew Valley down. And I just wonder, like, hypothetically, if those if Final Fantasy XV and Stardew Valley were release dates were reversed, if my list would look any different. I don't have an I answer. Think, I think it would. I, I think it's hard not so, to allow that to happen. It's tough. Okay, it's really tough. I I get your guys' point with that, but my first game of the year was Deus Ex Human Revolution that came out during the summer, and then I played Child of Light in October. The last games I played that year were Shadow of Mordor yeah. and This War of Mine. Well, so and, and, no, and, it would, it, I'm, not, it would not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your picks. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just thinking yeah, out loud here. Like, like, hypothetically, I, I just I just wonder, you know. And, and it, like, I think Bioshock Infinite came out pretty early in the year that we picked it, right? Well. Mar- yeah, yeah, like March. March, March like that. release. That was yeah. a mistake by all accounts. So I'm, like, I'm not saying games can't hold on. I'm just wondering, like, I, I remember really, really enjoying <clears throat> Stardew Valley, but as time went on, like, some of the things I, I really loved about it, I probably forgot about, you know? Well, and I noticed with a lot of people, like, in the gaming media talking about Stardew Valley, um, like, it kind of got forgotten on a lot of people's lists, in my opinion. I did not see it that often, and I was shocked because everybody loved it so much, then all of a sudden it disappeared. I think a big part of that is the mainstream never really got into it. Yeah, it's true. That's the only thing, because I look back and I don't remember any other video game podcasts talking about it, and I remember only Kotaku covering it, really, and Destructoid, but nobody else picked it or talked about it ever. What's that? Stardew Valley. Valley. Well, I know... Bomb talks about it a fair Because of Dan Riker. Do they? And that's it. Yeah. Well, Dan I Riker's mean, a huge dude. fan, and he's the he's the the rebel outcast of the group, you know. And I do also want to say, like, with these last two years, like, these are the games that I've thought the most about. I still watch certain scenes from Life is Strange, like, to this day because I loved them so much. Like, and yeah, I wonder. What did you think about with Stardew Valley? I wonder. What do you mean? Wait, wait, what was the question? Did you say you you thought about Stardew Valley a lot? At the time that I played it, yeah. What were you thinking about? Ah, eh, just my farm, like what I wanted to do for the day, like how just like how I can't wait to get home and play it, like get out of school, play it, and just like sink into the world that is Pelican Town and all that stuff. I don't know. I just that's weird to me. Like the games that I've always like thought about when I wasn't playing them were things like Skyrim comes to mind, or Bloodborne, or Dark Souls 2, or The Witness, where there's, like, some mystery involved in the world, I guess. Oh, I guess there's a, there's a little bit of that in Stardew Valley, and I get that. Yeah. You you guys are, I feel like you guys, more than me, are more drawn to the, like, the old-style-looking games. Uh, I just don't get a lot out of that. I think you guys are a lot more nostalgic out of those games than I am. Uh, Definitely. I don't, I don't know. They just don't do anything for me. And I don't, I don't get into games that look like that. I don't know why. I just don't. The, the, the wonder is kind of taken out of it for me. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you have put a, a fair number of those kind of games on your on your list in the past. Like what? Rogue Legacy jumps to mind. Yeah, but it wasn't for 
the reasons you guys point out. What do you mean? Like building relationships with the characters in the story. Oh Rogue yeah, Legacy yeah, because that. that wasn't in the game. But I don't, I don't think any of us right. put Stardew Valley on our list because it has a uh, old aesthetic. I, I think you guys are naturally drawn to those kind of games. Yeah, I don't it's disagree just, with that at all. It's my opinion, I don't know. Because I look, I look my at opinion. my top three games of all time. It's Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VI. They all look like hot garbage. But but it's, not, it's not because of how they look that they're in your Final top Fantasy three. VI looks brilliant still. I know, I just, I'm saying, I think it's like some uh, like an underlying thing with you guys that you're just like, kind of naturally drawn to that. Yeah, like we grew up playing that sort of style mm-hmm. of game. More so well, than sure. Eric, so that, like that might we're... get you in the door, but that's not like that yeah. will keep you for seventy five hours. I don't even think it gets me in the I, door. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. What, Corey? I don't even think that gets me in the door. To be honest with you, that that literally had nothing to do with my my being drawn to Stardew Valley or any other uh, eight or sixteen bit game on my my list this year. I don't know. That, that's fine. I'm just saying. I noticed that you guys. Com- I'm just comparing. You three to me, you're just more drawn to that kind of thing. I just those kind of games rarely do it for me. Yeah, like as like Eric might not have played Stardew Valley if like we didn't love it. No, so I never, much. I never would have. So, mm-hmm. and like the art style of Stardew Valley would have turned you away enough, right? No, it wouldn't turn me away. It just it doesn't appeal to me as much. I just it, it's like. You know how you guys appreciate, like, um, what's the movie studio that pumps out, like, cartoony movies? Pixar? Yeah, like, Pixar movies and, and those kinds of things. I just don't appreciate those, and it's hard for me to get into them. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it, Dan. My turn? Yeah, I'm curious with you. All right, number five, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Yeah. Same reasons. Same reasons. Will talked about. I thought that was an excellent game. Uh, I thought the criticisms of it were overblown and or <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. for the most part. Um, yeah. I really, really didn't have many issues at all with that game. I thought it was really, really well done. Yeah. Maybe the technical issues that people had at the very beginning, but other than yeah. that, like it was one of the more solid RPGs of the year. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't have any issues with it. Luckily. Neither did I. Ran, ran pretty good. That was when I first got my ultra wide monitor too. Mm-hmm. That was the first game I played on it, and it still ran great despite some people having performance issues. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, number four, Overwatch. Yeah. You, love you me pitiful Overwatch. bastard. No, go ahead. I love me some Overwatch. I've been having a hankering so bad to play Overwatch. I don't know if I will, but I would very much like to. Um, number three, I had Forza Horizon 3. Uh it was my first experience with Forza Horizon, and it was a it was a fantastic experience. Cannot wait to get back into that game because that is another one that was uh, it was a, a real gem. I know Eric had that on his list. So, mm. number two, Stardew Valley, fifteen dollar masterpiece. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't factor the cost into the equation uh, when I when I picked it, but I love that game to death, obviously. And then yeah, we've talked about it enough. Don't need to continue. My game of the year is Civilization VI. Hmm. Uh, it was a lot more different from Five than I thought it was going to be, but all in a good way. Uh, I 
there was not a single change made from five to six that that I didn't like. Uh, it's also a game that I'm going to play for the next four or five years until Civilization Seven comes out. Uh, it's the one game that came out this year that I will still be playing at various times, at random times. I'll fire it up and play it um, for the next four or five, six years probably. So, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Can't wait to get back to that one either. Uh, I can't wait for the... What? No, I was just... Uh, it's a good you game. You had it on game. your list. Yeah, it was on my number four. Sure. Yeah. So why are he's you... not going at you. He's, I'm not, he's, critic- he's I'm not like... criticizing. I'm just proud oh. of you. No. You seem it seemed See, a little critical. To be honest, Dan, I had no idea what your game of the year would have been. Oh, really? No. I thought for sure it was Stardew Valley. I thought that oh. was going to win for sure. No, I thought was so. Number two. Going in, I thought it might have been Final Fantasy, but as the episode went on, I was like, it might be Stardew Valley. If I had to bet, it would have been Final Fantasy. That would have been my bet. That's why I was saying I have a Dark Horse pick in the chat, and my Dark Horse pick was Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Any other thoughts? What were the runners up? Runners up were Stardew Valley at number two and Civilization Six at number three. By the way, Dan, when I finish Final Fantasy Fifteen, I'm letting you take my PlayStation to play it. I don't know if now's a good time. Oh, well, what did you do? Have really... twins or something? Yeah, I uh, I haven't I haven't touched a video game in over a week. The holidays have oh, really? just kicked our asses. Yeah, because we after the kids go to bed, we spend all night like trying to clean and organize all the goddamn presents we got. I mean, at, at the pace that I'm going, I won't have it beat until mid January anyway. That might so. be an okay time. Right now is not a good time. I'm just hoping, like maybe to not not even tomorrow night, but maybe uh, Sunday night, being able to finally get some some game time in. Because I'm uh, starting to get the shakes a little bit, you know. Mm. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up at the end of the episode, one category I think we need to put in for next year, uh, seeing as how we're kind of a consumer podcast, uh, and I don't know what we would call it, but bang something for like, your buck. Ba- yeah, yeah, exactly. Bang for your buck or worth its weight in gold, that type of award, uh, I think is, is something that we should do for next year. That's a good Dan, one. are you trying to give Stardew Valley another award this year? No, no that I, sounds I mean, like to me, Will. <laughs> it's too late to have it, give it to, to Stardew Valley for this oh, year. pile but, it on. Um, <laughs> did it win it won a couple things right i, I can't oh. think right now but stardew valley I think, it was, I think it was in every category at least in the top so, three yeah, sure as fuck was one best <laughs> indie best well yeah absurd it was kind of a shoo-in for that one <laughs> all right i'm a little disappointed overall that the, the lack of witness love here but i guess i should have been expecting that i didn't play it so i can't yeah i, I can't yeah, have and it will didn't 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 like it so yeah. eric what i gave it a couple awards i'm talking overall love oh well when only two people played it it's bound to i know not see anyway. no three three it. people played it well will That's, doesn't get you're getting somewhere yeah. what does it count agreed screw me all right so i guess we'll call it a pod right that's a pod that's a year that's not just a uh, pod dan that's a year wrap up the year uh, next week we're likely to do our 2016, 2017 games preview, rather, right? Probably, I would think it's going to yeah. be. Anywhere. Uh, okay. we'll talk about. I don't it, think sure. I'll be here. Okay, I'm going to be in New York. That's right. That's a shitty state. Why would you go there? <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't want to go. <laughs> think I want to go? I played Pokemon Prism. 
What's that? Nice. You pirate. I wasn't. I didn't pirate it. No. Oh, pirates made it available. It was sent to me by a pirate. You know what? <laughs> Take that, Nintendo. Booty. Uh... All right. That'll do it for episode 284 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast in the year 2016 and our 2016 Thummies episode. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Yeah!